The following is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. Two-timing bastard. This will do. What? Don't ask so many questions. I can't wait to see the look on Tom's face when I tell him I made it with you. <laughs> Boy, will he be pissed. You sure know how to make a guy feel comfortable. Can we talk a minute? What for? Said I'm gonna do it. Well, it's just... I'm not quite... Well, well I'm a... Well, it's just that I'm not quite... I'm... Oh, my God. Are you a virgin? I've never made it with one of those before. Wow. Sassy Molassy, we're back with another week of DC Comic Goodness. I'm the man with the crippling daddy issues, Eric Shea. And I'm the guy whose dad's dead, Jim Warner. There you go. <laughs> and this I don't have anything to say. 68 of Weird Out 68. Loud. 68? What are we? Yarmir Yager? It's Yarmir Yager's number, Eric. 68. I love that Yager. That's when Russia invaded Czech, Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia, I think. That's why he I think went it was with that. Czechoslovakia at that yeah, point. That's why he went with that. That's when they got invaded. Ah, yes. Hello and welcome to the official and official podcast of the Weird Science DC Comics website and podcast. I don't know. For the week of April 23rd, 2016, it's already late. I'm tired, Eric. It's already late. Already late. And you know what? Are you going to pull out your gridlock? I might. Actually, I have the new one there that's more of the, uh, what is it called? I, I have the lights off. It's Red Thunder. Red Thunder. thunder. You know what comes after the thunder. That's what I get scared of. Yeah, no, me up for three days. That's what happens. (laughs) And then I'm fucking exhausted. But yeah, I'm also exhausted because Reggie the other day wanted to know when, what episode he had his first mail in. He used to mail him. If people haven't been listening as long, he was not always on the podcast. He was a guy who just ripped us apart every week with his mail. So I ended up listening back to a bunch all in a row. I'm going on a – boy, I'm telling you, I think we lost some of the fire because I was listening to this. I was so angry. I was very, (laughs) very monotone though. Like a lot of it was me like – I don't like this, Eric. But it was me like <laughs> yelling at you all the time. Anything you said, I'd just yell at you. Which that's, that's stayed a, a little bit. A little bit. But boy, I, my feelings don't hurt as if much. You anymore. Remember, we did get a lot of coming. Like, boy, you guys are refreshing because you you don't like things that it, it was like that. Now, people who think that we are angry and negative now, whew, wait, go back then. I, anything that you mentioned, I hated. All I did had a principle. It, yeah, I think just because you liked it but it was funny because i listened to about 10 episodes before i got now by the way reggie's mail is episode 12 it seems okay. late doesn't it but i also heard like Chasanga's first mail i heard joel's first mail it was funny but i'm telling you 
I want Dan back, Eric. It was so <laughs> every week we had so much fun with Dan and his <laughs> nonsense. And I heard it all. I heard the cicadas. I heard people honking at him. And again, if people just jumped in and don't know who this Dan is, there was Dan. Twelve minutes news. of the Apple Watch. Down, the people who knew and listened to it like that, like a Brandon or a, a Manship, even they're smiling right now because I, now I think back and I'm like. Boy, those are the good old days. That, <laughs> it seems like so long ago. But boy, I got to the one. I was almost crying because I got to one. And it wasn't us talking about it, but I remember what we said. And it was the one where around when he went to Cancun. Right. And then the next one, he sounded like ISIS had taken him. We thought that <laughs> ISIS had kidnapped him. He was in the back of a van. It's so hilarious. And I, I want him back. I want to call Dan now and say, I Dan, really wish that shit, uh, his chick there was on purpose. Oh, I wish it was too, and I wish he went with it. But yeah, the other thing that got me was we were, it was like, I'm telling, episode 10. He just started doing the Geek News, I think, like around episode 6. Right. By 10, he had already missed two or three episodes where he just <laughs> didn't send anything. And I, I'm one I filled in, the other one we just said, nope, not today. And then the, the, around it, Episode 11, you are screaming at him about not doing <laughs> reviews. Oh, my goodness. I was having so much fun. And then I hit Ryan's segment. I wanted to kill myself, Eric. And that's it. Yeah, but I, I, do, I do want to bring back that anger. I promise everyone. Miserable. I am fucking I, I miserable. I don't want it. I'm miserable. But, yeah. Uh, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. Proud. The Weeby Geeks Network and the Batman proud. Podcast Network. Now, proud. Uh, I'll bring out a little anger because last week I did mention to you on a little aside that, hey, Eric, we might be on another network. You uh-huh. realize that that's the guy I was talking about this week to you. I figured. Yeah, this guy, uh, seek, uh, he was seeking us out to be on this thing and then proceeded to rip us apart and insult us and then just keep giving me tips on how to do a podcast. Now, one thing I will tell you that if you don't like our podcast, you don't, but I would hope that one of the bit of charm of the podcast is we don't know how to do a podcast and we just go with it. We make it yeah. up as we go. Nobody had, and right away, I don't know why you would have a, a four hour podcast. I said, I, I don't either. I don't know why I like either. Five. <laughs> I'm like, four? What are you talking about? What? You, you better catch up. Yeah, this guy's like, no podcast should be over an hour. Oh, really? Right. Thank you. I don't know what we would get done in an hour. Again, we're fucking nonsense. But like the people, mail. People seem to like it. If you like it, we're a weird thing where I think we, we are not mass appeal, Eric. They'll, no. We're doing better. Our stats are not bad. And I want to just bring it up that this fucking asshole, I, I saw this guy's stats. I don't know who he's telling anything to. He better tell himself some fucking advice. See, I'm angry now. It's like Good the times. old days, and I hate your guts, Eric. Aww. But no, uh, yeah, we have one of those where it's not mass appeal, but if you like a long podcast with a lot of nonsense, boy, you, you found your yellow brick road, Eric. <laughs> just follow that yellow brick we road. We will almost get you a, through a full day of work. Yeah, we will. Yeah, it, or, you know, a whole week or two weeks or whatever. But, yeah, we're not joining this fucking thing. I, and the guy, the guy went on and on. He's giving me insults and whatnot. And to the point then where I just told him to go fuck himself. And then a, a little bit later, all of a sudden, he started messaging me again. And he did not realize our stats or <laughs> the, uh, like, uh, how many people we had on Twitter and stuff like that. And, right. and then he, he changed his fucking tune. All right. He changed his <laughs> tune. 
And I said, no. I, I was so angry. No. And yeah, this was a point where I didn't even do reviews. I believe this was like Thursday, and I had yeah. some reviews. I didn't even do reviews because I was too busy yelling at this guy and then doing what I always do, going undercover and trying to figure out his stats, stuff like that. It wasn't very hard to figure out. And yeah, I don't know. Can you divide into zero, Eric? Can you? The guy was pathetic. You know what? You can also follow us on Twitter, Eric, at Weird Science DC. <laughs> And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash weirdsciencedccomics. You can also email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, which I'll mention again at the mail. And also follow our site at, what is it again? Weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. Some guy on um, Twitter did say, hey, guys, you, you should get a domain name. That fucking yeah. site. I'm like, yeah, you're preaching to the fucking Reggie's choir because I, you know, I don't know. Again, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, we're not experts. We're not there. We're not trying to take over the world, are we? Take over the world one five-hour podcast at a time. We're just It'll here doing this. I, I said today, Ta- Tanya, my wife's talking to me. She's like, oh, what's the matter? I'm like, I, I, what's the matter? i got to do this fucking podcast tonight. I'm going to be up till four. That's what's the matter. I, I, didn't even, yeah. I didn't even start preparing yet. It's <laughs> that goddamn preparation that kills me. Yeah, that's also, uh, through all of these other podcasts we started, and I don't know why I didn't slip my fucking throat, because Jesus. every podcast I yelled at you about how I hated it and didn't do it, <laughs> and I think that I started enjoying it more, and that's when I think we took a hit, Eric. I, I don't think we have the edge that we no. had before. Whew, but if you We're have humdrum edge, now. Yeah, we are. We're just, I, I, we agree too much, I think. That, and we say it all the time now. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. We agree, but we do. I don't know what's going on. When do I agree with you on anything? Except maybe food. Food. <laughs> Poutine. We both love that, right? And that friggin' funnel cake burger I showed yeah, you. Yeah, funnel that would be good. Funnel cake burger. I that is I would say that you have the donut burger. Yeah. And there is where you thought people would stop. It's almost like you get to the stratosphere. You can't stop yeah, now. No, then you have to go to the moon. Then yeah. you have to go to Mars. Then, yeah, you can't stop now. I don't know what's next. They're, the the it, burger, burger. Well, what you're talking about, that'd be funny. It's a burger with a burger bun and a burger. That's right. And that's, that's, that's not even that good. I think that you would have to, I don't know, what would be the craziest? Like a Snickers bar burger? Would that be a crazy? A fried Snickers bar burger. How about you smash it? Yeah, that would be good. How about, yeah, I don't know. What else would you have? What? I don't know. How about you smash the, the Snickers up, make a freaking like a patty out of it, then fry so it, then you, use that I, as I a wasn't even, Yeah, okay. So you're. I thought you were going to use the Snickers as the burger, but no, you're not <laughs> doing that. Now, at one point along the way of this was the, it, they didn't go bun. The thing was the crazy meat. Like, yo, yeah. kangaroo burger. Oh, you fucking alligator burger. That got huge for a while. Yeah, it was. It was very big. Uh, I did not go for any of that because it was Me expensive. Either. I'm a cheap man. You know exactly. what isn't expensive? Making a fucking funnel cake burger. I might make it. <laughs> that sounds fucking good. And where was this? You sent me a picture of this funnel cake burger. Usually, I didn't really see it. It was just a meme, really. Yeah, well, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's awesome. either come out of that Minnesota fucking state fair <laughs> or some goddamn uh, minor league baseball team. They are big yeah. on those. How about – I'm sure that somebody has a burger where the bun is laced up bacon, like two laced up bacon things, and then that would be like pretty good. Like a pinwheel? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying that you get um, where you would interlace bacon into oh, like a, a bun type thing. That would be pretty good. Oh, actually, I had an idea about this earlier. I was thinking about you when I was at the Walmart. Oh, did you? Freaking huh? uh, were you? Were you telling me that it's bullshit to have a bundle of bananas in there and count that as one? Uh, I said to, to you 
that when you're at the checkout, yes. if you have a bundle of bananas, we do say you count that as one. But if you have seven bundles of bananas that are separate, you cannot combine them into just one item. No, absolutely not. No. Okay, but I was sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, because so, the lady in front of me had a bundle of bananas. Like, would Jim count that as six? No, that is thing? one, as long as they are connected. You and then I started thinking, what about all the bacon in the package? Would he count that? Yeah, I've had all these crazy package. ideas. The thing is, yes. I think that most of that is more of a, how they have to deal with it to, to scan it and things like well, that. The thing of the story goes, though, as I'm thinking this, I get closer in line. I'm about to check out. When these people come up behind me and say, oh, it's 20 items or less. We got like 60. Oh, that's no problem. Really? Yes. I'm telling you, I get they mad. They say this out loud. Fuck and those I'm just sitting there. I even hate it if there is nobody in the store and I have 21 items and you go and sometimes the express lane will say, like say there's nobody else in line. Yeah. The other lines are kind of filled. You go by and the person will say, oh, you can just come here. No, I won't. I won't no. do that because somebody might come no, behind miss. me. There man. are rules. And it, it's more of not just being a, a guy of principle. I don't want people to get angry at me at the store. Um, I do have a problem. I did have a problem with bananas uh, recently that you brought that up. I went and I had three bundles of bananas. So right. My whole house, it's a freaking, we're like Gorilla Grot in here eating these goddamn bananas. <laughs> uh, but I'm in line. I have three different – now, uh, also, probably came to 11 items total. Right. But the guy insisted – these were big bundles. The guy insisted on, instead of just ringing them up individually on the fucking – you know, because you put them there and it yeah. weighs, it gives you he, – he, he took so long trying to stack them, and they were falling <laughs> and going. I'm like, why do you have to do this? Why? Equal opportunity employer, that's why. Oh, that's my why. goodness. And this is a guy, actually, because, again, me and Rafe – when we go, we know the guys and the names. Oh, yeah. We had Dom that I told about the, the one podcast. fan fiction going on these oh, guys. Yeah. I, I, I ship with half of them. <laughs> but uh, this guy is a very good guy. I mentioned him before. It's a guy who always tells me that he has five kids. Right. And now he recognizes me. And, oh, hey. And when I go, you know, I'm getting six hey, gallons of milk. And he's like, oh, yeah, my kids drink the milk. And he told me about some uh, – that Does one, he call it the milk? He might. But yeah, <laughs> but he was the one guy who was like, you should go to the country, whatever, that country place down the line from us that they have that real cheap food and like dollar beers. You said you had been there. Oh, before. the country place. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, he's, oh, you should go there. He always says this. but I would guy, never do that no, because no. it was like dollar beers. Yeah. And then I'm like, I still have to drive yeah, home. Yeah, That's you have to get Fuck home. that but Yeah, they also have like $2 steak sandwiches. It kind of intrigued me. But yeah. The whole point of it, the guy just kept bouncing. Like, he, that's his Jenga he's doing. I'm fucking yelling out, Jenga! Uh, and, and again, you're, you're working. You're trying to, you know, get yourself a little, you know, amused or whatever, maybe. But I don't know. But I'm going to tell everybody, if they are pissed off this week, they can call in the Rent and Rave line, Eric. And here we go. Here's the instructions. Good transition. You call 641-715-3900 and enter an extension 452328. You can also go to the, our website. I have and this hit all the pound sign. You hit the pound sign. You do a fucking dance. It's just that a easy. Rain dance. Then you hit one. I don't know what you do. Uh, it's again. It's it's starting hey, to be a uh, fucking Brandon loves it. He's about the only one. But I'm going to keep it going. <laughs> I don't. It, I we got uh, uh, Martin last week. I liked it. I like when people uh, you know call in. I think it's funny. So I, yeah. I enjoy it, but yeah, if you want to do that, also wherever you go, it's mostly for our amusement, yeah, really. Rate and review us. Mm, just this whole thing. I don't care. I don't care. Fuck it. Good. Fuck Good. it. Good. Yeah. Also, that guy really didn't like our cursing. 
<laughs> he, he, nobody likes us cursing. I looked at the like the lineup of these other uh, comic podcasts. You know, there, a lot of them are clean. Yeah. And I get the idea that I I like to listen to my DC Comics podcast in the car with my three six year olds and my grandmother. Maybe you shouldn't. You know, I don't know I that your grandmother very, uh, really enjoys it. For me. And also, like I get in the car, I put on our podcast, and they hear their dad cursing. But I'm, I look and I see the glazed look in my kids' eyes. I'm telling anybody else there, you, oh, I like to listen. Your kid doesn't want to listen to this shit anyway. No. Don't have them listen. Listen to some fucking music. Kids still like the Wiggles, right? Fucking Wiggles, wiggle <laughs> it up. Fucking uh, hot potato, hot potato, Eric. Hot potato. Hot potato. Do that. Don't listen to a goddamn podcast that kids have no interest in. Don't push your fucking likes on them. You listen to it on your own. Let them fucking listen to Very my personal. chemical romance, Eric. Are yes. they hip? I heard. I heard. I yes. heard they are. All right. Ghostbusters. All right. It's off to the news, Eric. Oh, no. I think we're in Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> It's going to be my new theme that's for the news. It. That's all it the is. The smooth sounds of the city. I don't think that's the smooth sound of the city. That, that, smooth that, sounds of the that city. That sounded like somebody was arrested. Uh, but the, no, about to be. Here's the news. We're going to get to the comic talk now, Eric. I am I'm right. shot out of a cannon tonight. I'm so, actually, I'm not. I am fucking exhausted. But here we go. Krypton's not dead. Oh, yeah? Unless you have Superman. Superman's sequel is near the pilot order. It, this seems like not. I think that this is what's that? Prequel. This says sequel. Yeah, that's, that's how prequel, they announced though. it. They <laughs> announced it as a sequel. Well, they're um, wrong. I think the problem with this is this is another one of those pieces of news that they're putting out there so that somebody will uh, do what they say. I don't know because Variety reports that Sci-Fi's long in development Superman prequel series <laughs> Krypton. Yeah, I got this off. Most of the stuff I get newsarama. I'll blame them. I don't proofread their shit. Uh, it may be maybe headed to the pilot at the network. It may be. Oh, yeah. This is fucking news. Maybe. According the to the report. Us. Now, this is the stuff. Like, what kid, what three-year-old kid driving to fucking preschool wants to hear about this, Eric? <laughs> Who? According to the report, Krypton will focus on the story of Superman's grandfather, who fights to restore the honor of the House of L years prior to Krypton's destruction. Now, they're saying this now. I'm a little more interested in this than what they actually told us before. Because I'm if you not. remember before, it was thousands of years ahead of time. Oh, yeah, I remember And that. we said, what the hell are you going to do this? Well, what even this. Hell? We'll have a goddamn like, alien planet where they do like, society-type things where he's trying to restore the name of his family without powers. Yes, exactly. That doesn't sound like fun. I just took a drink. It sounds like a great time to me. Maybe he'll do the uh, hot potato dance. CSI Krypton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, this looks... I don't know. What can you say on Krypton? I'm trying to think of some fucking joke that he could take off his glasses for. Uh, and he, he's like, uh, something gets stolen. This, he's like, this that, man that was might brutal. be the man of steel. Yeah. This man has been brutally beaten to death. Well, I guess it was his doomsday. Wow. <laughs> that is good. All right. How about this? Hey, we better get this case done before it gets to... Krypton Knight. Boom. That's the worst. <laughs> the pilot will be scripted by Krypton Knight. The, pi- <laughs> the pilot will be scripted. <laughs> the pilot will be scripted by Man of Steel and Batman v Superman co-writer David Goyer. Though it is unclear whether there will be any connection to DC's film universe, I say there will be none. 
What do you Hopefully. think of that? Hopefully they really get hope done it, it before it's Krypton Night. <laughs> How about that one? You, no. you like that one. That's making you laugh, isn't it? That was a pretty it's good one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The next one is a little bit of a, a deal where it brought up. I was actually going to look up things. This We always like this where we find out uh, guys who had turned down roles. Oh, yeah. Now, what was it? What didn't uh, what uh, Will Smith turned down the Matrix because he was doing Wild Wild West, right? That's yes. one of the big ones that we used to laugh at. Well, Ray Liotta passed on Tim Burton's Batman because it seemed silly. Not that this was something that ruined his career or anything. It's not like Will Smith no, really did it didn't ruin his career either, but he really should have taken the Matrix and that would have been crazy. But Tim Burton drew criticism in the late 80s when he cast comedic actor Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. And I want to just pause there and just tell everyone that this happens every time fucking Bruce Wayne is cast. There's, there's issues. So oh, just yeah, remember. Well, but nobody ever remembers it. They always think that it's something new. And Joker as well. All of these. Like, oh my God. Say, Heath Ledger was the Keaton, best, though, but I don't let... It's, it's even always. before Michael Keaton, though, they wanted freaking Bill Murray to play Bruce Wayne. Everybody was all up in arms I about that. I up in arms myself. Uh, yeah, and it's, but he reportedly wanted another heavy hitter for the role. Goodfellas actor Ray Liotta said Burton sought him out for the role, but he refused to meet with him. Didn't he meet with him? Because playing the Dark Knight seemed silly, and that's in quotes. Um, oh, the movie he saw, like, oh, man, Tim Burton, what did he do? Pee-wee's Big Pee-wee's Adventure. Big Adventures. I'm, I'm fucking, you know, I was in Goodfellas. Hey, Hey. Do you, would you have liked him as... Wasn't that after this? No, it says that he was... I don't know. It just says he sought him to play it, uh, and they claim it. Yeah, I think that actually Goodfellas was in the 90s. So <laughs> I yeah, thought it was 91 later. or something like uh, that. But yeah, he stuck it out. He did not want to be in it. Uh, would you have liked Ray Liotta as, as Bruce Wayne? I don't like Ray Liotta as Ray Liotta. I like Ray Liotta. I like him in Goodfellas because he has that that swarmy fucking. Yeah. you know what I mean. And I don't it's a good movie. He's good for that. And I don't think still, that would have like done him. well as Bruce Wayne. No, no. And he says, I think Burton, Tim Burton, is a great, great director, and I always regret it not going and meeting him After uh, he just to big, talk. I always regret it. He says, I, I, I would have just liked to talk. Uh, he told the Los Angeles Times, but it just seems silly. It just keeps saying it. At the time Batman was made, superhero films were rare. Public perception of Batman was still guided by the 60s series, known oh, yeah. for its campy take on the Cape Crusader. And yeah, that was and, big in reruns and, at that and, point. And Tim Burton's movie didn't really change that much either. Well, I'm telling you, at first it seemed to, but now you look back, oh my God, that's silly as hell. Yeah, it's silly. It is silly. Ray, Ray Liotta is right. He it is silly. Right. Uh, we're going to move on to the next bit of casting news, which is a report that Justice League added William Defoe as a quote-unquote good guy. And I got this from Newsaram as well. William Defoe has joined Warner Brothers' two-part Justice League film in a mystery good guy role, according to The Hollywood Reporter. The exact role the actor is reportedly playing is being kept under lock and key, but The Hollywood Trade expects him to appear in both part one and part two. Um, yeah, the, the thing about this, and they go on and they have their uh, picks of who they think it is because they're like, you know, you're going to put uh, pieces together. He's yeah. 60 years old. Uh, there's, they want to keep it under lock and key. So obviously, if he's a good guy in this, it's going to spoil uh, something in the move. Right. right. Like if it is Metron or High Father, they're saying they, they would think that, or maybe even Volko for uh, the Atlantean advisor, Volko, uh, Aquaman's father, Tom Curry, maybe the Newsarama has their picks where it would, like, you have Metron, you're like, holy shit, and then you, not even just other characters, you, you get, you know, what, Metron might be good. And you get, Met- he does look a lot like him. That, and, but if you say, oh, he's Metron, then that gives you an idea of what the story's going to be about, and they yeah. don't want to let that go. So, yeah, that's why, and I, I do think he's Metron. 
Uh, well, until you actually sent this to me, I saw the headlines going around William Defoe to be in Justice League. I, I didn't look on the freaking uh, the articles though, and I just sat there I'm like, who would who would I think he would be for the Justice League movie? And before I, I never knew it was a good guy thing. Yeah. I actually thought he played play an awesome Desaad. Yeah, he would. You know who else he'd be good as? Green Goblin. I think that he really he he. Like screams out Green Goblin to me, and that is a DC character, correct? Green Goblin. I hate so goddamn much. You think that Green Goblin would have liked the Green Machine, that big wheel? I said that last week, and you're like, no, you just shot me down. I think it would. No, if that thing flew, it would be very similar, I think, to anything that Green Goblin is out and about on. I'm saying he's fine with his Goblin glider. Yeah, but maybe that's in the shop. He's that's in the shop. He gets the Green Machine. Off he goes. And then next thing he's on goddamn rollerblades with his shirt off, fucking <laughs> yelling at himself in a mirror. I get to see him like rollerblading around with the mirror, yelling at himself. Um, do you like William Defoe? And of course, I I'm going to mention do. this. I realize Green Goblin is not in the DC uh, universe. <laughs> yeah. uh, he is in the uh, Vertigo, right? I hate so much. <laughs> I, I know somebody's like, that fucking asshole doesn't know anything. And I told you, I don't know anything, but I will not put myself out there to expose that. So I, that was a joke. But uh, I don't. That's a joke. I like William Defoe. I, do, I don't like him as well, though. I, he's like one of those weird guys where his acting so style to me can tend to go over the, overboard. Right. But when it hits, it hits hard. That I well, that's really why I loved him in Boondock Saints because it was over the yeah. top. But I love that but character. Green Goblin, that. you big on that one? Because he no, really was over the top. I actually really liked him yeah. as Norman Osborn, but I the, did the, that. Goblin, I like that the Goblin suit actually fucked up the whole yeah. thing for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a big name. I actually really like the idea of Metron beforehand. Yeah. Like I didn't re- look at the article before this, but like I never thought of Metron. But like, yeah, he would play an awesome Metron. Yeah. I just I, sit I, around that chair. Yeah. I think that would be good. Him and uh, I think next they're going to cast Kevin Spacey. I don't know. I was just going to make up names. But. So they're going to get rid of freaking uh, Jesse Eisenberg, and we're going to get Billy Zane in here to play Billy the real Zane. Lex Luthor. Yeah, God, I want Billy Zane as Lex Luthor. Billy Zane is a little older now, Eric. You've got to give that up. There's a couple no, things that we yell Perfect. about all the time. Uh, one is getting Jason Todd on that goddamn painting, right? Yes. You, Billy Zane, with that. And I have another one this podcast, but I will mention it's uh, getting – I'm starting a petition now. Henry Allen should be arrested, Eric. We'll get to that later in the Flashbook. But Barry oh Allen's God. dad should goddamn be in jail. And every time the Flash comes, he does something else to get him in more trouble in my mind. Whew. But that's later because the next one is a new cover and name has been announced or revealed for the DC Rebirth New Superman. And you know the new Superman is the Chinese Superman. Kenji Kong? It's not Kenji anymore. DC Comics has revealed a new cover for July's new Superman number one, which I do like. And with that, yeah. a revised name for the Chinese superhero. In an essay by Gene Luen Yang, the guy, Scott Snyder gives interviews. Gene Luen Yang, he writes essays. <laughs> the series writer describes how the character went from being called Kenji Kong to Keenan Kong, like Keenan Kell. Like it's Keenan good, Ivory it's fucking good, fucking good burger. Uh, Keenan Kong to avoid the misconception that he didn't understand Japanese culture, and you know that Gene Luen Yang in even his Superman uh, run, he definitely was big Korean culture. Yes. Uh, he didn't. He loves to, his Asian culture, but, and he does, and he's an Asian fellow, and that's fine. Uh, but he really he changed the character's name because he was afraid that people were going to think he's a dummy. But he said there was a problem, of course, Kenji is a common Japanese name, and this would probably cause some confusion, at least no, at wouldn't. first. You know, you, no! Bruce, that's, that's a common name, right, Bruce? 
If I have Clark, a son, it's going to be named Bruce. Fucking Damien. You know, you have a friend named Damien, right? I do. Yeah. He spells yeah. it all stupid, though. Fucking, uh, what, what character starts uh, Jim? How about Eric? Is there any superhero Eric? Not that I can think no. of. How about Jim? Jim, Jim. Lee. Jim Lee. Jim Boom. boom. Uh, yeah, he writes that. I was only thinking about how I'd make this character. Jimmy Olsen. And it, yeah, Jimmy Olsen. I was only thinking about how I'd make this character and his name work in the particular story I was going to write. I'd miss the forest for the trees. This is stupid. I do not agree with him here. I think that he is making a lot out of nothing. Uh, but he oh, says, no. Kenji's a common name. That won't made, do it he all. He had Kenji Kong, and then he went to the next step, and he consulted with his editors, his creators, with ties Keenan to Ivory the creators with ties to China <laughs> and his own parents. And he settled on the new name, Keenan Kong. And he says, key means to overcome. What could be more Superman than to overcome, the writer explained. Nan means South, appropriate for a kid from Shanghai. Since folks from Beijing like to call folks from Shanghai Southerners. Oh, my God. Yep, there you you go. You are looking into this way too much. uh, He really is. And I would I liked Kenji Kong. I I don't like Keenan Kong. I will admit, Kenji Kong sounded like a video game character. Oh, yeah. And I I did like it a lot. It was the second son of Donkey Kong. Well, that's the thing. I was going to tell you the thing that kind of made me giggle was the Kong part, not the Kenji. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. And the, the whole thing about it, though, is I didn't mind if he said, you know what? The name is Kenji Kong because that's such a common – I would like that. I that like this that was a common well. person yes. who became a Superman. Uh, I don't want to have to look into the meanings of key well, and, and man. I, I hope that this is spelled out in the book that when he becomes Superman, he changes his name because that's – now we're getting into a Victor Freeze territory <laughs> that becomes Mr. Freeze. Like, I, yeah, my name means – I think Werner means sup planner. Sup planner and james is like king so i'm the king of sup planners uh, does that mean that tomorrow i'm gonna start fucking planting shit in my goddamn shitty backyard it's not gonna happen Eric, because i'll be tired but yeah i don't know he really was looking in fucking this. nonsense i would i would have rather if he said like maybe the truth was that somebody called him on like fucking kenji kong that's this or that or the other thing and he said you know what i don't want to offend people you might have called this him you know freaking john thing. smith this isn't even yeah well this isn't even like, I was going to make a character, and, I, yeah, oh, I'm making the German Superman. He's called Himmler Hitler. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm offending people? Okay, I'll change. Uh, this is just so weird. <laughs> it, it seems to me like this is a setup thing to just kind of push the book, even, and put it in the news. It just seemed You odd. need some news. Yeah, it seems odd. It, it, they said, listen, this new Superman, nobody cares. You better no. do something. And listen, make it something that Eric Shea would like. And and see he did it. Keenan Kong. Keenan Kong. I don't like Still it. It reminds me of Good Burger. Good Burger. You ever see Good Burger? Yes. It's Actually, weird. Uh, I didn't see Friday, year, but I saw time. Good Burger. Uh yes. I, I thought it was funny. I always liked Kel. Right? Kel is the, the Keenan is on Saturday Night Live, right? Yes. I hate him. I got everybody I hates hate him. Fat Albert? He is probably at the moment uh, getting close or already is the longest-running cast member of Saturday Night Live. I believe it. And it's, that's one of those things. It's like a backhanded compliment because he, he's not getting any other work. But it, it, it gets me mad that, that he has that. 
You know what I mean? He's in well, the Honestly, you're the one who least. brought this to my attention because I stopped watching SNL well, years and, ago. And you watched, and he was still on then. And now yeah. he is. He still keeps going. Every time I see these, like on Hulu or all those, like the highlights, it's always him fucking smiling. Guy's smiling all the way to the fucking bank. <laughs> I fucking hate him. I hope that he's not in like the Where is Kel? Yeah, where is Kel? Uh, but the other big thing, uh, July solicits came out. And all right. I wrote some things in the about the solicits that kind of caught my eye. Some things that we'll talk about because uh, Dan DeDio would not tell us what Superman was going to be in Justice League. Well, it kind of was answered there. We still don't get exactly who the one in uh, the Trinity, but I think it's going to be the same, I guess, because he did say they were the same, didn't he? Yes, that was a little cryptic hint. But the solicit for Justice League did say, spinning out of the events of DC Universe Rebirth number one, a new day dawns for Earth's greatest heroes as they welcome three new members to the team. And that would obviously be Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, and Superman. And they have a big question mark. And it says, who is the strange visitor from a dead world? Who is it? And can he be trusted? <laughs> Batman and Wonder Woman aren't so sure. (sighs) Do you think that could be a red herring, a weird one where it is? No, I really don't. I think it's actually spelling it out completely. Yeah, some site claim that they they think it's Martian Manhunter. (laughs) How the hell do you get that? They say Superman. Keenan Kong. Back (laughs) the next one. Batgirl and Birds of Prey straight up acknowledges Batgirl's time of as Oracle. But what did it entail and how did she get there, Eric? I don't know. The solicit does say, and they, they do mention, and I did look, and yes, they did skirt the issue the whole time of Batgirl about Oracle. They would oh, mention yeah. it sometimes. They wouldn't others. They'd kind of, you know, be cute about it. And then, obviously, Brandon Fletcher and Cameron Stewart and, and the regular Batgirl didn't get rid of Oracle but got rid of the killing joke in their mind. Oh, they didn't. They, they did in their mind. But, yeah, the solicit for Batgirl and Birds of Prey comes out, and it says, Who is Oracle? Chapter 1. Batgirl and Black Canary are together again, working a case that strikes right at the heart of their partnership. Someone's uncovered the greatest secret Barbara Gordon ever kept. Her time as Oracle, the most powerful hacker on the planet. And so it, right there, to me, spells out that they're going to change it up a little, right? I would think yeah. so. And not only do they know her secret, they're using her name to sell dangerous information to criminal, criminals and possibly T-shirts. Now, one of those deals, and no T-shirts. The thing now, is, one of those that, deals this actually like, sounds like something I've already read. I don't well, know if I'm wrong. Well, here's the thing. We had this kind of when they were trying to take over uh, in Batgirl with, uh, what's her name, Dagger Type and stuff like that. It's, it's basically this again. Where right. And remember, Dagger Type did show that picture of her in the, in wheelchair, the wheelchair and she freaked yeah. out. But now one of those deals was, has brought some major heat to Gotham City. Helena Bertinelli is out of spiral wearing the hood of the Huntress and making mafia blood run in the streets. Run in the streets. She's gone from running a freaking super spy organization. Shit running in the streets. Blood. Yeah, with a hood. Yeah. Blood in the streets, Eric. I think there's a I guess when you fall, you fall hard. That. But everything you thought was hidden will be revealed if Oracle has her way. Oracle won't have her way, and the only people who will know about this is Black Canary and uh, Helena, and yeah, they're going to spell it out, and I think that it's only going to be a crazy, just a hacker. I think that they're going to say that Oracle, she was just online fucking downloading MP3s until fucking uh, Metallica got pissed at her and came to take care of her. I don't know. This hacker thing, it's it's not what everybody's claiming it's going to be. And you're never going to know why she did it. And it's not going to be that she was, maybe she is in a wheelchair and bored, but I don't think it's going to be anything that's big. But they did mention that. Uh, Also, they have the solicits for Superman number two and three because in June you'll have Rebirth number one and then number one. And that spells out that you'll fully get Superboy, 
but also the eradicator, Eric. The eradicator. Oh, the eradicator. Superman number two solicit says, and this sounds good. Superboy takes flight as he accompanies his father, the Man of Steel, on their first mission together to confront a creature more dangerous than anyone realizes. Will the duo triumph or will they die when they face the lethal force of the Eradicator? And I think in that they're going to say, we better not go in Kryptonite. How about if Batman made a Kryptonite suit and he called himself the Kryptonite? Would that be good? Would you like Actually, that, that one? Actually, that would be pretty cool. That'd be fucking awesome. And then Superman number three says, in number three, with a touch that means death, the eradicator, that's like me. The any, dim mock? That, no, yeah, dim mock or me liking anything. It always gets canceled. <laughs> eradicator proves he's a match for Superman, but his superpowered offspring may be more than anyone can handle, including the man of tomorrow. So, yeah, the eradicator. All of a sudden, he's Gohan? Yeah, I guess. And what they are saying then is a lot of people are saying, oh, boy, this is like the reign of Superman because you have Eradicator, you have Superboy. We also have Cyborg Superman yes. that's going to be in Supergirl. And, yeah, Steel. Uh, it's funny because the, the story where I was looking up different things, the people are really going with, and we have Steel because you have Lex Luthor in this power suit. Now, I'm like, well, what about Steel? <laughs> you have he's Steel. There. Why are we jumping to fucking Lex? Which, he's big in the thing. I see what they're saying, but yeah, Steel, Steel's kind of around still, I guess. But I didn't ask you this beforehand, and I didn't look it up because I forgot, but didn't we already, did we deal with what happened to the Eradicator during the Krypton Return story uh, arc? Yeah, I was looking up some things. I Because the last thing I remember is that he was transported yeah, to Smallville. I don't think they really spelled it out fully at the end, though. And I would say that that is now going to be wiped out. I, I think so, too. I'm guessing that this eradicator is not that eradicator, but maybe somebody who says that he's the eradicator. I would not be shocked if this is actually that parole in the Superman. No, I think it will that's be. That's what I think it is. And I think that that's going to be where his bad side kind of comes into play and whatever and, and whatnot. But, and in the end, he'll be a good guy, Eric. I don't know, but no, I, he'll be I, destroyed. Do, I do think, I even have my notes later that I think that is going to end up being the Eradicator. And then the real Eradicator from the Krypton Return story arc will come and kill him. Maybe. He'll be back. I, I actually like that Krypton Returns uh, story. Yeah, it had its moments. Yeah, I, that was one of those, and it came like right on the heels of uh, Hell. Yeah. And I was so And then we brought that. Hell back. Yeah, and then Hell came back. But I did like the Krypton Returns, just how it was. Until the end got a little crazy but yeah that ended superboy there right yeah he until he came back himself until he came back uh the next bit of news is the major shakeup at dc's vertigo imprint uh yeah there's a big shakeup. vertigo eric vertigo we don't deal a lot with vertigo and i no. think that's one of the reasons not us personally uh being the major reason it's because of us no personally. i think it's because nobody deals with yeah. it they have some pretty good books right now uh they have that uh the one the tom king book the Sheriff of Baghdad, they have the clean room with Gail Simone. Like, these are big people doing these books. I look at the sales. They're terrible. Oh, yeah. They're terrible. Uh, DC, and I'll give them one thing, though, that you have Constantine, pretty much one of the biggest characters that Vertigo would have. That and Swamp Thing. And Swamp Thing. Thing. But, uh, yeah, they grabbed them and took them out of there. So, and, you know Well, I mean? back in the day, Preacher, too. Yeah. Jesse Custer. Yeah, but right now these things are all like new comics. New comics, they don't really sell as much. So DC Comics announced that its longtime imprint Vertigo is undergoing major changes in direction and focus, including the removal of Shelley Bond as her position as vice president and executive editor. Additionally, DC co-publishers Jim Lee and Dan DiDio will now directly oversee Vertigo and its staffers because they're doing so well in that fucking DC imprint. 
right? Good. Uh, I, I, this is one of those two where everybody wants Dan the Dio to get fired, and now he's taking the Sobers. I, I saw a news article that said he did. Yeah, yeah, that was a little bit of a, a, a prank. But uh, DC <laughs> Entertainment is re-examining the direction and focus of the vertical imprint of comic books and graphic novels. The goal is to keep competitive, stay relevant in the changing marketplace, and to set the business up for future success, the publisher said in a statement. I'd like to think that that's just Mr. Vertigo, Vertigo right? That's a publisher in a statement. It's just Mr. Vertigo. Mr. Vertigo does not have a rickshaw. He's not in the penthouse, Eric. The, Mr. Vertigo is in like a, a taken over like this shop where he is in was an old McDonald's that they kind of changed on board. And he, yeah, Kinko's. He's just there. He's, he might yell things. Nobody's listening. And it's just him. But, yeah, the updated business structure will result for some employees in a change of reporting relationship, new job descriptions, and expanded roles and responsibilities. Cool. Yeah, I, I, if I, if anybody from Vertigo is listening to this shitty podcast, fucking run, go somewhere <laughs> else, and fucking bail. Uh, but yeah, that that is basically the news. Uh, there was a a couple other items that I I don't I only show the news that's fit to tell, Eric. Well, I only get my news from you, so yeah, that doesn't true. mean nothing but to yeah, me. Yeah, I think that Vertigo is basically losing money for DC, and they've got to do something. They even said it's funny in the things that we're going to scale back. Scale back. <laughs> I, I, just, I don't know what they have to do. Digital only. Yeah, and Gail Simone, like I said, Gail Simone is a big writer, and that clean room, it's supposed to be really good. Reggie reviewed a couple of them, but you even saw Reggie, who loved this stuff. Even he fell off yeah. because people just, they want their DC books or their Vertigo was very odd. I don't know what they're going to do. Scale back. But, yeah, we're going to move on to something that's funny that we talk about, like, business like that because we're going to go to Weird Comics History with Chris and Reggie, and they're going to talk about the time when Marvel almost bought DC. And I actually was – crazy. It's weird, too, because I was reading about this. I didn't know Reggie and Chris were going to talk about it the day they recorded it. I had seen something about it, maybe that's like an anniversary or something. I thought it was a bunch of bullshit, and I thought that the guy was an asshole who was talking about it. So I wanted to look it up and prove, like I went to Snopes or whatever that site's called. And uh, yeah, it's true. (laughs) They were going to do it and decided DC at the last second, somebody like uh, Warner Brothers wanted to sell it, and then somebody joined in. Reggie will talk about it and Chris. But yeah, it was weird. I I did see that. But we're going to talk to them, and then we'll be back with the mail. Back to Weird Comics History. My name is Reggie. I'm Chris. And we like to bring you some Weird Comics History every week on the Weird Science DC Comics blog. blogspot.com podcast. Almost got through it. Now, almost. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of practice. Uh, <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about when Marvel considered licensing DC Comics characters in 1984, which is a very strange uh, story to tell. You know, you can only imagine what would have happened if they had gotten their hands on characters like Batman, Superman, Green Lantern. And I think they would have been, uh, you know, running around the Marvel Universe. Maybe the X-Men would have been kicking their ass. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, my a, picture. Imagine the stories they would have told and imagine the stories that we would have never gotten. That's right. <laughs> so uh, so this is back in 1984. This is Ronald Reagan's second term. He, he won in a landslide, right? 
49 to 1. That's right. He uh, couldn't be stopped. It was a new day for America and a new day for the comics industry at this time. Uh, the direct market was really starting to eclipse the newsstand market. Uh, it was still not the main market, but it was getting bigger and bigger and having much more of an impact. And partly due to that, a lot of uh, independent comics publishers entered the arena, including Antarctic Press, Continuity Comics, Deluxe Comics, Matrix Graphics Series, and Renegade Press. Uh, but at the same time, because of this direct market, in part, and because... Uh, Kitty Comics were kind of going to the wayside. Some of these other publishers closed their doors, including Gold Key Comics, uh, also known as Whitman Comics, Capital Comics, JC Comics, Spectrum Comics, and Pacific Comics, which uh, we already talked about had put out a Jack Kirby series. Didn't they do Destroyer Duck? They, you know, I don't know that they did do Destroyer Duck. I, uh, I actually I have think a that copy was later. That. Like that, that was later, but they did do some Jack Kirby thing. Yeah, because uh, Destroy a Duck actually on that top 100 from 1984, Destroy a Duck number 6 is number 90. Huh. So, uh, yeah, that was coming out, I guess. I guess I, that might have been, you know, we'd have to check it out again. But, yeah, because uh, that was Steve Gerber. Writing, that's right, right, writing that. It yeah. was sort of a, a F you to Marvel over Howard yeah. the Duck. Uh, but whatever that series was, it didn't get finished because uh, Pacific Comics went out of business. And uh, things were shaken up. Yeah, um, Jim Shooter, the uh, current, or at the time, uh, current uh, editor-in-chief at Marvel, he got a call from uh, one of the big wigs at uh, Warner Publishing, uh, a guy named uh, by the name of William Sarnoff. Mm. And uh, he got a hold of him to uh, test the waters to see if, uh, if Marvel would have any interest in getting the publication rights, licensing the DC characters. Yep. Which... Uh, God, could you imagine that today? <laughs> it would be unbelievable. You know, and was, Jim Shooter, we're not going to get too deep into him now, but this is a very interesting character in the history of comics. Oh, absolutely. Uh, both DC and Marvel, although really he made his big impact in Marvel. But it's important to know that he was a huge DC fan as a kid and got his start writing Legion of Superheroes when he was only 13 years 13 old. 13 years old, yep. So uh, he definitely knew DC's characters. He knew what they were capable of. Yeah, and uh, as we were talking about with the uh, direct market, uh, getting you know starting to get a foothold, uh, DC was uh, actually toying with uh, with direct market only books. They had their new format books, yep, and uh, kind of in a uh, in a way of having their cake and eating it too. They would uh, they would continue popular series as a, with a new number one in this new Baxter paper format mm -hmm. and they would also continue the previous one um, in the newsstand format and uh, a year later they would start reprinting those those higher quality stories for the newsstand audience yeah um, uh, three titles I can think of off the top of my head is uh, you know New Teen Titans which uh, the newsstand version became Tales of the Titans mm -hmm. and uh, you also had Legion which became Tales of the Legion and uh, Outsiders which was Batman and the Outsiders changed just to Outsiders with the old title becoming Adventures of the Outsiders so out Outsiders was for the uh, comics shop yeah just just plain old uh, adjective was Outsiders for the newsstand that was newsstand. Yeah. yeah, I actually didn't remember that third one, but I remembered the Legion and the and the Titans, and wondering what the hell was this, what was going on here. You know, it's like a lot I, of I, people felt that way. Could have sworn I read this comic before, you know, but they, they were definitely <laughs> diversifying. Uh, but you know, at the time, Marvel was selling, you know, ten to one, or you know, on a lot of their titles, it wasn't oh, even it, it wasn't even close. Uh, you know, X Men was just dominating the world. You know, their biggest selling title was definitely Teen Titans, and 
it it still was barely you know a, yeah, a third was, of the sales of, of your regular X Men title. Yeah, it was lucky to be a top ten or top five book. So it's you know this is something uh, you and I went over during the week. You know, as far as unprofitable, unless we open the books, we we can't say one way or the other. But I think anybody looking at the sales figures, the shipping, you know, the circulation numbers would see that Marvel was beating the pants off of DC and. Yeah, why, DC don't, was why being, don't we just let them do everything? <laughs> yeah, DC was playing it pretty conservative because even in in so far as their, uh, I think they called it their draw, um, they uh, they weren't shipping uh, they weren't shipping as many books. Yeah, uh, so they weren't shipping as many copies of each individual book. Where Marvel was uh, in a position where they could they could ship as much as they wanted because there was less coming back. For sure. Um, because you know we still had the newsstand uh, where all they had to do was tear the cover off, mm-hmm. and uh, they'd get a full refund. And and that's also part of the reason why some of the people were fighting for the direct market because they thought there was a lot of fraud going on at the distribution level. Which there was. I mean, I remember. I'm sure I remember was. as yeah. a kid buying plenty of comics with the cover ripped off. I mean, you know, absolutely. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like a usually at a, at a fair or something. You wouldn't get that at the newsstand usually, but uh, it wasn't even, hard uh, to find them. Yeah, even when the New 52 started and they were doing some returns, uh, a lot of the comic stores locally had coverless comics for like a dollar. Well, <laughs> <And> it's, <laughs> it's, I, uh, I hope you reported every one of them. I, I did. I, I did a citizen's <laughs> arrest <laughs> and, uh, and I, I put a padlock on the door. So, you know, uh, DC, obviously uh, William Sarnoff looked at the numbers and said, you know, DC should be doing a lot better. Uh, appealed to Jim Shooter, who then went to Marvel's president, Jim Galton, and Galton tells Sarnoff they're not interested. His his feeling was, if DC can't make money from their characters, they must they not must, be very good. They not, must not be good characters. Which really yeah. is unbelievable to me. I mean, what business is this guy in? You know, I mean, like, you know, he never heard of Superman? He never heard of... Yeah. You know, and The th- Flash? Give me a break, you know I mean? <laughs> and this is only, this is coming at, like, what, when was Superman the movie? 79? 78, I want to say. 78. I mean, this is, you know, only a few years after that, and what were they up to, like, Superman number six by now? I mean, I mean he, he's he's in the comics business, you know? I mean, yeah. if, you know, if nothing else, that's your next biggest competitor. Take a look. Absolutely. Obviously, this, anyway, but, that, you know, that, that was the executive attitude, and... Uh, just counting beans, yeah. Jim Shoot Jim Shooter was stunned by that. He said they're great characters. They just have editorial problems, which you know could echo some other eras in DC that we're, we'll talk about another time. I'm sure. And uh, Jim Shooter called Bill Sarnoff and told him put the deal back on the table. He's going to put together a business plan and present it to Joe Calamari, who is the executive uh, vice president of business affairs at Marvel. This is a very yes. uh, serious business. Oriented adventure here. Uh, so his idea was that he would uh, launch seven titles with DC characters. Um, yeah. Superman uh, would start with number eighty, I guess, and uh, would no, no, that, that was uh, it was currently a number eighty in the oh, top. Oh, that, that's that that would that's the number. So yeah, it was number yeah. eighty in the top in the top one hundred. Superman was selling. Uh, it was in number eighty. It was pushing roughly fifteen copies per shop. Yeah, it's an interesting way they were using to uh, to gauge that back then. It wasn't uh, it wasn't how many shipped or sold. It was there was a average of how many they could count on to sell per shop. Which is interesting, which, you know. It, it's very interesting because I mean, it's it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a false metric if you think about it because it's you know certain shops might 
might push it further, and certain shops might have a bias against DC or may just not have an interest in it. Absolutely. So it's, I, I've been to comic stores around the country that were DC stores, you know. That, oh, absolutely. And then they'd had, no, they didn't get Marvel, but they were really all about, and I've been to the opposite, too. And nowadays yeah. you find stores that are really all about trades and independence, you know. It's and really all about cards. the flavor of the person that... Uh, Opens the store, so it, it is a strange metric. I wonder if it has to do with that they ran their own distribution, or that you know probably, yeah. there wasn't a, yeah. there wasn't really a comics distributor. It was sort of they were part of magazine and news and newspaper. It, distribution. Yeah, it wasn't its own it wasn't its own discipline at that point. It was yeah. just it was just another periodical. So uh, it, that was it's an interesting way to look at it. But uh, Batman was number sixty on the top one hundred. Number sixty. I mean, that's Could you imagine <laughs> unbelievable to me today. You know, Batman is the bread and butter. But remember, this is five years before Tim Burton's Batman movie, and a year before Dark Knight Returns would really invigorate yeah. the property. Uh, that was pushing twenty copies a shop. Wonder Woman was number eighty nine, ten copies a shop. I could kind of believe that. Yeah, Green Lantern, which actually was very good at this time, was written by Len Wein and, uh, or at least Dave the, Gibbons. Dave is, Gibbons is, was doing, uh, yeah, at least the tales of the Green Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I loved that comic at, at this exact time. Oh, that was a wonderful book. Uh, it, it, it looked great. The stories were great, and it had a bunch of. Uh, it was like a sci-fi anthology. That was number sixty-three on the top one hundred with nineteen copies a shop. Teen Titans, that was everything. That was number five out of the top 196 copies per shop. Uh, Justice League was number 53 with 23 copies a shop. And Legion of Superheroes, and this was the Giffen, right? This was uh, Paul Levitz and and Keith Giffen, I believe. Paul Paul Levitz, Keith Giffen. This this was a huge time for them, and that was uh, Mm -hmm. number 26, 43 copies a shop. And this is just after, this is very new, this is... Very shortly after they removed Superboy and from the title, right. So, uh, so I mean, they they lost their top star and uh, still were able to maintain uh, such you know for the time. I don't know if sales. it was this year or if it was it was definitely around that they did the Great Darkness Saga with with Darkseid. That's yeah. right, and that really I almost brought... said Darkseid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it depends on the dialect. You know, some yeah, say Darkseid, some say Darkseid. <laughs> I hear up up in Morris Morrisani in the Bronx they say dark seed you know that's how they there do you it. go <laughs> uh, yeah it, you know that really brought the Legion into the what then was the you know current current times kind of made them much yeah. more serious a little darker but it was definitely uh, still a lot of fun worth checking out I don't know if the trade is still in print or ever came back in print but uh, it exists out there I'm sure it's not hard to get those copies I'm sure Amazon you'd be able to find that so uh, Jim Shooter said he thought they could sell 39 million copies in the first two years of all these seven titles for a gross profit of three and a half million dollars and then expecting success so obviously they would uh, expand into other comics I guess The Flash and uh, so on and so forth yeah, it's, it's odd that The Flash is missing, Supergirl is missing, and I think her movie was uh, on the docket at this point. I think, I think this was the year it came out. Yeah, so, it's, it's, so yeah, that's uh, another uh, kind of odd omission. It's true. Uh, and, you know, the, the, you know, there's no talk of another Batman title, you know? Like, it's, I guess yeah, no you get so used in D.C. to having at least two, minimum, if you're not going to yeah. have the Bat family and the Bat... Dogs and the bat cats and whatever else you know, but uh, yeah, they were just gonna. I mean, I, I think Shooter had to play this pitch a little conservatively. Absolutely, yeah. They they weren't interested in the first place, so he had to. He really had to sell it, and he really had to show that it wasn't. If it did flop, yeah, they, they, it had to be a little bit of a risk mitigation in there, where For it wasn't sure. gonna. 
hurt the bottom line too much. There was somebody in Marvel, though, that was really interested in this. He loved Superman. That's right. His name was uh, John. His name is. He's he's still with us. That's his right. name is John Byrne, <laughs> and uh, he uh, really, really wanted to draw Superman. And uh, even when just the just the notion that this could be a thing <laughs> happened, he drew up a, a a cover with the Marvel logo on it, and he he wrote a pitch. Mm-hmm. He wanted to. Uh, uh, t- you know, stop me if you heard this before. He wanted to reboot Superman. Oh, for um, sure. <laughs> and. Uh, he, you know, he would go on to do so uh, just uh, what two years after this. It was, yeah, was Man of Steel eighty six or eighty seven? Uh, it might have been eighty seven, but it was uh, it was one of the two. Yeah, and he did record yeah. it and change a lot of stuff. But he, even his ideas early on uh, for his Marvel pitch were very different. The, the biggest difference that I saw that really struck me was the fact that he would have ha- come to Earth with his mother. Yes, and then she was going to die of kryptonite by way of giving him a, giving him a Marvel esque tragedy. Yes. And also to show that kryptonite was the thing that could kill him. And and also giving him a live Earth birth. That's right. Which, uh, That's right. He, so he'd be born on Earth as opposed to in a matrix or in that weird... Yeah, the DC one, he wanted to... He, when he pitched to DC, he, that, was, that was his pitch. He wanted, uh, he wanted Lyra to come and to, to, to pass giving birth. And uh, that's one of the things that he could not get. Yeah. And uh, because one of the things he wanted to do was he, he wanted to go against the, uh, the you know, the, uh, the way they were really playing up his alienation. He, he did not believe in the alienation part of it mm-hmm. because, you know, he was raised, he was raised in, an earth boy. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, did, he didn't think there was any reason why he should have felt, you know, alienated from, from everybody. Which, uh, it, it's an interesting way to think about it, and uh, it, it's one of the reasons I really relate to the Burn uh, era uh, in comparison to the others. Yeah, I mean, you know, John Byrne has said some incredibly, amazingly shitty things over the years, but this is one no. of those things I... And, and <laughs> he said a lot of harsh things that I agree with also, and this is one of those things I agree with, that Superman is an American. He, he looks at himself as an Earthling. But yeah. that's, let me tell you, John Byrne, that's a... Podcast for another day. <laughs> he he, he <laughs> can get his own his own segment. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, Ed Shulkin, vice president of, for circulation of Marvel, weighs in, and he calls Jim Jim Shooter's proposed numbers ridiculous. You know, this uh, thirty nine million copies in the first two years. He says they're going to double them at least. And now everyone at Marvel is getting very excited. Suddenly, this looks like a great opportunity for them to basically take over the entire market, uh, direct and newsstand. I mean, who else can compete with them at this point? It's not a soul. Yeah, but then uh, perhaps coincidentally, or maybe even kind of maybe related to this uh, very pitch, First Comics, which uh, I knew best for putting out American Flag, which was an amazing Howard comic, Chaykin. Howard Chaykin yeah. comic, and uh, John Sable, Freelancer, which... I remember being, I was a little, little too young for that at the time, but I remember Mike looking Grell? at it, it was Mike Grell. Mike Grell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know you can get American flag out there and trade. I don't know about the John Sable, but uh, they're both worth checking out for, for cheap if you can. Uh, Certainly. But, but, they, but they were making waves. They were coming up in the scene, and uh, they sued Marvel. Uh, and part of that suit was an antitrust allegation that they were, had taken over too much of the market, which frankly was... Uh, more or less true, especially since guys like Gold Key had had uh, folded and Charlton had folded not too long before this. I think probably about three or four years they folded 
yeah. maybe Marvel couldn't fight the allegation. Exactly. Well, they, they they didn't want to get into bed with DC when this uh, this suit was happening. It would only be yeah. like, no, we're not trying to take over the industry. We're just taking our next <laughs> biggest competitor and folding them in. And and actually, it, you know, they weren't going to buy the characters. They were going to license them. Yes. From DC. DC would still hold all merchandising and all film and TV rights, which is where they really thought the money is. And frankly, they weren't wrong about that. But so no. it's. I, I don't want people to get this mistake that, you know, it wasn't like Marvel was going to own Superman. They were just going to be making their comics for, D, you know, for DC, yeah. essentially, with their editorial department and their talent. So it would have been a very crazy thing, but unfortunately, or fortunately, or however you want to. <laughs> Your mileage may vary. Perceive it, yeah. Uh, the deal died and was never brought up again. And I think part of that had to do with the very next year, Watchmen. Uh, Dark Knight Returns, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Crisis came out. Was that that was in the very next? No, was that eighty six? That was uh, eighty five through eighty six. Uh, I think I believe I believe it started in eighty five. I think it started. Yeah. So see, so Secret Wars kind of like overlapped a little bit at the end because yeah. Secret Wars was like pretty much the entire year of eighty five, and and frankly that probably kept. Marvel plenty busy enough without folding in, you know, Green Lantern or whatever. <laughs> sure. So they weren't. Uh, although, you know, if if DC had folded, all that talent would have probably come over to Marvel too. Alan Moore, yeah. uh, whether, Brian whether Moore, they wanted Moore. to or not. Exactly. I mean, who else are you going to work for? You know, I guess you can uh, crank out comics for the underground market, which uh, they probably would have also. But definitely yeah. would have been a very very crazy thing. Uh, you can only your mind can go wild speculating on the titles and stories that might have come out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be a JLA Avengers story in the '90s, and there had been crossovers before, uh, yes, between Marvel and DC. But this would have been a whole different bag. Yeah, they they kind of uh, they kind of held each other's hands while the uh, speculator market was falling apart in the mid to late '90s, where. You would get the uh, the prestige format, you know, Green Lantern and Silver Surfer book, and uh, it was a uh, that was I'm sure that's uh, that's something we'll discuss another time. Sure, yeah, that's true. That that, that really is the '90s is its own animal, also. So, uh, I guess that wraps up this week's weird comics history. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Maybe learned something out there, or maybe you want to write into us and tell us what we got wrong. <laughs> and uh, you can do that by writing into Weird Science DC Comics at Gmail uh, if you want to attack one of us directly, uh, you can get uh, me on Twitter at Reggie Reggie, and you can get Chris. I'm at Ace Comics on Twitter. And uh, everybody should make sure to check uh, Chris's incredible blog. Chris is on InfiniteEarths.blogspot.com. Uh, he's been doing uh, reviews every single day of very oddball, usually DC comics, right? I don't think you've strayed out of DC. It's all DC. It's yeah. been all DC. Uh, yeah. Really, some of the weirdest wonkiest comics i'd say i know about half of them <laughs> so it's even been illuminating for me very well done very well written make sure to check that out and make sure you give us a listen next week when we're going to keep it nice and weird historically And we're back. Oh. 
So, Eric, I'm going to ask you, because we just heard Reggie and Chris talking about when Marvel almost bought DC. What do you think in your mind? I'm going to put you on the spot. I thought of this while I was going to bathroom uh, between segments here. What is the one thing? Do you have one thing where you wish that you would have bought something? Like all this time, you're like, I should have done that, and you didn't do it. Like something that you would have bought. Like say it was a comic book or something like that. Is there yeah, anything? There is. I remember when freaking Walking Dead first came out in comic books, and I looked at it, I'm like, this is never going to last. Who wants to so read a goddamn black one, and white zombie one. book? Zombies are so over. That was it. Yeah, by then you thought the zombie craze was over. You thought I really the zombie did. craze ended in 33. In tw- aught, 2003. Aught 20, <laughs> you thought. Yeah, you, you went on and on about that, which we talked to uh, the guy from Action Labs about it, and he was telling me what he thought. He kind of agreed with you. Oh, he, he got back to us about something? No, he got back to us on that. He didn't get back <laughs> to us on anything else. You sent him questions. I think you scared him off. You, <laughs> the poor guy writes a Puppet Master book, and you're giving him a – it was an attack. That was not oh an interview. God. It was, it was like attack. when I met James Hampton at yeah. the freaking Paranormal Fest. It was a fest. quiz and an attack all rolled into <laughs> one. That guy ran for the hills. He's this never is why I don't again. do the five questions. That is true. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to go to the mail now. And if you want to get on the mail as well, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And we do read anything. I, we don't say that much anymore. Uh, that was really pushed early. I told you, I was listening to all these early podcasts. And I didn't listen to the full podcast. I would only listen to the intro, the mail, and the news. And it was funny because we had no rhyme or reason, which we did. In, there nope. was never an order. One, it, one episode, we'd do mail first, then we'd go to Dan. Then we, everything was all over the place. And I remember us like kind of trying we were to come up. finding our footing. We were trying to come up with a formula. And there <laughs> is actually one episode. I believe it's like episode six. Uh, I think that we, were, we tried to be like church mice. You could not hear a shit and thing. I'm listening to this. I couldn't hear it. I don't know what was going on. Best the fucking episode editing ever. It was terrible. Yeah. And also, when I would get these, like, two hours and 30 minutes of, ooh, wait, fucking those rookies. were the good old <laughs> days. And I would even, we would come back, like, say, episode eight, we would start, and episode seven was, like, three hours. And, boy, I would, ooh, Eric, we had that three-hour podcast. I don't know what the hell we're going to do. Never again. Yeah, yeah. Just think of that, three hours in and out. Boy, be that'd amazing. be great. But the first mail is from Harley Girl. Harley Girl, Eric. Mm. Harley Girl says, maybe you can tell by my name I'm a big Harley Quinn fan. And, yes, and I a can, girl. I can tell that. And a girl. However, I feel that her book has been a stale for a while and not changing up the creative team and rebirth doesn't convince me it will get any better. I hear that. I love what Pamione <laughs> and Connor did with the character. I don't think they did much with her, but I want a different voice and not just in gang Holy Cromolis, Jim. Holy you, you guys were right about it's a miniseries based on something that didn't really work in the regular run of the book. That's Gang of Harley, she says. Yes. Who would you have liked to see write Harley in Rebirth? Any, anybody? I sent this early. I, I know you I, did. I, wasn't it. I actually sat there and thought about it. I sent you and a then blank, I forgot okay, about it. Because I sent you a blank like outline, and then when this Harley girl I saw when I was printing out the mails i was like holy crap i better send this eric he's gonna call me on it that i didn't you know i set you up for failure uh, the funny thing is i'm saying this because i'm trying to think of somebody that i would want and i've known i haven't had an idea in my head all day ben so. percy ben percy would you that would be a little get him she off would teen be, titans and on a book i don't care a about mummy she'd be the mummy eric um, i'm thinking i would actually i'm just in the general the book would be come about how women don't make as much as men you know what 
Yeah, I want uh, Brian Bucciolato. How about that? What do you I, think I could that actually one? see that. I would want somebody. You know what? I would love Tom Taylor because Tom Taylor, when I would read, especially Injustice, best Harley that I, I'm actually I'm impressed with myself of coming up with this because his Harley in Injustice was incredible. Well, my the best Harley I like. And you know what I would like? I would like somebody who is not a quote unquote funny guy. You know, I wouldn't want a Keith Giffen. We, Absolutely not. That. I would want something different. But, boy, when Harley in Injustice, the people out there who read Injustice are still reading. Back when she was hanging out with uh, Green Arrow in the quiver, that yeah. she called it, and Black Canary. So good. Even when she was uh, smitten with uh, Shazam <laughs> was funny. But, yeah, she's really good. So I say Tom Taylor. Well, along Boom. those lines, then, my favorite Harley, Harley was from the Sean Ryan era of the Suicide Squad. So I say Sean Ryan. That's true, too. I really like that. That would be a little different. And you know what? That might be what I would like because maybe it's something that you need a little less jokes and more. And Sean Ryan and, and a little uh, bit more Suicide feeling. Squad – Really tried to change up the character and actually give you a character. I, I said it all the time. I love the phrase I came up with, Eric, and I'll say it again. He, it was more character than caricature. Ooh, look at you. Kryptonite. Night. But yeah, that's how I would like Tom Taylor. You would like Sean. It might be what this has to be called Krypton. It night. might be Krypton Night. Now, would I have the night as a K? No. Uh, okay. Talk no, it has to I go through a lousy, lousy joke. My lousy joke. I'll come up with a better one later, but the next mail... No, you won't. Next, next mail is by uh, Darren D-Ron. D-Ron? Uh, did you read this out of time? Thank you, Harley I Girl. I love this. Yeah, thanks, Harley Girl. Uh, I skimmed through it. Man, I like it because D-Ron says, Jim and Eric, I apologize in advance for not addressing this any sooner. What I'm referring to is all the noted discrepancies that Jim found in Detective Comics number 51. On the podcast, I heard Jim say that he wondered if I could help out with these because of my past military experience, and I did. And at this point reading this, I started shitting my pants because I'm like, oh, no, he's going to fucking call me out and say things. And he says, I shall do my best to shed a little light on it. In this issue, we see Jim Gordon go to Afghanistan. Let's not forget he's packing his Daredevil-inspired bat suit. I found it weird and unrealistic that a 40- to 50-year-old Marine vet would be able to attain a security clearance to just show up in a hostile and secret, uh, hostile and hazardous working environment and be yeah. brief with top-secret information. I did wonder about that. I thought that it was very odd. Seriously. Let's not forget that the military doesn't just let anyone show up and do the things that the military does. There are certain procedures and tests that want us to pass in order to get clearance. Oh, so it's in not all opinion, willy-nilly. Like well, again, Detective he's Congress. like, I got, a, I got a couple favors to call on. No, no, you don't. <laughs> in my opinion, the whole story was written in the hopes that guys like me would not pick up on any of these things. And the worst is... I picked up on it, Eric. Yeah. I am so far from the military, and yet I thought right away, something is wrong. There's no way. And just the fact that you would think, like you said, 40 or 50 years old, you would think that he was probably in the military 15 years. Everybody knows him. Yeah. Everybody's his best friend. Let's say for entertainment's sake that Gordon Career is military boys all over there. for reserve duty. He still has to pass a physical, answer a ton of administrative questions as background checks and so on, as well as undergo a psych evaluation. Somehow, I think he would be disqualified for testing positive post-traumatic stress disorder, depending on your continuity. What happened with his daughter and the events of Killing Joke and the years of working on the force and the <laughs> shit he's probably contributed to uh, is a bit to the adds bit to the diagnosis. Also, just think of what he is doing at that moment. He is Batman in this crazy suit. Just doesn't make sense. I am no shrink. I am Eric. I'm a shrink. I know. That's a that's a small joke. 
What? See, I, I set you up for a small joke. You didn't even go with it. No, I actually went with it because you were your major was psychology. Yeah, yeah, you went with that. I'm saying I'm a small guy, Eric. I'm a shrink. I don't, look, I'm I don't need to point that out. Guy. Everyone knows. Kryptonite. Whatsoever, but I can't help but think that the story was, in essence, bullshit and unrealistic. I hope this answers your concerns regarding the matter, and it does because I I agree. And even just the bat suit thing and all that, it, it was nonsense. Nonsense. It, it totally. got it got shoved in and crammed in together, and we'll finish it. Uh, it's coming up soon, I guess, that the, the next issue, but I didn't like it. On a side note, it would be cool if you guys did another Just for the Hell of a podcast on best 80s primetime TV shows. And he included his nomination. I, I do not even recognize the show, and I forgot to write it down because I thought I'd remember. It's like Street Shark. You know that show, Street Shark? I know Street Shark's the animated series. No, this was a uh, live action. In fact, I'm going to pull up the email because I really want to tell you, and I want to know if you know of this show because I never, not that I don't even know it, I don't even recognize it. I'm looking at it here. It is here. This is great stuff, right? Good radio, good radio. I'm hitting this. I'm on my phone here, and I'm going to Street Hawk. Street Hawk. Do you know Street Hawk? Never heard of it. Can you hear the intro going? Yeah. Pretty kick-ass thing. Streethawk looked like a version, uh, and it has to be. It's Knight Rider on a fucking motorcycle. That's what it looks like. I don't, right. I've, I've never heard of Streethawk. Not aware of that. But, yeah, that's from D-Ron. Thank you, D-Ron. And, yeah, I wanted him or somebody to tell yeah, me thanks, because D-Ron. that really did not ring true to me, that issue. Uh, we're going to move on, though, to J-Man. J-Man. Remember, fancy J-Man. J-Man uh, says, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up? I wanted to talk a little bit about the state of D.C. with Rebirth coming up before we know it. Now that the solicits are out for July, it's clear that only two books really interest me, Batman and Wonder Woman. Everything else seems like it could either be lackluster or a heaping mess. Ooh. Ooh. I'm not speaking to the potential quality of a story arc or some of the premises uh, for the series not named Batman or Wonder Woman, though. My bigger concern is the follow-through with proposed stories due to the double shipping monthly and the expanded page count. On the surface, this all sounds well and good, other than ideas of dishing out twice as much money monthly for each (laughs) of the series that I pick up. I am worried because each set of creators have more than twice as much content to pump out every month than previous. The last time I checked, a monthly issue was about 20 to 23 pages long, 23 if you don't count the stupid advertisements or adverts, as I like to say. For writers like Scott Snyder, at least what I gather from his interviews, 46 pages of story can equate to two to four times that number of pages in story scripting on a monthly basis. That sounds like a lot of writing to me. It does. On top of that, the double shipping forces the creators to get to the point faster unless they populate their content with more advertisements. Oh, dry. I think that we're going to run into a lot of setup issues. We're going to oh, have yeah. a lot of filler. Uh, several splash pages, hello, comics and 90s, I sure do miss you, and throwaway scenes that amount to nothing. I would compare this to a school report on a topic not of your choosing where the teacher says, give me a thousand-word report Definitely. on fill in the subject and what that <laughs> means to society and the world today. Not How do to I mention, say the same thing yeah, four just, times in a just, row yeah, with different just words? Just keep saying it. Not to mention the fact that a number of creators either on the writing side or art side have trouble meeting deadlines, Jim Lee, for <laughs> one 23-page book Brian a month, Hitch. let alone <laughs> two 23-pages books. And he's saying Brian Hitch, David Finch, and Jim Lee right there. Yeah. Uh, one saving grace of this double monthly shipping schedule is the rotating artist. But this could easily make the two books look dissimilar from one another. This is why he loves that idea of the Wonder Woman. And yeah. I think that was a pretty smart idea. I hate it when a book switches artists on you, especially in the middle of a story arc. Me too. It's gonna, what's going to happen is when you collect these... 
It's going to look like and Batman Eternal. It's going to be so crazy. Then throne writers who start with a good idea and end up trouble resolving the threads that they have generated. Robert Venditti. Writers <laughs> who vomit bad dialogue on a regular basis. Tim Seeley and Steve Orlando. These Ooh. are his co- comments. I agree mostly. And just bad writers. Scott Liddell, Eric. Ooh. And Ben Percy. Don't get me started on DC Editorial. This sounds like a recipe for disaster unless the creative teams work very well together and Editorial keeps their ideas, which are contrary to the intent of the creators, to a minimum. Agreed. I agree. Let me get off my soapbox so we can talk about Tomasi's Superman stories. I love the first two parts, uh, issues of Super League. Or is it now called Last Days of Superman? And I was actually going to bring this up last Seriously, week. Seriously, right? We got that news story that we did put on the site. And yeah, all of a sudden they really pushed that... And didn't really push Super League. I meant to talk to you about that, and I never did. Yeah, I was going to talk about it on the podcast because I was going to say, have they changed it? Is this just because they really wanted to push that? And that is Super League's kind of a lousy name, so Last Days of Superman. Last Days of Superman is a kick-ass name. Damn right. This goes right with me and you arguing about fucking titles on the the website. Right. And, you know, fucking Suicide Squad fully locked and loaded. No, no, no. Fully lo- locked and completely loaded? I forget what it was yeah, now. God damn it. Didn't it? It, it was a it good ass title. Had Suicide Squad in it. I, to me, it, it was had just Suicide Squad. Locked and loaded. That was it. That was the title. Locked and loaded. Fully the next loaded. Thing there, yeah, locked and fully loaded. Freaking guys who are looking for articles and guns and ammo are showing up and getting cast. Suicide cast. Suicide locked squad. and fully loaded. That's what comment, it was. He continues, though, and says, it's but. Good ass title. Now he's talking about the last days of Superman. Right. He says, but Action Comics number 51 was not very good. Did I miss the clue in the last issue that led Superman to find Supergirl connected to a machine in the DEO headquarters? Eh, he just kind of showed up there. He used his fucking vision. And why wasn't Batman with him? Why is he barging in, breaking shit without asking questions and using his (laughs) x-ray vision? That bothered me. To scope things out first. Remember what he yelled? Do you remember what I have it in my thing? But, shut up. That's what he, yeah, the guy's like, hey, Superman, shut up. I'm you, as much as I've liked the freaking Super League so far, the Super League, Jim. Super um, League. This came out, and I'm like, okay, he's the true Superman all over again. Yeah, well, we'll get to it because I liked it enough. I had a lot of issues with it, and I, I messaged you all week about them yeah. too. Uh, but, yeah, he says maybe this version of Superman deserves to die. I'm t- when we get to it, I'll tell you, I think that it was more uh, time's a ticking. He, he's got to get shit going. And <laughs> it, when you go in, you bust I got into, time to ask questions. You bust into the D.O., you grab Supergirl, and you tell somebody to shut up and leave. What didn't you do? You didn't throw him into the sun, Eric. It's true. Win, win, win. Uh, but yeah, he says, maybe this version of Superman deserves to die. After Supergirl explains how she is intermittently losing her powers, why doesn't Superman try to help with this? Does he address her problems? Oh, no. He's fixated on a slow eight-issue death. And why is Wonder Woman standing out there in the cold? I thought that, why does she, how does she know he's there? She, like, shows up. And she he, went everywhere else. He got she was going to try him at home. She was very lucky that he, he was, was there. He was de- declining her text, ignoring doesn't, them, yeah, whatever Doesn't calls, she have a key shows to the up fortress at home. of solitude, he asks, And I will tell you, I think that he got those locks changed, Eric, when they broke up. Doesn't cold affect her? Is she really frigid bitch? No, that's all not for now. Her. Keep up the good work and see you in seven. So, Jay nice. Man, thank you, Jay Man from Monterey, Eric. He's actually, now fully moved to Monterey. He is a fancy fella. While he was talking about that, it actually reminded me of the solicit from July that I hated the most. Which one was that? Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Because I realized there's no Green Lantern Corps in that. It's still just Hal Jordan, and he's trying to freaking you know find the Green Lantern Corps. Still, I'm like, we're still continuing the story. Are oh, you yeah, kidding me? I'm gonna keep going. Keep oh my going. god, I was so angry. 
Well, I think Jody put that in like top five of the July books that he's looking forward to. I think that's like two or three. Nonsense. Two or three. Manship is the next one. Ha, <laughs> Manship's back. What's up, Manship? Hey, Jim and Eric. I have to apologize for not getting in the podcast email last week. We just got a new $60,000 honing machine. It's a honing at machine. At work. I don't know. And that I had to get it set up. And then I spent the weekend spring cleaning car, house, and yard. Honing machine. Honing. honing. Love the rollerblading stuff in last week's podcast. Had me smiling <laughs> the whole time. Now that I am older, I understand how rollerblading without a shirt is a terrible look. I think, <laughs> no, it's not that you're older, Mitch, but since last week or the week before when we <laughs> talked about it, you still thought you were fucking Mr. Cool. But I did not care back then, although I never went again shirtless after that event. We're not even talking about his hot pants. It was not <laughs> worth the trouble. And rainbow suspenders. Oh, yeah. Sadly, I had to give up rollerblading when I moved to Detroit. Makes sense. Yeah, you don't want to leave the house there. After the abuse I received, yeah, then you gotta drink the water down Woodward well, Avenue <laughs> during the Dream Cruise, and he says to look it up. I I had no. to retire my blades. Anybody calls them blades. Almost got into six fights that day. Detroiters and car aficionados. Oh, I'm guessing that it's like the people with their hot rods go down at like low speeds and then fucking Manship comes around spinning and fucking <laughs> twirling with his radio going. Or he's got the headphones box. with the antennas on him. Oh, yeah, he's going with that. and fucking. <laughs> also, uh, uh, he'll tell me, he always says how great he was. I don't get it. I think that he's like always grabbing on the goddamn cars. He's almost <laughs> falling. Uh, he's not... He, they're, the Detroiters and car aficionados are not afraid to express their opinion on rollerblading. Yeah, these guys are like, again, I, I'm guessing the Dream Cruise, which you could look it up. I'm thinking it's a old school car, you know, classic car thing. These guys don't, they, these guys are older guys. They don't know what the fuck rollerblades are. They're fucking yelling at you. Good thing for me that they were too drunk and I was too fast for anyone to catch me. I told you, he's always going. On. Fortunately, he never had a big wheel. I got a freaking turtle instead. It's funny when he said that. I thought the turtle was like a different kind of uh, like vehicle, not actually a turtle. Who would hey, give got, their kid, oh, I want a big wheel, here's a turtle? Parents who hate their child. Yeah, yeah. But I hey, Jim. Get, yeah. The Woodward Dream Cruise. Okay, On the first Saturday in August, more than 3,000, oh, I'm sorry, 30,000 muscle cars, street rods, custom collectors, <laughs> and special interest vehicles cruise down Woodward Ad- yeah, Avenue. These, these guys don't, like, really, if um, today you're a big rollerblader and you're going to go downtown Q-Town and they had the... Um, uh, Sakes Alive Festival, and right. that Sakes Alive Festival has five people there. Would you rollerblade through it? Because no. I wouldn't. Well, and do you know that they, car show they have at Dairy Queen like every other Sunday? Like really? I'm just rollerblading throughout there. And yeah, there what's up, fellas? 3,000 cars, they said, and there's Manship. 30,000. 30,000. There's Manship going through with the fucking rollerblades. He's almost getting in fist fights. <laughs> but I, he didn't have a uh, big wheel. Why a car weirdo. Yeah, but I, he did get a really nice bike for Christmas one year, red and silver BMX. Nice. But due to living in New Orleans Fancy. at the time, I did not have the bike for long. I <laughs> left it on the porch one night. Mistake. And, uh, and Are you of course, just going then, to live in the worst places in America? I think he is. Well, what happened is he left the bike on the porch, and then Katrina hit Eric. It was gone. <laughs> Katrina. No, he said I left that on the lousy night, typhoon gang. And of course, typhoon. it was gone the next morning. Our neighborhood was right next to a really bad part of town. Actually, a canal separated our neighborhood from Algiers, where Shaquille O'Neal grew up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Shaquille, Shaq, Diesel. Them free throws are hard. Diesel was there. Mom was super pissed as she shoved me into the car to go look for my bike. Ooh. Of course, I was super embarrassed and very scared. 
Eventually, we did spot my bike laying up against a house in Algiers. Next thing you know, that's the time he met Shaquille O'Neal, Eric. <laughs> Kazam <Now>, himself. <laughs> Steel. Due to the number of intimidating people on the porch staring at us, Mom just kept on driving. Yes. Both of us soon realized that if we called the cops, they know where we live and it would only make things worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was like the joke of what did the guy down the street get for Christmas, my bike. <laughs> that was one of the many reasons why we left New Orleans and moved to a boring-ass town in the middle of the Bible Belt, Marion, Indiana. What the hell is a Hoosier anyway? Couldn't I, tell you. I would say a Hoosier is actually just a, a very sexy undergarment, and he signs it Airborne. It's a critically Major. acclaimed movie with Gene Airborne. I love that movie. You know what the best scene of that movie was? Is when they are all they go to the state tournament mm-hmm. and they're all upset. Oh my god, they're all taken aback. Oh, this is huge. This is huge. Fucking Gene Hackman. He gets out that goddamn tape measure. Fucking measure the fucking basket. It's eleven. I don't. I don't know how. What twelve foot? Whatever it is. That's the same as in our gym back ten back home. Boom, they win. That was the best scene there. That was the best, best scene. scene. It was awful. Awesome. It's awful. Awful. It was awesome. The way he's like, hey, there's no difference. It, it brought to mind when I played Legion Baseball in Quakertown, you know, the baseball field over in town. Yeah. Bigger dimensions than Yankee Stadium. Isn't that crazy? It is. It is, but it is. And it's a lot bigger than Yankee Stadium. But, you know, that's what I say, Eric. And you know what? No home runs for me in that <laughs> goddamn place. I, I do not have the power. I'm not like. It's an awesome me. field, though. It is. I like. It's not as uh, much anymore. Have you seen? No, I have like, not like, been. Oh, I've, I walked around the gates like yeah. uh, twice two years ago. That's about it. No, the uh, the freaking the fence and all that shit. It's all falling apart. Really? It's yeah. It's not very good. But uh, the last mail is from Brandon. He says, "Hey, fellas, I jotted a few things down so, during the week, mostly because things popped into my head. I want to include here and ask you too. But when it comes time to write, after reading comics throughout the week and walking the line of sanity that is caring for a three-year-old female and her mood swings, I totally forget what they are supposed to be. Hey, I don't know. Uh, one uh, little girl, three-year-old." Five boys, I'd probably go with the five boys. Would you Would you agree? I'd go with neither. Children oh, are terrible. That's, that's what you do now. Yeah. With all that being said, I would like to know, or now add to the list of things I suck at, taking notes. <laughs> I wrote things down, and it didn't help me at all. I have notes. I told you last week I had the note, friendly podcast. I still don't know what it means. Still don't know what it means. It's not this one. I have no idea what I wanted to mention about those things. Really, just three-word statements. I jot it down. This is what happens with me. I, I put piss on top <laughs> of the shit Sunday I have going on here as I'm writing this email. I lost the paper. The two goddamn shitty notes were on now, too. So he doesn't even have his notes. That's, <laughs> I use Google Docs. It doesn't help. I, I have to write notes and then notes on my notes. Luckily, I remember what baby metal was. I, I probably <laughs> embarrassingly left it around at work. So now somebody is going to find it and see it. Uh, that reminds me of the time we have a notebook at work, and it oh, has, some of the, has some of the, like, the settings and things for a machine, and the boss man wanted to see it, and I kind of tried. You weren't there that day, so I'm Makes like, sense. well, let me get in, and they were really adamant about, no, no, we want to see it, and in it had a lot of notes about like what books we had coming up. <laughs> we were deciding what books we were going to read. you know how many lists just have freaking super uh, ca- like DC characters just labeled yeah, down and scattered around work? All the but in this notebook, it's all that. It's like this is what we're going to do. I'm going to switch this book. This book's coming out now, and they wanted it, and they got mad at us until they realized that. For years, you would ask for a goddamn notebook. I bought and, my own. And they didn't give it to you. So that no. was your personal notebook. So they had to yeah. shove it. 
shove it. I think the one had the uh, the basic plot for a screen play yeah, I was did. writing it called was Bull. Of, it was a couple of them. Because oh, really? uh, a lot of times, because we did have like settings and things, but uh, sometimes when you weren't there, I would just page through it and laugh to myself. I'm <laughs> fucking hack. Oh. <laughs> no, I would look at it. Or when I'd have to get a setting, I'd grab I'm like, oh, here we go. We got the fucking, you know, screenplay to this one and that one. Here's a list of the Imaginex characters yeah, that we'd Eric have wants. That. You'd have all, before we even had the, the site. We would just make up our own like top five list. Oh, yeah. The problem is they weren't top five. They were like top 40. We'd have all <laughs> these things in there. We'd write the stats. Oh. A lot of time at work. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, he says that what he wants to tell us, number one, family-friendly podcast, he put <laughs> Yes. Number two, ice cream man, and I'll have to have a meeting with my boss because they'll think I'm losing my mind. These are the things on this note he left there. Can you help me figure out what I was trying to get at? Number one, he probably said that he does not want a family-friendly podcast. And ice cream man, he's a big fan of the... The time Eric got in the back of the ice cream truck? The Van Halen song of the same name. You know that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm an ice cream man stuff. Wow! You, you don't know that one? So that was every Van Halen song? Yeah, pretty Actually, much. every David Lee Roth song? Wow! Wow! There's David Lee Roth. Hey! But yeah, I would say that he probably was talking about you and the ice cream man, or he had a similar thing. Eric, um, where did he touch you? Yes. Uh, did you ever hear of the lie that some parents told kids that the ice cream man, number one, I, I read these online. Uh, a lot of people said that their parents told them the ice cream man, in fact, was not an ice cream truck, but a music truck that went around the block and played music for people. That was the, the, music. the one I actually read before was that the lie was whenever the music's playing, That's they're, when they're out, out of ice, ice cream. cream. Yeah, yes. I read that was the second one. I was going to say that, yeah, that my mom and dad never went that far with that. Absolutely not. They just said, no, you can't have yeah, any money for yeah, ice that's cream. Basically, that's what they were. Or I knew I didn't have money. You yeah. Know, I can't shit out change, Eric. I can't eat a dollar bill and shit out change. Well, that's why you just always eat change just in case you need it later on. That's true. Speaking of work, That and you got Pika. Yeah, Pika. I had a thing we just did. a We recorded it just for the hell of it last night. And I did have a thing about Pika. I was going to make really? up a lie about uh, President Garfield was a coin collector. But when he hit the White House, when he got elected and went to the White House, he ended up developing pica and swallowing change and he ha- they had to keep change away from him. i was going to give you this whole thing and see if you guys believe me uh, well, it's going to be fun you, a lie i tried at the start in like the late 90s was that uh eddie furlong just like got in for, like uh he heard from arnold schwarzenegger it's like an austrian thing where if you eat cats you don't age and he was eating and he was eating and cats. The and then, is, is and the you, thing is, the you newest the person, Eddie Furlong, he yeah. stopped eating years ago. Well, you, yeah, you picked the perfect person, though, to say, because I think Eddie Furlong would be up for anything, except yeah. maybe making money in, in a good movie. And anymore. I just told this boom, to a boom. bunch of people out of nowhere, and just for just no reason. It. Yeah. It'd be funny if Eddie Furlong showed up at your house on that fucking with that red-haired kid from fucking Salute Your Shorts. Isn't that what he was into? <laughs> yes. And he showed up in that fucking mini bike thing and fucking yelled at you. Ask where Fluffy Playing was, You'll Be Mine by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Just yelling and screaming. And then went to the fucking arcade. Uh, <laughs> speaking of work, the, there's these potluck things that ladies at work organize all the time. I never participate or eat because I hate potlucks. I hear that. What are you talking about? That's free food, buddy. They're I have the Jim going and getting of stuff. human existence to me. I think it's goddamn gross, first of all, to just leave all this food out for the workplace to pick up all day long. Yeah, see, that's what you do. You yell at me. I'm in with everybody. You know, I don't really talk to them. I kind of smile. 
I leave, go out. Two hours later, you're in grabbing shit, looking around. <laughs> you've got the Mission Impossible coming down from the ceiling, grabbing a fucking roll. Well, you know? Until, like, Jimmy will come around and be like, oh, my wife made all this, blah, blah, blah. And then he wants to tell us a story after the fact how his wife had a problem with her philosophy bag. Well, I'm yeah. out. Yeah, there's that. Or uh, he also would bring in stuff, and everybody would eat. And then he's like, how much do you think would be left? Because I want to take that because I, that's my – why are you bringing shit in with the <laughs> thing of that's going to be your dinner for the next week? It doesn't make sense. He, he bought pretzels the one day and was so mad because people ate them. <laughs> you know some of these people just most likely use their dirty fingers. That's right. What do you think of that? that he's saying they're just grabbing shit like there's baked beans and they're just grabbing it with their hands out. Yeah, that's gross. It. This then leads to me – Having listened to a large part of the office population make small talk about this is why I'm fat. Or I ate too much, I feel awful. It's like, oh, I can't believe I ate the whole thing. <laughs> Crap, for the rest of the... Oh, and they're just going to talk about the rest of the day. See, we don't deal with the people that much. No, uh, so except for Roy. Yeah. I don't want to talk to people most days. And damn sure not listening to them bitch about how they ate too much spinach artichoke dip with hot-ass breath. <laughs> uh, the, what I don't like about potlucks like this is you go in. Like, you now, Brandon would know this because he doesn't go in with a lot of people all the time, and neither do you. Nope. It's when people are like, somebody will make uh, fucking hot dogs and baked beans, and there's the fucking assholes. What's the recipe for this? This is excellent. Oh, it's baked beans and fucking hot dogs. There's the recipe. Fucking genius. I mean, everybody's looking at you like you're an asshole because I made you to go get me food. How do you make this thing called mac and cheese? What is this thing? (laughs) It it seems like noodles with cheese. It's blowing my mind. What is the recipe? (laughs) Yeah, like you said, then I go in, grab shit, take it out. Leave it and then go back in for your stuff, and they're like, "That or you're loading up to get take oh, care yeah, of you and me." But then yeah, anybody knows that what you I have to announce it. I'm, oh, boy, <laughs> yep, Eric wouldn't come in again, and they're like, "Fucking who's this Eric?" It, it pulls away. It's fucking Fight Club. There, there's a camera, and it's me shoving shit in my mouth back in the back of the fucking warehouse. You have been dead for ten years. There is no Eric. Uh, just I hate the people with their fucking. Oh my goodness! How did you make this thing called sliced bread? <laughs> oh well, I went to the store and bought Wonder Bread. It's it's actually well, pretty. Well, when, oh, I, my when I first got hired there, I was out immediately because we uh, close to Christmas. We have a thing called Cookie Day. Everybody brings in cookies. Yeah, yep. It's a big thing. Me being a nineteen-year-old guy, I didn't bake Who or anything does like not that. Bake exactly. I oh, you uh, baked, but I brought in stuff, Chips Eric. Ahoy cookies. I went yeah, out and bought a bunch chips of Chips Ahoy, Ahoy cookies and some Oreos. You were going to get these cookies, and you figured I should contribute. And exactly. And everybody made fun of me, <laughs> and nobody ate them. So I'm like, fuck you people. I'm you out. Said, I'm out until this guy Jim shows up. and deme- I always get you shit. Well, Jim, I, I I've had a lot it. of people over the years who have worked with me who I've made do this. Yeah. So, But here's the funny <laughs> thing, though. You don't really make me. No. I just always like to get you the shit, and also it's, you know, you're not going to eat it all. I'll eat the rest. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, the problem also with our work is you have a weird combination of Pennsylvania Dutch and Hispanics. Yeah. So when the Hispanics bring in something, the, it blows the fucking, you know, the people's minds. They're like, what is this? It's, it's called a taco. Uh, I don't know if <laughs> you actually, I don't know if you call them Pennsylvania Dutch or well, really just racist. Well, they are Pennsylvania Dutch slash racist, but yeah, they'll and what they do, you you see the fakest smile. Oh, what's this? Oh, they they're t- they don't have any idea what they're saying. They don't eat it, and they go, and that's the best shit of the. Oh world. yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. 
Uh, that always gives me diarrhea, but that's only me. It's <laughs> nothing with their cooking. That's because you eat enough for two people. Well, um, my son Logan today, we went food shopping, and we were talking about things, and I said to him, uh, he said something like he made the joke that he didn't think he was my son. Like, you know, I'm, you're not my real dad. No, he wasn't joking. He was hoping. No, but I said to him, like, there's no doubt with you. You act like me, you look like me, whatever. <laughs> and it, you know what his comment was? But I don't eat that crap that you eat. And I said, what do you mean? The crap? And he goes, yeah, you, you don't will, eat anything, Logan. He said, you will eat anything. Yeah, he won't eat bread. He doesn't like, oh, my. We even had, the, we were going to have hot dogs for lunch tomorrow. Right. And I said, oh, we'll get hot dogs. And he, do I have to have the bun with it? This is while we're shopping. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you have to have the bun with it. I'm going to shove it down your throat. And he says, Brandon continues, second potlucks wherever they are, are always just 15 different dips. People threw together at the last minute in the office kitchen, uh, 14 of which will most likely suck. So 14 of those dips suck. <laughs> Am I a bitter individual for sitting these things out or wise beyond my years? You should still make an appearance. Don't, don't be like Eric. Don't wise. be like Eric. I just think these people are gross and need to Fuck have those excuses people. to eat nonstop. And that's true, too. Um, I just like the free food. I go in. I, I freaking eat and you know, give them you a wave. You show up to church functions give because them they wave. offer free food. And you yeah, were well, not that religious was one. That or was belong a, that to that was church. A, that was a church thing that they were setting up that was a, hey, everybody, look at our church. They just started the church in Quakertown. I saw the flyers. We're off and ready. We went there, went and ate, and then went back later for dinner. And then gave them we my email. We went back later for dinner and gave them the email. Uh, he's going to go on to comics. I read a bunch of stuff this week. I love my DC offerings this week. I've hated hated on the new Flash art team for a while here now, but I really enjoyed number 50 a lot, even the art for some reason, finally. I said in my review, I think I'm just used to the idea that Brett Booth is gone. Yeah. Even though, but I didn't. Girder, Brett Booth's Girder is awesome. Sure it's is. so hyper I actually really like this I Girder said, too, though. I like it okay, but it's not that realistic. Remember, in, uh, Brett Booth made it so you can actually see like the rusted piece of metal of his beard Yeah, that I really liked. It was the beard I really liked of Brett Booth. Even the backup was a lot of fun. I agree. Overall, now that the 50 train has stopped rolling, except for Justice League, has it get, uh, get my info from you guys and you keep lying to me, but yeah, there's still Justice League. I think The Flash takes the win from me out of all the 50s I read. I still go with Catwoman. Lois and Clark is still great, although I could do without all that reality show nonsense. But that seems to be done. Can we actually just get rid of reality TV altogether? Yes. You would would like that, right? I dare either of you to name one good reality TV show. How about Man vs. Food and Man vs. Wild? I liked it. I know the big meme is him pissing on everything, but I always like that. I've I watched like, about four um, episodes of Man vs. Food, so that's probably my favorite. I do like that. I also liked uh, Bizarre Foods with that bald guy. I like. I hate that, that guy so goddamn I li- much. I like that show. Andrew Zimmerman, um, I think his name is. I think it is. Um, God, I hate him Reggie, so fucking much. Reggie told jerk me about face. A, big fat, uh, a big fat guy who is a rapper that has a food show where he goes around and eats things and stuff, and I... <laughs> watched it i don't even know who this guy is run around the world is it called i don't know but i liked it i liked it enough but then i left it was on i left to get a coffee i came home and logan was so upset at me because when i left he was watching that then he kind of like walked into the room oh started watching the guy started smoking potter and (laughs) he did not like that he thought that was awful and should not be allowed on tv Last but not least was my buddy, Marsha Manhunter. I'm sad Mr. Biscuits left us, but the hand puppet on the way out was a fitting send-off for such a strange part of John sure Johns. Rest in peace, Mr. Biscuits. Oh, 
And Prince, people are sad about that, too. He's just telling you what he said. Uh, Prince died, and I was sad. I told so was you. I. And I even said the manship. He asked me about Prince. Did not like Prince in high school at all. And I was in the 80s. I yeah. hated him. I hated him because my girlfriend loved him. And I, I just <laughs> didn't like him. Uh, uh, you'll even tell everybody. I was a big Prince fan for, like, the past year. Yeah. I listen to Prince all the time, sing some Prince to you. And, yeah, I, I sing some Prince to you? It was, yeah. It was one of those things where uh, when I heard it, I was very upset. And then I heard why they think he did die and he's a fucking asshole or he overdosed he yeah. overdosed on percocent it seems now that's alleged i guess still yes they're waiting please for say thing. that but it does seem that that's what they're reporting that he had already overdosed before and they had to bring him back to life <laughs> and yeah they have video of him pacing around in the walgreens park but the the purple purple prince there fucking you know mr i don't know what is fucking guy who wrote when doves cry and purple rain it's gonna say pa- mr purple rain mr purple rain they call him uh that guy shouldn't be pacing around the walgreens parking lot he's he's bigger than that Eric. i would think so he, he should have bigger. he should pay someone to pace around yeah but yeah they're having a thing uh purple rain is being re-released in the theaters i think next week really yeah uh did you ever watch purple rain yeah yeah i like purple rain it's it's weird to me, and I think I mentioned that to you. He was in a couple movies. He was under uh, an, I forget the, the other one, the black and white one after Purple Rain. Uh, but he had a couple movies, and I thought he was very good in Purple Rain. But I thought what, he was but, very good in Bat Dance. Yeah, well, even no. that, but you <laughs> know, joke. he just stopped doing them. Then it's like almost like he he was good. And then he's like, okay, I did that. I'll move well, on. I made myself into a symbol. What else can I do? Yeah, yeah he, did, he did that. And that was, uh, it's funny, too, of how much of a joke that was. Oh, my God. Of the name, the uh, formerly known as Prince. That became <laughs> such a huge joke. And when I did hear that he passed, I actually loaded up my, uh, what is it called? Uh, what's that fucking app I, I listen to the things? Whatever the fuck know, it's called. Podcast that I, Attack? No, the one I wanted to try to get our podcast on, but they wouldn't accept it. Oh, Google us. Play? No, we're on Google Play. Oh, good. Uh, no, it's something else. And uh, fucking goddamn it, uh, Stitcher. Oh, good. And I loaded up. I'm we're like, not I'm on Stitcher. No, no. I thought we were. No, you can't get on that. They they will not allow anybody who curses, it seems, or has any sort of music. So we're all. Oh no, not Stitcher. I'm sorry. I was gonna say we're on Stitcher. I've Spotify. Okay. Spotify. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna listen to some prints there while I do some reviews. I go. So he's not on Spotify. He does not allow us music on anything. So I was pissed off at him again. He fucking... Whatever. I listen to a bunch of prints on YouTube. Yeah. But even then, I'm telling you, you have to seek it out sometimes because a lot of the shit's pulled down. Uh, But yeah, that's from Brandon at BMIR3660. Yeah, I like Brandon. But yeah, Brandon. uh, Brandon. It's weird. I've never said that in a while now. I just said it because I heard one of our older podcasts as well when I kept calling him Brendan. (laughs) And he had to call me out. It's because of Brendan Fletcher. Yes. But we're going to go to his uh, Gorilla Review. Brandon's Gorilla Review, and it's a Power Man and Iron Fist number one. And if you told me that a couple years ago, I would have thought that that is a kick-ass name for a gay porno, Eric. Power (laughs) Man and Iron Fist. You know what you'll like? I was walking through Walmart today, and you know what I saw a figure of? uh, What? Machine Man. Really? Yeah. That was a big... That actually was probably the first time I sang to you. You're at work and you had your idea of your character. You wanted Machine Man. Yeah. And I just kept Machine Man. And then I realized, oh my God, this is an old Marvel character. Yes. Remember also, Machine Man, what was the theme of all of the theme songs for Machine Man? He Man? No. 
What was no? What was the theme of the lyrics every uh, time? Where he's always gay sex. Some dude it was always gay sex. Machine man, he's going out for a little pass, and he's gonna end up fucking dudes in the ass. Machine man, machine man, and then I'd laugh when we walked down the hall, <laughs> and people would be like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" Uh, but yes, we'll Butt do sex. that. Yes, always power man. Power Bottom and Iron Fist, Eric. How about that one? Ah, yeah. Power Bottom and Iron Fist, number one. Take it away, Brandon. Hey, how are we doing, Weird Science? This is Brandon. Uh, come to bring you a Gorilla Review Marvel Minute uh, on Power Man and Iron Fist, number one. It is written by David Walker. Uh, artist is Samford Green. Uh, color artist is Lee Lowridge. Uh, we got our story starting off here. Uh, we see Luke on the phone. He's calling uh, Jessica Jones. Um, they have a little daughter now, and he's letting her know he's going to be late, uh, that he's got to take care of some business with uh, Danny, who is Iron Fist. Um, she kind of asks him if they're they're getting the business back together, um, kind of in a joking way. Um, and he, he says, you know, hell no. Um we kind of move on with the story and Danny and Luke are talking to each other, um, kind of alluding to having to pick somebody up We found out that somebody uh, was just let out of jail and that her name is uh, Jeannie Royce. Jeannie used to work for Power Man and Iron Fist um, when they were the heroes for hire. She was kind of like the receptionist. Uh, we find out she's getting out of jail um, for, for killing her boyfriend, I believe. Um, so, so they go to pick her up, let her know it's good to have her out. Um, kind of seems like, you know, she was under some sort of influence, uh, when she did what she did and, and was put into jail and, and they kind of allude to trying to help to get her out, but, but they weren't really successful. Um, so they take her to a diner, uh, get some food and, uh, she kind of asked them to do a favor for her. Um, and, and that's to get a necklace back that her boyfriend, uh, sold to some bad guys. Um, so Iron Fist, he talks Power Man uh, into doing this favor for her. Um, they pull up to some building, and uh, Luke is kind of threatening Danny there, telling him, listen, we're going to go do this, and you don't open your mouth. You just keep it shut because uh, you're annoying and you get us in trouble. Um, so basically they go uh, inside. We find out they're going... Uh, to see Lonnie Lincoln, um, better known as Tombstone, um, and they start having a discussion. Uh, Power Man asks Lonnie, you know, we're we're here for the necklace, and and Lonnie's pretty clear that that's his necklace he won in a poker game. Um, so this kind of surprises Luke, and and he asks, um, you know, well, what'd you come here and start lying to me for? Um, so so Tombstone kind of gets pissed off and. Iron Fist hasn't said anything at this point in time, and it kind of uh, starts a fight between this entire group, uh, Power Man, Iron Fist, and all the mobsters around. Um, so, so they take care of everything. Um, you know, Danny kind of brings up in a jokingly way to um, to Luke that, you know, I didn't even say anything. This was all on you, buddy. Um, so they take care of business, end up stealing the necklace, uh, and take off in the van. Um, you see them meet back up with Jeannie, and uh, she, you know, she thanks them for getting her the necklace back. Um, they, they do like a group hug thing, 
the next scene is, is kind of like wrapping the book up. Um, you see Luke at home with Jessica and the baby, uh, you know, saying, well, that, that was a favor we did for somebody, but we're not getting back together. Um, comparatively, you see Iron Fist at home kind of going through old headlines and reminiscing about how that was a blast, and he does want to get back together, start Heroes for Hire again. And then you cut to Jeannie. Uh, you see her talking to somebody, um, and she hands over the necklace that, that the guy's got for her and gives it to this um, this bigger bigger lady named Mariah Dillard, a.k.a. Black Mariah. And it looks like they kind of have some plans together to take over uh, Tombstone's areas of town. That's how the issue ends. Uh, wasn't was really a quick read. Uh, very very funny and enjoyable book. Uh, the art was great. Um, I would recommend everyone buy this book. Uh, new series started number one, um, and, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so so I'll be coming back for number two. Um, back to Jim and Eric. And we're back. Oh, God. And we are back with the books and the meat and cheese of the podcast. And I am Robot Man. How are you, Eric? Robot Man, huh? I am Robot Man. Whew, this is the meat you and cheese. You want me to break out the megaphone again? No. Actually, give me a. Do you have the megaphone, or is it sitting away from somebody? I got it. Give me a uh, a bit. What is this section of the podcast called, Robot Man? The meat and cheese. Uh, who are we going to feature in this first one? Three books with what main character? Superman. Yes, we. This is the Superman part of the podcast. And if you want to read our full out reviews, go to our website. I will mention it again because it's an awful URL, and we'll say right away. Weird Science DC Comics. Just look up that. You'll get to us. But if you want to type in that URL, I don't know. Who types in URLs anymore? I just push W. I don't know. I just hit blogger because it goes to my blogger thing and we off we go. But yeah, it is Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com. I would hope that most people who listen to the podcast, it's become a sing-song little thing for them by now and they go right there. Right there. But yeah, this is the meat and cheese and the Superman part. And we're going to start with... Can I tell you, though, before that I really do kind of miss Batman and Robin Eternal still? <laughs> really? Yeah, I just miss having it to yell you, and you scream. You miss having something to yell about. Yeah, I miss yelling. Yeah, there'll be some yelling coming up in this section, and <laughs> a lot more yelling than there has been on any of these books in the past. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, actually, I can't say the action comics. It's just more of the... Death of Super... What did they call it? The Death of Superman? The fucking... The lowly death of Superman. Nah, whatever. The last but days of Superman? Last days of Superman, yeah. That continues here. Action Comics number the 51. The lonesome death of Clark Kent. The lonesome death. He seems to be with everyone. He doesn't seem <laughs> lonesome. Uh, written by Peter J. Tomasi. Art by Paul Pelletier. Sandra Hope Archer. Tamu Moray and Rob Lee. This issue of Super League really had one mission, and that was to get Supergirl into the story and back into the DCU before Rebirth. I was going to call it the DCU proper. Proper. Uh, before Rebirth. The mission was a success. <laughs> but at what cost, Eric? What cost? The cost of our innocence. After seeing that I was right about her not needing help in National City. I was right, right wasn't I? We yes. get a crazy four story. I was story. right there with you. Yeah, we get a crazy four story, what happened to her during the truth. But the worst part for me was the way this issue throws my whole idea of a timeline in the shitter. <laughs> After all that, however. It's been a couple of weeks, Jim. 
I'm so glad that Supergirl is back that I gave that only a bit. I gave it a pass pretty much on my really? review. You know, my, my score was not good, but I, I said, and I did like the little bits we got with Dr. Omen and my, the Metropolis parolee. I had a crazy thing I wrote, like the Metropolis, not kid, but parolee, who's there, and I just went with parolee. I'm still excited about the story, but this was easily the weakest issue so far. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, he busts in. He goes to, uh, to the fucking National City. I won't even get to where he... Uh, how he found her there. I'm guessing that when he got towards there, he used his x-ray vision. He saw where she was. Maybe yeah. he, he heard her yelling. He's Superman, that shit. We knew that she, she was there to try to get her powers back because she was worried. But he busts in, yells for everybody to shut up, destroys everything, and then flies out. And I'm it, telling you, at this point, I was not that upset about that. I, I just, was. I just thought, you know what? He did think in his mind... He thought that they were doing something bad to her. He did not hurt them. He just went in, grabbed her, caused a little damage to their equipment. A lot of damage to their wall. The dickhead Superman in the past would have busted him with that Krypton suit, killed both of them, then (laughs) fucking tried to fly himself into the sun to get his powers back, and then cried that he wasn't powerful. So I'm I'm saying he went and grabbed Supergirl. Yes, he thought she was in danger. I'm telling you, he is overcompensating because he never went to try to find where Supergirl has been during the truth. So he has to make a big show when he comes in. The problem is I don't blame him. I blame her 100% because it continues where he's like, hey, I had to save you. She says, I don't need saving. What, what do you mean? You know what? I haven't seen you in weeks. Weeks, Eric. Now, weeks. T- tell me why this weeks. Uh, is that, why does that mess you up time-wise? Because it's been a long time since we've seen Supergirl, and the truth went on for a long-ass time. Uh, get, get this one. What happened after the truth? The what are you Dark Side about? War. The Dark Side War is oh, see, after yeah, the I, truth. I don't even go with that. It see, is. I know, but I, there I actually are, forgot all There might about be a year, thing. but that's what I'm saying. This timeline is so off this isn't just the truth that she was gone she was gone during the dark side war plus the transition between the truth and the dark side war where batman came back and was going and there had to have been time between that and the dark side war starting i think a year has gone by it has to be it's so seems like it and yet at least a year i haven't seen you in weeks the weeks is off on every bit of those (laughs) I mean, weeks would have been when Batman came back from the dead, remembered who he was before they would have the Dark Side War happen, let alone the fucking truth and the Dark Side War itself. This is supposed to be the last thing that really happens before the, the fucking rebirth. But Jim, Jim, if Dark Side War happens after truth and after Batman comes back, why doesn't he have the new Bat costume? Well, I, yeah, well, that's because he, <laughs> he went classic with that. But if somebody says to me, no, Dark Side War happens afterwards, well, then where is he dying in the Dark Side War? And he spells it out already. Oh, I know. It's all written fire pits. There is so much time that happened. This is not just the truth that she was gone. She was gone way longer, and I thought that was bullshit. And this just goes in. We give Tomasi a, a free pass on a lot of things. Yeah. And there was issues last week. Tusk. That is a silly continuity flaw. This is not silly. No. And it continues. Because then she explains what happened with the truth. 
And just the explanation itself is bullshit. It starts off where she has some issues. Oh, I began feeling tired. Oh, my God. I, I started bleeding. Yeah, whatever. And then she heard about Clark. Right there, she should have called him. She yeah. should have gotten a hold of him. Didn't. Then she says, oh, with everything happening, I thought I was a target, but I still had to save people. But then I got weaker because Vandal Savage was taking her powers. Hey. How? How? No idea, man. I'm no. telling you. She wasn't locked up. Honestly, she though, this goes grabbed. along with what we're going to talk about. I think it's next, but um, the Lois and Clark Superman, remember when he was supposed to be losing his powers, which we haven't heard of in yeah, a long-ass time now? We haven't heard, and they kind of got rid of this. Now, with Supergirl, at the end of her series, in Supergirl number 40, yeah. what they're showing was kind of what was happening. She did lose. She came back from the Crucible thing, went to the... She was working at the diner or the, the coffee barista. shop. The bar- and she, uh, she started... Like losing her powers. Now, this not only gets me mad here, this really did anger me, uh, but it also angered me because she should have been in the truth story, and there was no totally. reason why she wasn't. I don't know why she wasn't. I'm and saying, if Vandal is there stealing powers off a green arrow, but not yeah. Supergirl? And yet, this makes it seem like he was just, he was using Wi Fi to <laughs> steal it. These other people were all, you know, in the, the goddamn, whatever you'd call that conglomerate up, of the. Watchtower and that you know that that ship that he made with the forge they were in there they were powering up everything. Supergirl is the next more what if you know what I'm saying? He's oh, more powerful you. than say a Green Arrow like you were saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Adam Strange. So she says, "Oh, I was a target." So I went and I got my buddies at the DEO. They were going to help me, Cameron Chase. They were going to help me. And I figured I had to stay out of the, the limelight under the radar. But right there you're saying you are, are an asshole. She left. Oh, my God, I'm a target. What Fuck Clark. I'm going undercover here. I'm getting out of harm's way. That is not – that's not a hero's choice. No, but honestly, Supergirl was going through a lot of things where she was kind of like – didn't feel like Supergirl. We well, could say that we could leave that behind us now where, you know, Clark Kent was out there. She's freaking Kara. Ken. Uh, never she called him. Huh? Never called him to see. Even before, yes, yeah, she was losing her powers. Then saw that shit was happening. With you put one and one, you know, together, you get two. Maybe we can figure this out. Superman as well. Why didn't he go find her? Because I he really see. He we said this all along. Like, hey, are you? It's the same thing happened to you. Maybe the sun has something wrong with it. Maybe the this or that. No, he didn't care because for some reason they just did not want to put her in the truth story. And now they have to. I said in my review. They have to get a square peg and a, and a round hole, and they're using a sledgehammer. Uh, it's going to be messy, but you can get the job done. I love that Supergirl's back. So do I. But this is not – this and Supergirl, and this is pretty much a bitch. She really is. She's a bratty bitch. At a point at the end, I thought that it was accurate where uh, at the end I'll even say Superman's like, listen, you have to uh, take over for me. You're going to – and yes, that's a lot to tell a teenager. Hell yeah, man. It's still Supergirl though. And – it's a little odd, but in this, I just this whole truth explanation is nonsense. If you <laughs> wanted to tell me, you could have just said that, in fact, the DEO tried to help her when she lost her powers. They scooped her up and kind of not, not kept her prisoner, but tried to help her, and she really couldn't do it. Like, explain it a little better than this. Not that, hey, I was worried about myself, so I went away because I didn't want to be out. Or even if they said, Clark, I was trying to get a hold of you, but your line was disconnected at your apartment, and you, you weren't carrying a cell phone. Or say, uh, 
Yeah, to say that, or I did call you. I don't. She's like, no, I don't need your help, and it, it just was really kind of shitty. Because I didn't see the Truth Superman walking around with a cell phone. He wasn't going back to that he apartment. He didn't have that cell phone, and he was um, no, he was too busy in fucking myth brawl. <laughs> you, you don't get calls when you're in myth brawl. Uh, but yeah, they, they. I know that he's forced. He's forced to bring her into this. Tomasi. Yeah. He was made to do this. This is part of the character that's going to be in this. I just thought there could have been a better explanation besides, hey, I want it to keep out of harm's way. And they had that, well, they're trying to get her powers back, whatnot. It seems like it succeeded, right? Yeah. She's flying around. And uh, Superman passes out. She grabs him. And she's like, oh, what the hell happened? But then we go off to what I would like to say would lead into Kenji Kong's story, Eric, but it's Keenan Kong now. It's not Kenji it's Kenji. Kong. Actually, I'm going to keep calling him Kenji. Fuck yeah, well, I like the name Kenji, but so uh, that's too common a name. But we go into that, and I said that. That was the other thing I said right away in my review, that when these uh, dragons came and attacked Superman, they definitely were after his blood, and they were going to yeah. take it back, and that was where I was really right. A lot of people wrote that off, and I said in the podcast last week, a lot of people wrote it off of, say, uh, yeah, and then this stupid thing, and then, but yeah, he goes back. All of a sudden, he can talk, too, a little more. Like, before they're just yelling it's two words. Ch- like a Chinese freaking word over and over again. Yeah. So um, he goes back. There's Dr. Roman, which now we know exactly who she is. And uh, she's like, hey, did you do it? Of course I did. Here's the blood. It's on his fucking claw. She just cuts off his fucking hand. I don't get this part. Why well, do we have to have her cut off his hand? And uh, in fact, Jack's on the site on my review in the comments. He said, right. you know, this is weird. Are they trying to spell out that she's a badass? Because it's really odd because there's a lot of cross-contamination that's going yeah, on there. Seriously. And I agree. Are you trying to make a freaking Chinese element I do. I Superman? Do. I actually think that it's going to end up that this Chinese Superman is going to have a combo of like a Superman powers but tied in with like a Zodiac type of dragon like power. I really Bizarro? do. I really think that it's going to be like a Chinese dragon power as well. Like he's going to have this uh, fucking fire breath, but it's going to be a dragon fire breath there. I really do. I don't think that Gene Luan Yang is going to make a Chinese Superman that just has Superman powers. There's a reason why they're setting it up to be a Chinese Superman, and I think this is going to tie in with it, that she's trying to make a better Superman. And that's how it's going to lead to Keenan Kong. I'm telling you right now, I've been Kenji. right all along, and I think it's going to be Keenan Kong. <laughs> but yeah, oh, it's going to be Keenan Ivory Wayans. Oh, who wants to be him anymore? Uh, they, it's a very quick scene. It is very odd, so and it, it is weird because when they show it, yeah, that thing is so bloody now with everybody's blood, and I, there is a lot of blood coming off there. But yeah, and they freaking, hey, I'll give you another hand. Walks away fucking with the hand. It's funny, too, because he's trying, looks like he's trying to stop the bleeding. <laughs> uh, the other thing that got me in it's this. It's surgical, though. She describes Yeah, I know. I was going to say, knives. they don't even do that. But the other thing that got me was at one point, I really took this as her alone. That she was just this crazy thing, but no, there's other guys working. They, it looks like they got a full staff. Oh, yeah. There, there's more of a lab. It looked to me before it was just like there was the tube with the guy in it. It's a and secret she lab. And she was doing crazy That's things. Really a secret lab in the side of a mountain that nobody else knew of. Now it looks like a big organization. Um, but, yeah, then we move on and we get the parole. And this has gone, I said in my review as well, that this has gone from a uh, Jekyll and Hyde type of thing to an all of me. With, I just, uh, Steve Martin and Lily yeah. Tomlin because uh, now the man with two brains. I got you. Uh, now, no, not the man with two brains. Now it's starting to be this thing where not only is he kind of like, oh, I'm good now and I'm not. He also has Superman's memories because he knows who these people are. 
he goes he, in, he's like, he hey. He is a pretty much Superman. The thing that yeah. really bothers me is that we go full bore in this where it's everything's crazy. In the last issue, we had him turning into Superman yes. and saving people, and he seemed yeah. to be a piece of shit. He's not the piece of shit in this issue. Well, he is. He kills a couple people. No, no, that's Superman. Well, no, because he says it when he's in the, uh, well, yeah, he is and isn't. I don't think, because he's like, hey, it's me, Clark Kent. Too much attention to your stuff. Stop messing with this guy. It's him being influenced by this other guy. Hey, you're pressing your luck. He kills the guy, and you're da da you're going to send us back to prison. The, uh, the red part is definitely this bad guy. And, yes, he's old, but, you know, you can't tell when he stabs that fucking guy, here's my pass, Eddie. He says the name, which is odd, but, yeah, he Well, he is, punches him in the throat real bad. Yeah, yeah, he's being controlled by his bad self, but, yeah, he has Superman's memories now, but just ends up being an asshole. Because, hey, he's like, hey, why are you sitting at my desk? I think that it's, it's combining into one personality now of the, hey, I don't know. I really think desk? that the normal freaking dialogue is just the uh, uh, freaking Superman well, embodiment, whatever he has. Yeah, but when it's and, that red, he, because he's like, hey, oh, come he's on, the Eddie. red in my mind. Uh, the red, I think, is the bad guy. Yeah, that's what I think, yeah, too. Because he says, hey, buddy, the, this Eddie guy, hey, buddy, you can't get in without a pass. Ah, come on, Eddie, stop messing around. I work here. Damn toy cop on a power trip. Yeah, but I'm and, saying that when he goes insane in the Daily Planet, that's all the Superman embodiment. Yeah, I'm looking, and I don't think it is. I, I think it's that it, you're supposed to see that it's now he is an evil. To me, it's the Eradicator. Right. And now it's, it's taking over. It's not Superman. It is now a guy powered that has Superman's freaking memories. And part of the Eradicator thing, which I did not read the story, but part of it is the Eradicator and the guy, they got Superman's memories and all this stuff. And yeah, I think it's the embodiment the, of Krypton. And I think, yeah, I think that's all this. But yeah, he is a bad guy. I think what you're learning is that he is such a bad guy that even Superman's greatness can't change him. Because at the one point, hey, hey, Dominic, how's your son? Great editorial the other day, Audrey. And then he just goes nuts again. Yeah. And I don't think that that's – it's him. You know what I mean? I don't think that it's ever fully Superman. I think that it's just he's an asshole, and now he has the powers, and now he's going to be – It just really seemed before, like, you know, when we had the last issue, when he became Superman, the, the embodiment of Superman, whatever you want to call it, he was essentially Superman, and the guy, the parolee was just the asshole. It was a switch back and well, forth. Well, yeah, remember when and, he, he flew in yeah. – Talk and to the kid and knock kid the kid off the, off the, the thing. Yeah. And I think what was happening then is when a uh, reaction was had to be made, he was good. I think now it's, it's supposed to be telling you that it has evolved now to where they're melding in together and he's turning into the bad Superman. I think that's all it is. He, I think he's going to end up thinking that he is Superman. Right. Uh, but he's bad. He's just a bad guy. And, yeah, I like the part where he has the uh, – uses the – he just burns somebody with his uh, vision. Is, Some uh, hardcore looking, shit right yeah, there. And he looks at his glasses and they have holes in them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's pissed. And yeah, at the end when he says, well, so who else here doesn't believe I'm Clark Kent? It's definitely a melding where he is starting to think that he is Clark Kent and Superman. Uh, but because of it, he's just a bad guy. And it's a combo and that's when Lois gets him. But yeah, I think that at the, I think we're going to go through a thing where he does think he's Superman, but doesn't do Superman-like things like this. Right. He, he is a guy who it's going to be like almost like an imperfect Superman. And I get the idea that this is only to show you this is an asshole Superman. You think that the truth Superman, like we said at the <laughs> beginning, he busts into Argus, or Argus, D.E.O. He didn't kill people. 
This bad Superman would. That's an asshole Superman. So you want to talk asshole Superman, you keep paging through. Uh, but, yeah, then they go to the uh, fortress, and it's basically him talking. I like it. It's him talking to, to uh, Karen. Saying, I like it, too, because Superman's not an asshole. Here. No, he's like, listen, you're going to have to take over. I am dying. This is going to be your home. You can have it. She doesn't want to do it because she is a, she's a young girl. Yeah, like, I almost it's a lot of responsibility. Knows, but yeah, she's like, I can't do. It. And then he's like, but you have this, and it's the weirdest freaking hologram of him. <laughs> like, what does that do? But yeah, it's gonna be there. And and I also like the thing where she, he's like, here, I, I want to give you the key. Oh, I have a key. No, you don't have the. No, real I did key. not trust you. You, you were a point. piece of shit before. <laughs> now I'm desperate. This is the real key. It's almost like I think that was in a Family Guy where he was going to the uh, the bathroom. It was like the executive bathroom. It might have even been a. I forget what it was, but it was like no, no, no. That's not the real executive lounge. But yeah, it it was good. I like the ending of that. So and do then, I. Yeah, and then Wonder Woman just shows up. I I guess he leaves the front door open all the time, but she's just gonna show up, and it's like oh snap! I even put I put the fucking. Uh, Fucking Bismarck key there because yeah, <laughs> he has gone and talked to everybody that he cared for. He can go to Wonder Woman and she wants to know what's They're going on. They're on a break. You think that fucking Batman told her, right? Something. No, I actually think she's been going around trying to find Superman. He's but she up says, when were you going to tell me? She knows he's dying now. Oh, you're right. Who, yeah. to- who told him? Do you think it was Batman? You probably think Batman was. probably went right to her, to that <laughs> fucking asshole. Probably called her right up. That's why he wasn't. He's like, hey. I can't go to National City with you. Plus, uh, they were calling out. Was it uh, Brandon who asked that uh, in the mail? Uh, yes. No, no. Actually, or, I think it was J-Man. J-Man, you're right. J-Man. I think that Batman did not want to fly like a bitch with Superman all the way to <laughs> National City. He didn't want to do that again. He's like, no, no, I'll drive. No, because Superman will get there before him. He doesn't need. Uh, but I think then he's like, hey, you want to go to National City? You, you say Kara's there. We're going to go get her. I got something to take care of, Superman. You know what? You just fly alone. I'll meet you later. Boom. Right as he flies away, he gets on the cell phone. Yeah, Diana. Wait till you hear this. He didn't tell you. I'm his best friend. He's been so angry because of his man crush on Superman. Where she keep that cell phone? Uh, She keeps it in her shield. There is a thing that Velcro's in the shield. You see that? Okay. I was going to say the boobies. Boobies? No. And yeah, Batman's been so upset when they were a couple because either he, he, both, he loves Wonder Woman. But he also it was time it was taken off the time that he liked to have with Superman. Now he's he's really that's like my one of my friends when I was a teenager. Freaking, he was started hitting on like me and my girlfriend broke There's up. Always a dick like that. And he like you know started hitting on her while we we're broken up, and then we got back together, and she told me, and I was pissed. Like, no man, I just made her not like you more, so me and you could hang out more. I'm like, no. get the fuck mm, out that, of here. That makes sense, you fucking jerk. But yeah, she shows up, and we're gonna continue in Superman Wonder Woman. And I thought, boy. Uh, there's been like this issue seemed forced like the the ending of last issue of Superman, Batman Superman where where's Kara oh National say okay it's so forced to get this this Wonder Woman showing up is such a forced <laughs> way to go to Superman Wonder Woman that it, it kind of made me laugh I actually kind of um, like it I don't know it just seemed weird but her yeah. showing up just like that was odd uh, I gave this a seven point five I like the art. Uh, at first, I didn't. At first, I thought, boy. Oh, I this, really like the art. But I really like it the way uh, with Supergirl, especially with him and Supergirl, it really reminded me kind of like an old school look with the two of them. I did like it. Um, but, yeah, the story, there's a lot of issues. I did give it a pass. I still, though, these others I've given eight nines and nines yeah. and now they're seven five. Uh, because I do like Supergirl being back. I like the end, but yeah, there's a lot of continuity issues in it. 
but I think that is something that had to be done. I thought it could have been done better. It was forced. Going forward, we have Supergirl in, and hopefully we can kind of just forget about that truth. I get the idea. Tomasi's like, God damn it, this truth is biting (laughs) me in the ass. It's fucked everybody. It's fucking fucking him up all over the place, and now he's like, I got to deal with this. Well, fuck it. I'm just going to say what happened. We're going with it. But yeah, this was the weakest of the three, and I, I hope, think I'd give it a seven out of ten. Okay, I give seven point five, and I hope it, it rebounds with Superman Wonder Woman next week because I would hate to have another one like this where I'm like, boy, now I'm in the. It's like Robin War, where we started off, we loved it. Really All of a strong. You started getting a couple of issues, issues, and you're like, holy crap, I can't really say that this is a great thing and boy i run out of things to say in my introductory paragraphs eric and one of the things i say is how much i love this and how this is my superman you give me another issue like that i'm gonna have to fucking come up with something new (laughs) and i'm a lazy man i don't need to do that i fucking like pumping those reviews out quick uh but the next one is another superman issue obviously and it's superman lois and clark number seven written by dan jergens art by lee weeks steven segovia scott hannah art tibbert Jay Leiston, which I don't remember saying that name many no, times, and Jeremy Cox, who we say a lot. I love Cox. I know. Dan Jerkins gives us, Eric, the penultimate issue of Superman, Lois, and Clark, and he uses it to get things lined up for the next, or the big finale next month. Like the series as a whole, my favorite parts were the family issues of Lois, Clark, and John. So but we also get the end of Eric's favorite reality show, <laughs> Badass Nation. And the cliffhanger shows that Hyathus is going to be headed to the Fortress of Solitude to retrieve the second half of the Oblivion Stone that I had no idea there was a second half. We Not the gotta... Fortress of Solitude, is it? Yeah. No, no. Uh, well, it's, 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 it's his. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. calls it that, though. He calls oh, it his he? Fortress of Solitude. So they're heading to this Superman's own made Fortress of Solitude. You know, the one with all the fucking crazy people. The thing is, I think when we first talked about this, I actually found out that before he had the Forces of Solitude and the original continuity of things, he did have a mountain base and it was called something else and I really wanted them to use that here, but now I can't remember what it is. I think he even spelled it out, though. Like, I even made my own Forces of Solitude. Maybe I'm just making that up. But this is still one of my favorite series right now, and I can't wait for next month's issue. But this one was pretty much set up, and I had to rate it accordingly. (laughs) I, I did like it. Um, but yeah, I, it's going to be a trend in this Superman thing. Probably my least favorite issue of this, this whole series. I think it's a lot of setup. I think a lot of it, for some reason, seemed very rushed, <laughs> where you had to get rid of Badass Nation. Totally. And you like, had to get rid of, of it in a way that there's no evidence, so they do it. <laughs> uh, they have weird things, but uh, we'll go in and talk about the whole thing. I'm going to pull it up here. Um, yeah, it starts off, and again, these flashbacks, usually this sort of thing would drive me nuts because nothing really happens in these flashbacks. They start every issue like this, where it's like several years ago, I love every one of them. So do I. And this one's so it's good. It's like my favorite part of the book. Yeah, it's same with me. And I love this one because you get, it's the author X's first book. And again, I love the fact that you're like, God damn it, don't celebrate too much because this is going <laughs> to cause you a lot of shit down the road. The biggest but, issue I have with the section, though, is that Jonathan Kent... He has these toys of Superman yes. and Flash. He wants to know who would win in a race. Who it's really race. nice banter, but Superman has the freaking uh, red underwear on. I'm like, that doesn't happen in this universe. Yeah, but I think they just throw it out there. I don't know. I'm just it's, saying. Yeah, uh, He has it, though. I see it. But, yeah, I like that he ends up saying Flash would win. And it's a I cute, like that a lot. It's a cute yeah. scene. And, and honestly, it is something that I used to say as a kid. Flash and win. Why is that? Because Superman has all these powers, yeah. and all Flash and can he, do is yeah. run fast. And he deserves even to win. Lois says it like, give the guy something. 
I even <laughs> mentioned my review of the Flash. The guy just runs fast, and but he's a good guy. That's later. That's later, Eric. But yeah, they're doing this, and what I also like is usually these flashbacks that start the issue to go into the next scene, which shit is happening bad. It, shit's gone wrong, and it is. He's, they're even talking. Lois and, and Clark are like, you know what? I'd really like to take him to an expert and see if he's going to have powers, uh, but who the fuck are you going to take We ain't got him? that here. You can't take him to end. You got, you're undercover there, buddy. Uh, so you can't, but then it goes into the scene where they show where he does have powers, and the art was a little off on that first big splash page with uh, John. You know, like John's face? Yeah, he looked weird to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there you go, and they get out, and it, it's almost one of those where it's funny to me when I read this because it made me think of like a movie where you see the same scene like five times. You know what yeah. I mean? Like something's going to blow up and I dive out of the way and you see me do it like seven times because <laughs> we've seen this. I'm telling you, we've seen this scene like seven times well, already. Well, the thing is, I think it's hilarious though because when they do get out of the burning shed, yes. like we're like, why are these guys just walking away in the last issue? Yeah, like, I- oh, they're still there. Yep. I actually went back to the last issue because I swore to God they're like, eh, fuck them. They'll die. He, the, the guy does. They're like, hey, should we call Bruno? Yeah, we will in a minute. I want to make sure they're dead. But, yeah, it did seem like they were walking away. And the thing is, I like to imagine they were still walking away and John got out of there too quick so they weren't too far but away. It's too, but they're turned and – They've got guns, like fucking goddamn German Uzis. Or I, I'm like, what happened? Before you were just going to – why didn't you just shoot them? You were, <laughs> now you're going to set fire. But yeah, that, that did seem a little off to me that they had to throw that in. Um, but yeah, then we go off, and there's Superman with fucking Blackrock doing Badass Nation. And boy, I said to you last issue – when we talked about this, like, hey, it's just a, you know, it's supposed to be a distraction. I'm sick of it. I'm yeah. with you now. It's so much nonsense. And this is so stupid. Superman hates reality TV. Boy, he hates it. He's oh, my like, God. Survivor, not you. And he, he beats goes the off. holy hell out of Black Rock. Yeah, and, and I it, actually it, felt a little weird reading this because I'm like, why are you so over the top yeah, here, he's Superman? He's so over the top. Well, he is so angry. And who it's, died? It's one of those. He says a guy died. It must have been. Remember I said that that one car. Don't, Maybe. But, yeah, he gets so angry. He's almost like Poison Ivy where you cause some damage. I'm going to cause 18 times more damage. Oh, my God. But he goes to town. And the whole time I'm thinking, boy, you know what's pretty cool about this? When this ends, they're going to have the footage. This is going to be Badass Nation. It's going to become a huge hit because of this. And what they're going to do is people are going to be like, man, that reality show, who did you get to be that Superman? That was fucking awesome. And they they would have to try to like, oh, my God, we got to get this guy. Who's this guy? No, that doesn't happen. Basically, heat visions, everything. Well, even that was a little weird because I really thought when he was fighting Blackrock in the sky and the the girl's like, are you getting this? Who's that guy? Zoom in. I'm like, I don't have the right camera or lens for this. I'm like, okay. It's so stupid. The thing is, I thought that was going to be the end of it where they saw this guy but couldn't figure out who it was because they couldn't zoom in enough. Even if they would have had like footage at 11 and it's like yeah. this weird blurry thing and exactly like, oh, that's superman. what i figured but then superman just goes and destroys the camera and the van yeah i actually thought and the van is a weird sort of molten metal going on especially when he's flying away uh but i really thought this was going to be one of those where they ha- that he was going to get away not realize because he's mad you did this for tv boom flies away because he knows that you know he goes a little over the top because he knows that his wife and son are yeah. in big trouble I thought he was going to go away and they'd still have footage, and then they were going to show it, and that was going to be what led to him having to come out. 
that yeah. he'd be like, oh, my God, I got to do this. What? Nope. No, nope. he just molten just lava. Just got to get rid of molten lava, And, yeah, it basically gives you <laughs> a... Do we end a scene with uh, the woman saying, there goes my career? Yeah, that's what she <laughs> says. I'm done. Really? You're done. I think Thank you God. call your boss and say, hey, Trish. You know, or, hey, this is Trish. You, you got to see this. Somebody fucking melted our truck. Why is that? Oh, it's so Let's stupid. Let's do a whole documentary on who melted and the yet, truck. Well, it ends up just making it a, a ridiculous storyline worthless. Oh, yeah. That's what it did. It made it completely worthless. Now it only was to distract them. You're going to get nothing from it. Stupid. And even the, the part where the villain, Blackrock, he kind of is like just strangling him and then throws him. Yeah, and I think Blackrock's dead. I, I, yeah. In fact, at one I point, if you told me too. he was going to be a villain down the road, but I don't see how he can. I think he's dead. I'm telling you, though. He was like, you know, going full bore Superman on this dude. And I just kept thinking to myself, this suit was made by a yeah. props department. Props department. And that is a normal guy. Yeah. That is a parolee himself in there. A normal dude. That so, yeah, Superman dead. murdered that guy. Yeah. He doesn't like Iron Man because it certainly looks like <laughs> Iron Man. But yeah, he I just think it looks like a Lex bot, you know, like yeah, the, the power armor. That's what the end, really, that's who they should have had made it. They should have said something like, oh, we got these from, uh, uh, you know, LexCorp. That yeah. would have been pretty cool, and that would have made sense I would have called bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. He might have, the guy sells shit to anybody. It would have been like the last year's model. He doesn't he, let his toys out. Fuck that, he would have. But yeah, you go up, then you have Hyathis. Is that, yeah, Hyathis. And she's there trying to get the goddamn Oblivion Stone. And finally she gets it. They try to shoot her. There's Hank. And he's like, hey, give me the stone. He has it. That's not the whole thing. Where's oh, yeah. the other half? I'm like, really? That's the, what are you talking about? The other, the other fucking half, Hyathus. And yeah, that, and it's very quick. So it, weird. This whole series has been this, where you jump quick, boom, 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 to things. The problem is, is there's a lot of scenes in this issue for the first time in this whole series where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> this is fucking nonsense. And yeah, there's one issue left. You've got to tie shit up. But I think it was kind of spe- – I guess it wasn't spelled out fully. Rebirth hit, and this is going to change things, and I think it took this by surprise. I really do. This, is, this seemed like it was going to be a lot longer, if not – to issue nine to finish, you know, that, that step arcs that you usually get are 12. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, then you go. Uh, Superman saves Lois and John. They go off, and then they have to Oh, explain. no, we got to have yep, the talk. Now we have to talk because now it's full out. You're there. And John is cool with it at first. Like, he thinks it's the greatest thing ever at first. And it's weird, too, because picks him up, and he, they see him, and he's like, John, close your eyes. You, you can't fly with these eyes open like this. You're going to get bugs in them. And I thought, is this what they're going to play at, that he doesn't see anything? You fucking... But he doesn't. He gets down. And he's like, you could have told me all along. And he's... I guess it, it rang true. He's a yes. little kid. I still think he would have been more taken like, holy shit, you're motherfucking Superman, you fucking... No. He's, he's got a... Um, he's not talking to your he's mother. He's got a mouth you. like a sailor. No, I think he would be more like... Oh, my God, you're Superman, Dad? Wow. I think he would have initially thought it was really cool and then started asking questions like, later. I actually like the way because when he starts out, he is all upset that they've been lying to him, yeah. obviously. But then he kind of gets over You know what? They have been lying to me. I might have powers now, and my dad is fucking Superman. This yeah. is badass. But no, because he goes from, hey, you didn't tell me. Then he goes to the, I could have powers, and you didn't even tell me, and I could have done this, and he's still pissed. 
Um, the one thing I have to tell you, though, is, again, I was right. Earlier in the series, I did say that that motherfucker had super hearing and heard everything they say. Right. And he spelled it out. He did hear that. Um, this is also the part I will mention, that this is the part where it seems obvious to me where the art change happened, where uh, I guess it was Steven Segovia. Uh, Lee Weeks is the normal artist. Uh, Steven Segovia also was on pencils, and I believe this is where he hit because if you see like oh, yeah. John and stuff like that, he's, he's kind of mimicking the style. It does go down a little bit of a notch. The, the art isn't as great in this section. I still like it, though. It's still okay. It's just not the same, and it's a, uh, like if Lee Weeks is a 10, this is a 9. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's a little less. But they're talking – It's a, again, I'm kind of saying that the whole thing with John uh, – it's not bullshit. I like it. I do yeah. like it. I just thought that he would have a different reaction, but it's all interrupted by Superman getting these visions, Eric. Oh my god, that we've never seen. And the, I was, I'm like, I was so angry when I read this part, part because about the thing this. is, this is this whole conversation that I love when the family's together it's interrupted. and them actually having the talk yep. about parallel universes. Yeah. Who oh yeah, I, I didn't even say that. He actually starts telling him about the multiverse and parallel, and it was awesome. And it, yeah. and I like to hear that myself. Exactly. And it could have, you know, then you're going to get to the part where if this series continued, and it will continue in uh, Superman. Yes. Um. But I think that my God, the violence! I want to get. I want to get to where he even <laughs> he even explains. Okay, he even explains to like how convergence was and, and yeah. something like that. And I really wanted to like how, how was I born, Dad? And well, let me tell you, it was very <laughs> odd. And he goes in it, but yeah, I want to see that. But out of nowhere, visions and yeah, my God, the violence! And the problem with this. Who are these people? Who are these people? Who are these people? <laughs> Who are these people? Because nothing is set up. Nothing no. at all. So you see this. That Superman has vision. No idea. And he looks like he has a zipper for a nose. But I'm looking at it now. My God, the vibe. But what? What are you talking about? This has not been set up. I don't know no. who these people are. One guy's head looks like it's getting exploded or cut through and his arm is... T- people off. are running away screaming. And then... He comes out of it, and Lois, how can I help? It's over. I didn't see much, but what I saw was bad. There's something out there. I have to go. And go they're like, where? now, but? And he says, the timing's awful, I know, but if it's looking for me, I can't let it come. Uh, what? What? What is it? Look, what? What is it? Is this him thinking because the Oblivion Stone is doing this, and this is the uh, Hyathus's guys? I don't have any I don't know how idea. he would know anything about the I Oblivion well, Stone. Well, I thought maybe because how the issue ends that he has touched it. I because he even with uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. I was so taken aback by this that this is the only time where. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. What yeah. is going on? And I, I actually said, uh, Superman, Dan Jurgens is on Action Comics, so he'll be doing that. So oh, maybe right, right. that'll continue. Though this is the same Superman in Superman of Tomasi, but I would think the Action Comics will be the book that'll continue the thing. I, uh, for some reason, I just thought of that. But oh, except for Kenji Khan. Yeah, and the the thing Damn where right, Kenji. yeah, the thing that I I will give uh, Dan Jurgens a little benefit of the doubt because at one point they even had we were talking about the fortress or whatever you want to call it. They had all yeah. those prison cells, and we thought, boy, Superman's an asshole. He said, and then he came back and twisted around on us that showed that these people couldn't survive on Earth, and he's trying to help them. I don't know in this last issue how this is going to turn around. This is definitely like. We have to get to where we're going. you got to get Superman involved. This was so thrown out of nowhere. 
and I have no idea what's going on. I love the fact, I'm telling you, we end the book with freaking seeing that the ob- other half of the Oblivion Stone yeah. is in a glass case yeah. in this Superman's fortress. Yeah, because then, because Hytha says, this is the half, where's the other half? I'm going to find it no matter where it is. And it goes, boom, it is in a goddamn what do you a case right yeah glass case in this fortress of solitude on a necklace yeah on a necklace it drove me nuts i went and then you went back and i went through every issue and went through (laughs) and it's so weird because i sent you a picture there is that case empty and why would they show that empty earlier there was what is this necklace i don't know i went through and i thought maybe blank had it like this was how blank had his powers it You're doesn't make much sense. Something. I was looking through everything. I'm looking at every villain he fought. I'm looking at I everything he did. I went back and did. read all the Batmans looking no, for now. <laughs> there's nothing. There is nothing in this book that I could find going through every issue. Now I paged through fast just looking for a goddamn necklace. Yeah. But I couldn't find anything except an empty case that seemed to be set up for at some point Superman was going to fight somebody, do something where they had this necklace or he made it in the way. I don't know. It, it, it's part of the Oblivion Stone, obviously. Why would he make it into a necklace? I don't know. So I'm it, telling you. And the thing is, it seems like everybody was looking for the Oblivion Stone once. Once uh, I can't even think of his fucking name now. Uh, Hank Henshaw. Hank, Hank Henshaw had grabbed it, it, and then everybody's looking for it. That's what led them to Earth. And here, along, you know, half of it apparently been on Earth for a while. Yeah, I, and he had. That's why it doesn't make sense. You would no. think that there was something involved that was supposed to happen, where that other half was found by somebody. They made it into a necklace and became a villain. And Superman stopped them in an issue. Took the necklace because he has been grabbing the shit that he does. He puts the trophies. And it doesn't ring true because last issue or the issue before was when – actually, it was a couple issues – is when Hank Henshaw saves Superman. And when they – remember, he's in the alien craft. He shot blank. And when they got to the island when uh, Superman was trying to make up the alibi, like, you say you went here. here And he's like, this is weird. That alien ship did not have weapons. What the (laughs) fuck's going on? Something was supposed to happen where this thing got broken and separated. I don't know. I wouldn't even. I would not be uh, surprised if the necklace was going to be Hank Henshaw's wife that they spelled out like seven times. Where's your wife? Your wife was with you. Where's the rest of the crew? I have a feeling the rest of the crew was going to come back at some point as a, like a villain team of some sort or his wife with this necklace with the other half. And I'm saying this. I have no idea no. of it. That's what I think was going to happen. You're getting all your exercises, jumping at, to Yeah, but do you have a necklace? Somebody made a necklace. Here it is. But, yeah, we're going to end up. It's the final battle next issue. It's the last issue. Uh, and we're going to get a, uh, a bit of, I would say, Hyathus trying to get in this fortress with Superman fighting her and whatever. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it does. And I'm, I'm bad-mouthing this. I did like the issue. It's just a couple things. I actually was happy to get rid of that fucking badass nation, but it made it worthless. <laughs> and this whole the, the vision thing completely threw me off. But I loved everything with John Lois. Oh, I loved and, everything. And Clark loved that. Again. And I always have. And I'm telling you, I like the artness, yeah, even I though we have like two the art. artists. Was a, I, like but, I said, it, it, it took a dip, but not much. No. And, uh, I but did like that it. vision thing, the badass yeah. nation, it really threw me. And then having the end where the other half of the Bolivian Stones in the force. I'm like, yeah. are you fucking Out kidding me? Out of nowhere. Me? And I think, yeah, I think that was rushed and, and forced. But I gave it an 8.1. Out yeah, of I think because of this, I would end up giving it a six. Yeah, I, I did like it still, though, because I still like what happened from it. Yeah. Um, it's weird that I gave it a 6.5. 8.1. 
Well, why weird. did I give it that point one? I there was I a no reason. Idea. I think I even thought like eight to me. I did still like it, so I gave it a little bit. Look like, at your notes, friendly podcast. Friendly okay, that's po- why that point one. Point one. But no, I, I. But you're talking about a book that I've given nine five. Oh yeah, and I've loved every minute of it. I even fought with you about Badass Nation last month, and but yeah. Now you're on Team America. But now we're going to go to the last part of this intro part of the podcast with the uh, Superman books. And it's Superman American Alien number six. Another one that I didn't like as much as the rest of the series. Written by Max Landis. Art by Jonathan Case. That's it, Aaron. Art by Jonathan Case. It's funny you say that, though, because I really didn't care for the last issue or you did. I like this issue more. Nothing happens. Nothing happened. I, I know, but the thing is, I liked the well, nothing that did happen. Problem, just him though. and his voice. Let's talk about it. Uh, each issue, something more has happened to lead to a. a oh no! A this bang. has that. This, no, this this shots it, it shoots it down completely. The the momentum of the series is done. This shoots it down. I'm telling you, you want to talk about Adam and Sir, which I say that it's fucking pomp and circumstance. No, no I don't want to talk about that at all. No. The thing is, I'm talking about Pete Ross. Giving Superman the idea that he needs to be more than he's yeah, already again, doing. He needs. He has, he's just doing things all willy nilly. We got that. You need to stand we've for had something. that for like every issue up until now, and now we get it again. And there is no but momentum is going forward. One. You had. You had. Well, I'll tell my thing, and then we'll argue. This oh, issue yeah, continues ahead. Superman books, and also the trend oh, of it reason. being my least favorite issue of the series to date. Seeing Clark's old buds from Smallville visit him in the big city was nice. The overall story seemed to be building a momentum that I think this issue killed. We do get hints at a Super Friends finale, and Pete Ross teaches Clark some important lessons. But the big moment <laughs> was seeing Evan Sir and Tamar Ray, but even that just seemed like more shock and all than actual story progression. In the end, this issue could have been better served earlier in the series, or never at all, I said, because we have already gotten the whole thing with Pete and this bullshit in the second issue, and now we're going to do it again, where before, now it's just that he's going to show up and say, listen, you shouldn't do this alone. And you should, you know, what are you doing this for? It just didn't seem, last issue that you didn't like, you ended up with the beginnings of Lex Luthor and Superman's freaking, you know, rivalry. And Lex Luthor actually giving him the name of Superman. Those are pretty big things. This is just another one like the earlier ones of teaching him how to be Superman. I like those earlier ones. Yeah, but this is just the same. We have one more issue. I know, but that is different from what we had before because what so. we had before were them as children. This is them, like like Clark being reunited with friends that he had. Like it's, his life, his life is different. They're separated now from yeah, what he was are. to what he is now, and he is getting the talk from these people that meant a lot to him that he hasn't really talked to in a long no. time. Yeah, and I really think that affects the way because I'm telling you, even they say in this book that Superman is just out there. Like, what's what's your plan, Clark? Well, I don't. I'm just helping people. Yeah. I don't really have a plan. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm not going to do this you, forever. This is the, to me. He used Pete Ross as a forced way to just force us in. These are guys that are showing up. I don't think Pete Ross is that worried about him. The, the ending is great. But him like, you can't do it alone. What do you stand for? I don't think that, that a guy who they appear to be about 22, maybe 23. I don't know. Why would Pete Ross? It doesn't seem like something a Pete Ross from Smallville would show up and, and demand to know about. Yes, the thing where he says later, like, listen, it's like you're in a combat zone and I have to watch you. I'm afraid for you. I like that. But the whole yeah, thing of him saying, what do you have that S? What does that mean? What are you trying to sell T-shirts? To me, I think Pete Ross would show up and want to sell the T-shirts and say, let's get on. Let's get <laughs> this. Ross We're going to be rich. Pete Ross has grown over the years. Yeah, but he's not that old. This, this isn't like them 35. 
He no. is a small town guy who is young. Kenny looks you, like he's about you, eight. You know what it really reminds me of? I, I, well, you were talking, it just dawned on me. That end of Stand By Me where freaking um, River Phoenix is telling me, like, look, I'm no good. You can go and off and do all these great things. You go to that school and you be all you can be. I'm just going to go yeah, fucking work at a mill somewhere. He's just mad at it's him. It's along those lines where, look, because Clark even says, look, what are you doing? You're just go, sitting yeah, in a small Yeah, but that's earlier. That's when he gets mad at him. And, they're, and know, actually, at that point, they're just arguing like kids and he but flies it, off. But it continues on where, like, Pete wants more for this guy. It's his best friend. Yeah, but I don't get that. I don't think do he wants more for that. I think that he's selfish, and he's saying, listen, you know what? What are you trying to do this and that when I'm doing nothing? And you know what? I care about you, and you're making me feel bad. That's what I got from Pete. I didn't think Pete was like this guy who was like, hey, you know what? You have powers that I dream of having, and you're doing this. What, what are you doing? Oh, you know what, Pete? I saved five people last week. What the fuck do you want me to do? He's more like, you need more people because I'm afraid of you because I have to sit and watch you, and I'm a fucking asshole who's getting worried. He's a friend. Yeah, but I, but I don't get that he's saying you could be – he is saying at one point like, hey, what are you doing? You could be – but it's more selfish towards him back in Smallville seeing it. It's not no, like, I listen. I really don't see it that yeah, way. I do because he says it. He says, when I watch you back there, it's like you're I'm in a worried, combat yeah. zone and more people are coming, more monsters are coming. It doesn't seem to me like he's like, listen, you could save more people or you could be No, no, this. It's, you, you got to make a plan. You, if you're going to be yeah, doing this, is, things are going to be coming for you. He's saying yeah. you should have help. I don't, I, it didn't break. And it, like I said to me, it, it's, screeching hold of any sort of momentum of this book because up until now each issue you had him as a little kid oh I, i'm yeah. flying i can't get down okay you get down uh the next issue there's a piece of shit he wants to help save turns people. his fucking he arms kills off. Jesus. oh my god i great power comes great responsibility yes the next one is oh my god i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna be a kid oh i end up on a yacht i'm a piece of shit because i'm lying i want to get in the, the fast lane with these people Maybe I shouldn't be an asshole like this. Okay, then you get the next one, which was, uh, and I, I think I must be missing one, right? Because what was the, the next one was, that was when uh, he had the interview. And I'm trying oh, to yeah, no, that know. was right. They had the interview, and that was the, yeah, which, which one am I missing? I'm missing something. But, yeah, it, each one seemed to be a step uh, more, more yeah. big. Something bigger and something more towards Superman. Something bigger. This was just like another lesson that, like I said, this seemed like it should have been uh, issue 2.5. After he learned that his powers could burn somebody, he also should learn that he has to be somebody who relies on other people. And, and it just, to me, it was just. It's also in my mind. Don't forget where you came from, man. I yeah, mean, like you, does, it... you want to be, you want to reach out to these people that left you on Earth. But you are from Smallville. Yeah, like Your I parents said, yeah, love you. you. We that, love you. I think that all that was shoved in. It was so forced to me just to get that in before the last issue. And I think this is forced to get him to maybe – maybe we see at the end of the final issue next month where the, you see all the – you know, the Justice League. And it's, I yeah. said the Super Friends because obviously Hal is not around at this point. It's obvious, right. sir. And uh, – but yeah, I to me it's like, oh my god, I have one more issue. I gotta force this shit in because we're gonna have a big finale and to spell out, oh, there's bigger monsters coming. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Darkseid shows up in the last panel and the I Super think it's Friends gonna be Doomsday show, shows Doomsday. up for the final. It will battle, be. It'll yeah. be something big like that. 
this issue seemed like filler to me to get to that and just get one more story. That I didn't hate it all, though, because I did like the whole thing of, like, why do you use a cape? I love that part of this yeah. whole series. Oh, it's you know what? I have to there... turn. And, hey, don't people – and it's, it's a classic. Like, don't people realize that you're Superman? All you have is glasses. And this runs into – I've heard it all the time of people explaining it. You would never think Superman's in front of you. So when right. somebody looks like Superman, that's what they would say. Oh, you look just yeah. like Superman. Nobody's going to say you're Superman. I, I put, oh, my God, you look like Kurt yeah, Russell. I, yeah, nobody says that. I, I said in the <laughs> thing, too, that it, it goes hand in hand with, like, uh, Charlie Chaplin losing the Charlie Chaplin lookalike yes. contest. Totally made up story I found out today. I always thought really? that was true. Yeah, it's fucking false. Never happened. Oh, Never happens. You just destroyed yeah, my life. But it, it is something like that. But yeah. But no, it's the conversations from where we start with Pete in the beginning where it almost feels like uh, that selfish aspect to where we get at the end. Even the stuff with Ab and Sir, which actually I hated the most. Yeah, because I didn't like it. And I didn't like honestly, it because, you, like you said, you were gaining this stuff towards – Listen, you motherfucker, don't worry about them because Superman does spell it out where uh, Pete's like, why are you doing this? It's so weird, but it's kind of a corny thing that he says. I loved it, though, when he says, listen, I thought that maybe the fucking TV signal would go out and they would see it. I mean, whoever. Yeah, oh, yeah, I got you. I love that. So do I. But with Adam and Sir in the end, that totally craps on that. Honestly, the thing that I hate the most about the Ab and Sir is that Clark flies out to the moon because he's all he's pissed at his friends. Uh, yeah. yeah. Kenny says, but, asked him earlier, hey, can you fly to the moon? Well, I got to, you know, he I technically know. tries to think of He's pissed and he's like, fuck them. I'm going to show them how good I am and he's going to fly yeah. to the moon. But the, but the thing is, at, like, you know, his clothes burn off. Yeah. He's not ready to do this. Ab and Sir gets him in a construct. He's talking to Tom Ray. But they have to say how... Clark's speech is all fucked up from the decompression he's not used to, and I hated the fact that Clark was all fucked up in his speech and the dialogue. It just seemed yeah, really weird to me, I just, and it bothered me for some reason, but everything with, uh, with Pete Ross, I love. I, I and liked it's, it It's enough. the conversations like we had in the beginning of the series that we had here that made me love this series from the get-go. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, this issue to me, though, had, like, it had weird signals to me. Like, you get the thing, they show up, oh, my God, the big city, how do you get around? It's kind of fun. Then they're going to go to Jimmy Jimmy Olsen's little uh, thing with all the villains. And, He's taking the thing. But it didn't even seem the- to me at that point, like, I thought they were going to be really, like, taken aback by all this. But, in fact... Clark never goes to these either. He's just going to no. show them that. It's not like he is this big guy. Like, I wanted more of the, oh, look at fucking Mr. Big Shot over there in the big city. You didn't get much of that because Clark. You kind of got a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but Clark because, doesn't like doing these, and he keeps spelling it out. No, it's not even that. It's just that, like, Kenny's getting married, and he sent yeah, Clark that was, all these but messages. But, again, that was and, him being, they had to show that he's being an asshole. Yeah. Uh, though he's saving people is the issue. But, yeah, but then they try to get this, like, they're trying to make this, like, oh, he's the big fish now, and we're not. You don't get this, because he doesn't want to go there and never does. Even Jimmy Olsen calls him out on it, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you showed up. You never do these things. And, yeah, it's and, again, maybe that's supposed to show, like, he is fucking all his friends over because he's Superman, but I, it came off weird to me. And then even them, Kenny and Peter walking around, and they're, like, supposed to be uncomfortable. All they says is, man... That's pretty weird. Yeah. And it's weird, too, because you see these villains. The way Pete Ross is talking, this guy is a fucking villain and fucking superhero groupie and would know all these people because he knows every goddamn person. Now, the best part I thought of it was when uh, Pete starts mentioning the other people. And, yes, yeah. they, they talk about Batman. And the Batman thing came off weird to me as well. 
with the Joker stuff. It seemed weird at this time. I don't know the real time frame, but it seemed a little early for that. And, yeah, they're like, hey, they just put up a signal. Hey, I'm the Joker. And where's the Joker? And I thought that was really forced and odd. I love that when he talks about, hey, you know all these superheroes. Why don't you, you know, touch base like the red blur? And I thought that was <laughs> awesome. I actually, I made Rafe read that. Listen to this. Who's he talking about? That's the flesh and small. He loved it. And it was really good. And they, hey, that lady with the lasso, I like that. I like the hint of that. Even if we don't get yeah, that so do next I. issue, I do like it. The Batman stuff seemed weird. And what did he mean by, what would they think of billionaire playboy Clark Kent? I don't know. That was kind of a weird so line. Weird. But, uh, uh, the, before we move on, though, like I said, I didn't like the Abin Sir yeah. stuff. But the thing is, the reason I didn't like it was simply for the way they drew the dialogue, like the lettering, because I actually like all the stuff where Clark's realized, oh, my God, there's aliens. I'm an alien. Yeah. Please tell yeah, me about my – yeah, I need I'd to like know. That. I love all that, but it's all taken away, though, because they somehow fucking MIB him and erase yeah, his mind do. when I take him they home. They do that, that, but it also me. to me seems like it goes against what uh – you know what Pete was yelling at him. You know, you have your family and you have people who care for you right here. Don't worry about those fucking assholes. He's still and, longing, though, to find out no, who he, does. he is. Well, that's I what I'm really saying. Does. He's like, hey, fuck that Pete. I just found but don't, out. I'm saying, don't forget, though, you come from Smallville. We're your friends and family. Yeah, it's, I just... I really liked I it. I didn't because we already knew this. This was nothing that we didn't know. Well, I'm, no, it is because we haven't seen these guys together since they were yeah, kids. But you, you, people so grow you, apart. Yeah, but they do. That's what I'm saying. He is more of a prick... Who, yeah, this is a guy who's, like, you know, if I could, I don't know, somebody you, you grew up, the guy who claims that yeah. you gave him fucking all the, the fucking uh, That was not acid. a friend of mine. I don't know, a friend. But you go off and go to college, and you're like, oh, man, I'm making myself better. I'm doing yeah. this. I'm busy. What is it? You know, yeah, you still love these guys, but you, you're busy. He yeah. comes in and is like, oh, yo, what the fuck? You don't even cut. He doesn't even say that. He's just yelling. You want to become a symbol of what? I, it doesn't ring true to me. This is just, he is using Pete Ross to make it forced into another thing that he learns. What did he learn? What did, he, what did Pete tell him that you can say, oh, that's why Superman does that? But he's a good guy now. Still uses the symbol. We saw no, that later. That. They have T-shirts. I'm thinking he uses what Pete tells him that he should be, go out and do these things that will lead him to become Superman proper. But what is the things? He's saving things. people now. He says, "I'm going out and saving yeah. people. I'm doing it to you know. I want to be nice. I want to be a good guy. But what are you doing really? What? what yeah. But I'm saying because. But what and changes? Before this, Clark Clark knows he has to be Superman. Yeah, I, but he is being Superman. He planned on giving it up, he's though. Been, he's like, I'm not going to do yeah, this. Yeah, but he just says, I don't know what I'm doing. I might do yeah. this for a while. But this isn't now. Now he's saving people. He actually can't get a hold of them because he's so busy saving yeah. people. But yet Pete Ross is yelling, what do you want to be? What do you mean, what do I want to be? I am being it now. And yeah, maybe later I won't do it. But really, that's not up to Pete. And that's not up to anybody. And he's like, oh, what do you want to be famous? You want to be the nicest god? You're a t- I've seen you be a total dick. It doesn't yeah. – to me, this doesn't do anything to me to say – like we said, he uses the heat vision and does this and you're getting, oh, my god. That's where he realizes he's too powerful to do stuff like that right. anymore. He learned a lesson when he – is with, uh, I don't know, even the stuff with Oliver on the yacht. He learned, even that it was like, oh, I don't want to be like these people. When, when he gets older, yeah, Superman could lay 
later become the most famous person in the world and be rich and famous. He doesn't want to be like that because he saw how shallow those people were. Uh, this one doesn't get like I don't say like oh, you know, oh this this is why he still loves his mother and father. I never got what this lesson really led to because I still think at this point Superman and Clark Kent is a good guy. Yeah, this definitely. But this is what it, it almost makes you think that Pete made him into a good guy. That oh, you got to remember. You I know, just there's think this. it's another another path he set him on, yeah. like a continuous one. Where it's get, a, I just like, didn't get like everyone just really like I said the, the one you didn't like. Even the, the things I could think off my head, it's set up that Lex Luthor hates his guts. And gave him his name, which was funny because Superman took the name yeah. to throw it in his face. Uh, you also got, you know, earlier where you got this progression of him meeting Batman and setting like there was always something to me that, and even like the lowest stuff, they became best friends. They're doing everything seemed like an important step in becoming Superman. This just continued something I already knew and we already saw, and it just was just a, a weird thing I think to throw in that there's others out there, that there's the other people that was one. One of the main things for the last issue and that, yeah, right. like what you're going to say is, oh, because uh, Pete said that he's going to continue being Superman. But that's not something that we know. Like, I can't put my finger on and say that's why I would have rather of him went and sought out Batman and called Batman on. Why the fuck are you doing this? You asshole. You're in the ne-. and Batman explaining, hey, my parents, I have to do this. And then him coming from that, learning a lesson like that, not Pete yelling at him because he's been a dick because he went off to the city and hasn't called them. I just didn't – it didn't ring true to me of Pete just showing up and trying to tell him how to be Superman. I realized I was wrong too because I'm looking at the last page and he does remember his time with Abin Yeah, Sir, he says he Krypton. Up sky, says yeah, Krypton. that's the last thing and that's what I said. He's like, hey, Pete, you're right. I do love you. I love everybody in Smallville. Hey, see you. Krypton. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm saying Superman's always been a man of two worlds. Yeah, yes. But again, I always – I didn't think that that was the case that wasn't happening just because he hasn't gotten a – a hold of a couple friends. I, I guess yeah. that it may be because I went to college for four and a half years, didn't talk to anybody. I didn't talk to yeah. my parents, but yet I still loved everybody, not my parents. My friends and I came <laughs> back, and it was like I never left because they were always in my heart, Eric. But they were always, I would always consider my friends my friends. And you know what I'm yeah. saying. You go, you I might do. not talk to somebody for two years. You'll see them. They're still your best friends. And sure this are. is just weird. This scene, I love the idea that, to me, all this issue set up was that Superman, this is what gave Superman the idea that he had to work with other people, and that's how the Justice League started. That's all I got. And to keep going. Yeah, I don't even get, because that's the weird thing. That would be like you telling me, I've been working out for a, a year, and you come and say, you know what, it's working good. You keep doing it. And then seven years later, you tell me you're the one who made me keep working out. Or uh, you made me do this. <laughs> no. He, again, he is such a good guy that I think that, yes, he doesn't have a long-term plan. I don't get the idea that he was ever going to stop. I don't think that he – they never showed him like, I'm getting too old for this shit. Uh, to me, he was always going to continue. It's not because Pete said that, that he's going to continue. Yeah, He might be like, oh, you know what? I have to watch out. Pete, to me, everything was setting up. Listen, I worry about you. There's bigger monsters. You fucking get on the phone and get a hold of these other heroes. You guys got to make a league because shit's happening. Well, and also talking about his parents, it's the people of Smallville who also worry and shit like that. And then he yeah, also but has I'm this saying thing the, where the he whole thing that got Krypton. me with the worry. And I'm saying though, it is really to those like man of two worlds yeah, thing where yeah. he has to be one foot over but here again, that wasn't, and I, one foot but towards this place that he that, wants but to but know he's about. He's always had that. 
He said but he's never known the thing Krypton. Yeah, before. but he it's said just, that he, was he, wearing the he knows S. he's an alien. He knows yeah, that he was. He knows all he knows is there's an S on the side of his not ship. Not even that. He said that he was sending out signals into this fucking space to get a hold of no, them. No, he was hoping that him doing this. Yeah, would but he knows there's somebody out there. He just now he has a name. Exactly, but he doesn't know anything about but before, it. But obviously, he wants to though, know. he is doing a lot of what he's doing to try to get a hold of Krypton. Yeah, he, he hopes, know. but now he, he, he has met other aliens and knows that yeah, there's a possibility. Yeah, but it's not like he's looking up and saying, Abon, sir, or Greg. He's more, <laughs> he now has a name of his home planet. He knows his home planet now. And, but again, when you say this, you even go back, listen, everything Pete Ross says about Smallville, about him, it all is him saying, you can't do this alone because I'm afraid that you're not powerful enough. You need to get friends. He says it at the end when he's like, you're in combat and monsters. All this is to set up next issue for him to be in the Justice League. That's all it is. That's all I got. I like it. it. Yeah, I hated it. I fucking hated it. And though I still gave it, I gave it a seven, eight. Um, Right. Talking about it now, I wish I would have given it a five because more talking about it, I really don't think you get shit from it except, hey, you better get a hold of these other people. This could have been two two fucking pages. All the rest is just fluff that doesn't even matter because at the end he d- doesn't care about Smallville. He's not calling anybody in Smallville. He wants to find Krypton now. It just seemed weird. And also, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of all the things that he had. It's not like he – if this would have been in this universe that he was never told he was an alien and now he found it out, that would have been more powerful to me that he'd be like, what? I'm not from this earth? Krypton, but yeah, he always knew he you was are an my alien. Son. He always knew he was an alien. Now he you just know that Kevin Costner line from uh, Jonathan Kent. But you are yeah, my I son. That actually like you start crying me up. again. It makes me tear up. But yeah, <laughs> I, I really I thought that this was uh, a hokey issue that was more filler to get to next issue. Where I, I loved I think, all the dialogue. Yeah, I did not. I thought that and I actually was, I loved the art. No, yeah, the art was okay. I thought that the uh, the dialogue was overdone, and I thought that this was uh, Max Landis using Pete Ross as just a microphone for what he wanted to say, yeah. and it didn't ring true that it would have been Pete Ross saying this. Um, from even we, well, we, we saw we saw what what they were time. before. I just don't get People like change, out of man. nowhere that he's. Just, but really, I'm telling you, all this is is for him to set up to get a team together because he says yeah. it like 17 times. That you can't do this alone. You can't do this alone. And he says right here, he's like, hey, the red blur in Central City. He's like kind of laughing about it or whatever. And he's like, how are they like me? Why would I want to talk to them? And Pete's big line. And it's the big line I think of the whole thing. You can't do this alone forever. And then he says, who said I'm doing this alone forever? I won't be Superman forever. And that, you know, they're in this fight. And then uh, that's when he says, oh, you haven't thought about this. What's happening in the world? Something's bigger. Superman will never be able to retire. It's not like he's saying, like, man, you got to save the world. He's basically saying you're in it. You're stuck now. And, yeah, he, and I don't even think, to me, if it was Pete and how he really thought about this combat zone or whatever, he'd be there and saying, listen, don't do it anymore. Stop. Just come back to Smallville. Everybody knows who you are there. Don't be Superman. This is fucking nonsense. You're going to get killed. Come home. But, yeah, it just it seemed just odd to me. Um, Eight out of ten. Yeah, I thought that this was the worst issue of the series, and everybody I talked to agreed. Yeah, people don't. I just didn't. I didn't care for the last one that much. Yeah, like the last one to me had major, major events in Superman's life, and that's what this has all been about. And this one did not. This was just. This seemed like it should have been them sitting. Like this whole thing could have started 
that second issue. I think it was the second issue, right? When he burned the, the guy. Yes. Like when they were, remember they were drinking beer, sitting oh, in I the remember. thing. You could have had this in two things of this. Hey, what are you going to do with your powers, Clark? I don't know. I don't know. What do you mean? You, you have powers. You can help people. You could, that could have all been done then, and it would have been fine. And yet we go back to this, and it, to me it just it really put the brakes on this until you know, we get to the next thing. And I am the lowest uh, review of the thing, but there's a couple eights and stuff. But I, I, right. People are all taking it. Everybody likes Alvin Sir in it. That's a big thing. See, I, honestly, I don't, I don't really care, care about that part. Trying. I like the fact that you know Clark gets to see aliens and find out the name of his home mm-hmm. planet. But I'm telling you, it's ruined for me because of the lettering and the dialogue. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, this issue just, it, it didn't ring true to me for this series. I've loved this series, but yeah. Yeah, so have I. I'm not, I didn't like this issue, but we're going to go next to Shut Up, My Shows Are On With You. I'm not saying that I've been everywhere and I've done everything, but I do know it's a pretty amazing planet we live on here. The man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. Shut up. My shows are on. Heba haba hoobie heebie 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 haba. Welcome back. It's shut up. My shows are on. You know one of those things. This week we had the Flash and DC's Legends tomorrow, and that's awesome. Would have wished we had the trifecta going on with Arrow thrown in, but no Arrow this week. So what are you gonna do? But we got the Flash and DC's Legends tomorrow, and that's awesome. So let's check out Flash season two, episode eighteen, versus Zoom. You just don't care. How many lives you destroyed? How many people you killed? No, I don't. His real name is Hunter Zoller. He's a convicted serial killer. You can't lock up the darkness. This was the episode that we were all waiting for, Flash versus Zoom. After Flash got the Tachyon Accelerator from Reverse Flash in the past, we're like, all right, Flash, you're fast enough take on this big bad motherfucker and it's going to be epic but immediately it disappoints me because we have flash checking out this new tachyon accelerator and we see where he actually goes fast enough to go through the dimensional barrier where he went to see supergirl in national city on earth i'm calling earth s just because but he comes back it's a split second thing where he jumps through a wormhole then comes out another wormhole and then he goes back to star Labs never talks about Supergirl and I was crushed. I'm like, come on, why wouldn't you even talk about this, Barry? And then I was even more pissed off because Barry wants to reopen the breach to Earth 2 using Vibe's powers like Reverb did over in Earth 2. And Vibe doesn't want to. Cisco is really apprehensive about going to the dark side, becoming using his powers and maybe becoming Reverb sometime in the future. Really scares him. And Barry just kind of bullies him into doing it. You know, he he tries to say, I'm your friend, I'll be here, but you bully, he bullied him into it. And it bothered me a bit, especially since we just saw that you can use the speed force to go through fucking barriers and dimensional walls. You could use your speed to try to find Earth, like Earth too. I, that's how I see it anyway. Obviously, you can't have that because we need to have some like story going on, but I don't know. I was a little pissed off of that, and then, you know, they actually open up the barrier to Earth 2. Zoom comes out, and Barry, you know, they have all the stuff set up to try to take Zoom down, and Barry fucks it all up because he has to sit there and bullshit with the guy, and 
gives him a chance to escape. It was very upsetting, because we've seen this a hundred times in fucking shows like this. You knew it was going to happen. And that might be actually the worst part about it. It was kind of predictable. The thing that wasn't predictable, though, is that we get the whole backstory of Hunter's Arm, and we all saw this coming, too, if you've been watching the promos and shit like that. And The thing is... There's some kind of de demonic force inside Hunter's Island, and that that's came out of nowhere to me. I just thought it was the mask pulling this whole fucking, you know, like uh, Candyman voice and fucking black eyes and whatnot. No, there's something dark inside this boy. And at the end, he kidnaps Wally West and says, look, you're going to give me all your power. I'm going to kill this guy. I'm going to kill him. And Flash does it. And at the end, uh, Professor Zoom kidnaps Caitlyn because he's got a crush on her or some nonsense like that. And we're left... With Flash being powerless and Zoom still fucking being all powerful, actually more powerful than ever before. It was an alright episode, it's just the cliche nonsense kind of brought it down and I was just seriously crushed that we did not talk more about Barry's time in Supergirl's world. Because that was an awesome episode. Alright, up next, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, episode 12, Last Refuge. Pilgrim is the Time Master's most deadly assassin. She's hunting our younger souls. She can target any one of you at any point in time. If we die in the past, you die in the present. Come with me if you want to live. Enough people have died. I'll be taking the boy. This will all be over quickly. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. All new this Thursday at 8, 7 central on The CW. If you didn't get the hint from that promo from Ray saying, come with me if you want to live, this is the Terminator episode of Legends Tomorrow, and I think it's fucking amazing. This actually might be my favorite episode of the show because, surprisingly, we get the most character development here out of nowhere, really, because we have our heroes going back in time trying to retrieve their younger selves before the Pilgrim can come and take them out, and it's just a lot of fun. We have Jax going and meeting his, his father, who we thought never saw him born, who was actually deployed and died before he ever got to meet him, but he saw that his father was there on the night he was born, so he got to talk to his dad, and it was, honestly, he actually went and told him a lot of stuff because he came back later on when Pilgrim kidnapped people, because she's going back and forwards through time, just taking people out of the timeline, just trying to do her job and kill these motherfucking legends tomorrow, because that's what she does, she kills motherfuckers. But we get a lot of great stuff. We get to see a young Sarah Lance, and we get to see a young Detective Lance. It's really cool the way he had on it. He just looked like a young man, and I liked it. But uh, it was just a lot of fun going backwards through time, and even picking up a young Heat Wave to see how much Heat Wave has now changed since his time as Kronos. He really does not care for his younger self. And he's like, that kid's a punk. I'm going to kill him if he does anything. It was really good. The characters were awesome. We did not get a lot of Captain Cold in this at all, except for him when his pitching, like, in the background, but we didn't really deal with his younger self at all. Um, pretty sure he was a baby, and that's it. And, which we dealt with a lot. We had Jax as a baby, you know. We just had to collect all these characters, keep them safe, and we got to find out a lot more about Rip Hunter and his time put in an orphanage um, where the Time Masters recruit kids and, you know, make them Time Masters, obviously. It was a really good time, though. I loved Caretaker. Like, um, Rip Hunter's, like, surrogate mother at this orphanage. She, you know, he goes to her. We need to keep these kids here. And she's just a really hardcore British lady. And I don't know why. Really found myself loving it. And I love this whole episode, really. Everything about this was great. And I really hope that this series can end strong after this. I'm like, we had a few stinker episodes, in my opinion, going throughout. But... This just really ignited my uh, enthusiasm for the show. 
and I really hope to see more episodes like this on our way to destroy Vandal Savage and save the future. Oh god, it was just so goddamn good. If you have not watched this episode yet, check this out because this might reignite your flavor for it too, my flavor. But uh, yeah, DC's Legend tomorrow. Kick-ass episode. Probably better than The Flash, even though we had a lot of cool stuff going on with The Flash. Nothing disappointed me about this episode. Great. Well, that's our shows for this week. Everybody, I hope you go out and watch some DC shows, especially the Brillante, Arrowverse, whatever you want to call it, because it's just a good time, really. Keep watching TV, because having a life is overrated. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy, wherever I go, he goes, my buddy. All right, and that's Shut Up, My Shows Are On. Right there? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Who knows what the outro is? I, you, last week, Eric was, had the theme of uh, it was like you were having PTSD or whatever at the end, right? Was I, was, last week? I was in a war of the future. Yes. I don't know what happened. You were in the war. I, I hate to tell you, half of that fucking war at the end I had to cut off because I, I was, you? yeah, oh yeah, the, the gunshots and stuff, they went on too long. That's just an editing uh, thing there. But we are here uh, right now to continue the podcast with our man Reggie. Hello, everybody. Reggie. And we're going to talk about two books that Reggie has reviewed, the first one, and then as part of the review of the second one, which uh, it it throws everybody off that one. But you guys did a pretty good job this week. Uh, But the first one, what is the first one, Reggie? First one is Poison Ivy, Cycle of Life and Death, number four, written by Amy Chu, art by Robson Roca, Julio Ferreira, and Ethan Van Skyver and Jay Leistein on colors. Uh, Poison Ivy teams up with her co-worker Darshan and her gal pal Catwoman to pull an Ocean's Eleven on an abandoned section of Gotham Botanical Gardens and retrieve her stolen research. There, she meets the chlorophyll version of Newt from Aliens, so Ivy grabs Plant Newt and evacuates the secret laboratory before blowing it up. Yes, and killing people. Does this mean the next issue that she's going to be dead? Oh, no. That would be kind of <laughs> maybe. if she's the new from Aliens. I'm like we we go through all this stuff with her, and then the next issue she's just dead right from the get go. Yes, worst oh, no, sequel mean, ever, Alien Three. Yes, me, me and Eric were both thrown off because when it starts off, you're getting a point of view from Darshan. Is that his name? Darshan, mm-hmm. and everything's yeah. upside down. I thought something went wrong because we read it digitally. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Uh, but yeah, it starts off, and the one thing I do like, it starts off, and I'll tell you right away, I have not enjoyed this book. And I don't really like this issue. I do like the art, though. I thought the art was good, even with the three artists in it. Yeah. But they are three quality artists. That you know what I'm saying? They they are very good artists. So I, I'm not. Yeah, surprised. I thought the art was more. I, I thought it was more dynamic and more uh, what you expect from a comic book. Yeah, and at first, in this issue, two things I like right away. I like the catch up a bit by Darshan, even though he seems to be crazy. I said that before we started that he kind of goes back and forth. Like he he is kind of trying to like it's Amy True trying to sell us. That poison ivy isn't that bad. Uh, she is. She's terrible. She's, she's terrible. But what I do like, Catwoman is here in a forced way. They spell it out. They, they, it's not even a joke. Uh, or it is maybe a joke. But, yeah, they're going to break in, like you said, like an Ocean's Eleven thing. So she called Catwoman. That's the only yeah. reason she's here. It's not like when Harley showed up and that was to show you, oh, she's changing her life. Which she didn't. Uh, but you, you know what I'm saying. That she, Catwoman yeah. even spells it out like, oh, that's why I'm here. And I, oh, I I'm only like here that. because you need a thief. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, there are some forced things. They do force in that freaking – they'll get more mileage out of that uh, – 
that photography little booth picture of Harley, Catwoman, and uh, we've <laughs> yeah, seen this so many times now. That they it's really... weird that Catwoman brings up Harley twice in the issue yes. too. It's like, yeah. is Harley going to come back? Is she? I, you know I what I mean? Like, what? Now. I really, point, I think she, she will right? be coming back. Honestly, it's, I think it's one of those situations where Catwoman is more friends with Harley than she is with Poison Ivy, and she needs that buffer. And they're trying to like yeah, spell maybe. it out. So when's Harley going to come yeah, around? Exactly. Huh? You talk to Harley. See Harley on Facebook lately. Well, you give her a call. <laughs> Get her over hey, here. We can have a good at, fun time. And I, I like it. It's just like no, no. We, we have our differences, and then it's brought up again. But uh, basically. <laughs> I, I don't know that you, Reggie. You said you liked this more because it was more of an issue where you could just say what happened. Like a lot of these, yeah. I actually think that's true because not a lot happens. Uh, no, it's, whole... that is true. It's not a ton, but it, but it's pretty straightforward. The other ones, I, w- I would. It's just a, it was so overly complicated, and Poison Ivy's weird new human hating attitude just seemed to make things more Are difficult you, now, to explain. We're on issue four. Do, do you get the idea now? We're not even going to deal with this murder mystery anymore. Like, that happened, but the hell with it. Let's get yeah. off of this. We're more involved with these spoilings and this crazy thing because it doesn't seem like we're going to have any more of the police investigating. Like, the case closed. No. It, those it is those a... two cops, they're, they're gone. They're not <laughs> they're, coming they're back. Gone. That now it's going to be right away in the next issue. But it's weird because this Probably. leads to when they are planning on this heist. They're planning on going in and basically finding out. They want to get her research back. Uh, Pamela yeah. Isley's research back, but they, she, she is full out poison ivy here. There is no Doctor <laughs> Isley anymore, and it starts right away because there you have Darshan. It doesn't matter that while he's hanging up, there uh, cat went, Oh, what is, what should I call you? Poison ivy, or whatever. He should be like, what the fuck is going on with poison ivy? But yeah, yeah. and then when they get to the point where they're going to break, no, he should have because everybody should know who poison ivy is. I well, don't care what the hell she was saying. I'm telling you, the truth, it everybody been might obvious. be dumb. It's now it, the cat's out of the bag here. The I mean, that's why that's why she hemmed him up last issue was because he came up and saw her killing. Yeah, yeah. That and other coworker. It's okay. so, and it's funny because yeah. of that. That's what he's kind of hinting at the beginning. He's talking. He's like, you know what? I I've dealt with these people when I he does freaking you know charity work or you know volunteer work with insane people. And you, <laughs> oh, you know what? I've realized by my my uh, freaking internship that. People like her, they're not really bad. It's just their yeah. upbringing, and they don't know. No, he walked into a murder. I forgot about that. He, he should be so Jim, upset. Jim, you, you keep forgetting that all the people she's killed so far have Are been mildly people. annoying or yes. unpleasant. They have been okay. mildly annoying and possibly dog beaters. Or they, that one was exactly, worse. You know? She, they, she they, does. They have act been quick. unseemly, I would yes, say. They, so they uh, she's been totally the justified. People. Yes, she is. I guess when you're a perv you you do you know she's not going to wait until he does anything she's going to stop it no. right at she's going to in the butt. but yeah and then they're they're at the the uh institute what, what the fuck is it even called i'm telling you this is what i love this is the abandoned section of the botanical gardens yes and they get there and catwoman is looking at her binoculars lights are on people are milling about they're having they have like delivery botanical the botanical gardens now i know that there's the murders is There's a full-out SWAT team there. Looks, <laughs> there are armed people with fucking riot gear on at the botanical yeah. gardens. 
I don't want to go to this botanical garden. Anyone is being unusual, you know? I, dead of night. It reminds me of the Adventure Aquarium in Camden, and Eric knows what I'm talking about. You yes. go there, and you're putting your life in your own hands. That's what it seems. Man, botanical one of the dangerous garden. places in America. Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious! But yeah, and then you, you see these guards, and they seem to be right there. But then that Darshan just decides to jump down the goddamn fucking yeah. hill. And finds where he's going to go into the steam tunnel. And it's funny. Yeah. He's like, of course, the steam tunnels. And then he's yeah. given the thumbs up. Well, then they used to do this and, MIT, man. Well, that's a, then it's uh, all of a sudden it, it was just like an MIT. What? <laughs> no, See, it's what, not. See, what, what I think I'm, might I'm be talking about, about Darshan is that he is definitely involved in whatever... See, I'm not even sure what the hell the conspiracy That's is, what but whatever it is, I don't know what it is he's anymore. Involved. Yeah, I think he's the bad and guy. We said right away. You know what? It's funny. You brought good. up you brought up aliens right away in your intro. The entire time I was reading this, I kept thinking of Alien Resurrection with the like the alien human clone of Ripley. Yeah. Oh wow. Because we even have that thing at the end where we see all of the failed clones, like we did in that movie, wow. and I'm like. This is not the movie to be basing your story off of. And they're even it's going, they're they're going kind of through the freaking tunnels and yeah, stuff. Going through tunnels. It is yeah. very, like, alien, you know? But yeah, through this I whole wonder thing. If that was the inspiration. Cat, Catwoman <laughs> wants to, you know, she wants Poison Ivy, like, why aren't you fucking this guy? And I'm going right now. Uh, Catwoman's an awful judge of character, so yeah, I think he's bad. And, uh, yeah, we saw in her freaking uh, her book that she was dating a bad dude. That's what I'm saying. She has it. So I think you're right. I also, think he I think is really the bad can, guy. And really, if there fuck anything that walks, if there's going to be a, yeah, if there's going so to be a, a bad chance. guy, if it's there's going to be a bad guy, it has to be him because he is the only one that's left. That he's yeah, the only other true. person Everyone in this book. Dead, <laughs> They're dead all or dead. Maimed. I just think this this whole thing is just going to end. I don't know. You tell, you tell me that Darshan will not become Poison Ivy's oracle. No. No, <laughs> she yeah. needs a sidekick. Basically, they, someone they, to keep her. The rest human. of this, they just travel through and find more people that have been infected or you know changed. There's a guy who's turned into wood. Uh, yeah. There's other guys that look like they're almost like Groot a little, like even the wood well, they, thing. But they, it, it continues. They get in and the alarm goes off, but it's not because of them. It's because of something's happening and it's turning the, the security guys yes. into wood. And it's uh, and like a pretty awesome doctors. scene. I, I don't know which one of them drew this one, but I really like the the wood look on these guys' They're hands. Like, yeah, uh, I thought they did a good job right there. And then they... I'm wondering though, like obviously these sporlings are doing this, but up to this point, do we know that they can? Ha- they have these powers. I just thought they were plant children with the, like it's a cell ready growth. Just this one kid. And now they're turning people. Maybe. Well, I don't I've, even know if it's the yeah, same well, kid. I've, yeah, the I think one, there's only was, one kid here. Because in, they in, say In the last that, one, yeah, the other ones are all dead. Yeah, they're there are all like dead. that are all in jars. And she's uh, talking in the last one, she talks about her two kids and how one of them, I can't remember, one of them has the power to manipulate plants yeah, and the yeah, other one yeah. has the power to like... Well, yeah, and she even says, like, oh, my God, they've learned so much quicker than I did. That that, that was well, the last the, issue. So I, th- one of the I previous think they issues, though, I think they have different powers is what it is. In one of the previous issues, though, we saw a hulking plant monster in the shadows that yeah. I'm thinking this may be it actually coming in trying to free these things and kind of yeah, made itself scarce and Poison that, Ivy but... showed up. Yeah, but it, it, it totally seems like the girl, the, the person who's talking to her, though, is saying about, ah, oh, they were bad, they're doing this. Seems yeah. like it's this little girl. Because it's then she nuked. talks, yeah, she talks to her in the same freaking font. So I'm sure that's her. That's I, just a green baby. Yeah, well, I'm saying though, that's her. You know, she's saying, keeps saying, and they're all oh, the bad men. Are they still out there? Whatever. But I think that what you're supposed to see is that she is a little older, 
And she, yeah, she's doing some bad shit, and I think you're supposed to get scared about these other fucking kids back at the, the house. And, I, yeah. I don't know. I really think it might be that other monster because I think all of this went down and she hid and all of this was going down and yeah, she saw I, it. But the thing is, I think that I think that when she talks to her, then she'd know the difference in the green. I think she would know the difference of who she was talking to then. And she seems to think Come on. that it's her. You got to talk to one plant, you talk to them no, all. That's how Swamp Thing, he talks to different people. <laughs> I've always, I've always felt like actually Poison Ivy talking to the green is bullshit because she's right. not to me. Well, no, this actually, <laughs> this really throws it in your face because they know, kind of, yeah. like, they she... kind of kept it away a little that they just said, oh, she has a connection. Now all of a sudden she's full out in. And yeah, I, I didn't like that either. Yeah. I, I thought that was a little forced in just so that you can get there. And maybe it is. Maybe it isn't this little girl. But yeah, it's still. It seems like it was her, but maybe not. They definitely maybe want she's you to not doing that. that. Uh, but, but I do yeah. see what Eric's saying is right. It could it could be a red could be that thing, But be I would think that this girl, dun, dun, dun. I would think the girl would say it. I think the girl would say like, "Is that big monster gone?" She just says, "Is the bad men still out there?" So it kind of seems says, like they mostly come out at night. <laughs> Mostly, I'm telling it. This, this issue, not a lot happens to me. And I'm, I'm, well, you know, you know what I love too. Podcast. I'm going to go watch Aliens. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, game over, man. Yeah, well, you know what I love too. When, when, she, when she gets to the when she gets there and she finds a little plant newt and all the and all the uh, you know plant animal embryos and jars. Yeah, yeah. She gets she gets mad like, well. What the fuck did you think they were doing with your research? You know, yeah. like that's literally what you research yes, is. That's you know, what you were it's, doing. It's how to make them, and they yeah. and they took it, and now they were Surprise. using it. Like, what do you I think? I expected they were, her to pull out a flamethrower like, instead of freaking mm-hmm. calling the green and destroying the whole no, thing, like and, Ripley did. In the meantime, also she had uh, Victor had run away when shit went down, and also I think that he would say, "Well, he says you have no idea what's happening, what you've unleashed." So yeah, I think that that is involved. I think Eric might be in with it, but yeah, she's like, "Oh, Victor, yeah, uh, coward to the end." He just went into the fucking freezer. I don't know yeah. what's going what was, on. Then was she killed Victor. Him. Freeze. He was. Uh, it was Victor. Very froze. good. Very good. But yeah, he, he she starts to kill, and uh, you will never kill or steal anyone's research again. I promise. And then she just tears down the wall. That guy's dead. Another one. Another one oh, bites yeah. the dust. Put it on there. I think that's four people now that she's killed since. He was mildly very annoying cool. too. Yeah, he, 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 he killed was, well, one of one of both. Took the research, and yeah, and then she she is the whole. The Botanical Gardens is going to hell. Now, what do you think people in Gotham are? Are they going to, like, I don't know what happened. Like, it all points to her now. There's no, like, any I, I sort really of mystery now. I really think that the Joker's endgame has fucked up everybody's long-term memory because they have no idea who she is but in this. Want, yeah, what is going to happen when the news hits that all this, like, is this just going to be Oh, my God, what's Swamp Thing do? And then the she's like, section. I'm not no done with this attention. place. She's like, I'm not done with this place. I think you are. I'm looking at it. The place is coming <laughs> down. What, is she going to go and piss on it afterwards? <laughs> I'm telling you. I, they call it, that a squat. It might be. And maybe, you know what? Maybe this little spoiling girl, maybe that's also part of it. Maybe that is the bad thing that we saw maybe. before and just transformed down into this. And that's its whole plan is to get back to Poison Ivy's, you know, fucking pad. And stay, yeah. you know, and you don't want to go there and just family. ring yourself in, or she'll kill you because you're a pervert. But yeah, right. they're all running. There's freaking Darsham. He's got all the fucking research. <laughs> this, yeah. this research. I wish. A, I wish research. in the end when he's running away with those files and we had some paperwork flag. I wish. Really I wish it was like going, about to lose. I know. All. It looks like he's going to lose everything. I wish there was <laughs> like a trail of papers going. But uh, yeah, what did you give it, Reggie? 
Uh, what did I give it? That's a good question. I gave it a six point five out of ten. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it was. I thought it was a big improvement in art and storytelling, and uh, at least we could I could tell you what the story is. So that was a plus. I'd give it a five five. I have not enjoyed this whole Poison Ivy storyline at all. I I think that it's just going to be forgotten. And just what has happened? What has happened here except us seeing her kill people, trying to get research, and these spoiling kids? I just it it does not interest me. It's all um, about the spoilings, baby. And all these people with oh, I, why doesn't she have a book in Rebirth? Oh my god, why does she have a book now? Is what I'm <laughs> yeah. asking. Poison this Ivy. This is probably why. I would. I'm actually with Reggie. I think I would give this a six point five yeah. out of ten. And uh, why I like Clayman's artwork, this I do like really the good. art. Really, I like the art. And I'm telling most of the my five point five is art uh, because the yeah. story just doesn't do. It. And I did look. It it last issue issue number three actually sold twenty two thousand, uh, which was mm. down. It went like thirty three down to twenty five down to twenty two, and that that also is why there is no book in rebirth. Yeah. That's not very good. Uh, yeah. So a lot of people aren't reading it and they're bailing, but uh, you know that's but, part but of even, the issue. With even it. with uh, Catwoman, keep bringing up Harley and making it kind of weird. I did like Catwoman and Poison Ivy. Yeah, I don't together. mind. And I actually, didn't mind, I don't mind this this uh, mini. But it's funny we're talking about the whole thing. We really didn't bring up any Catwoman because she really doesn't do much. She just no, keeps bringing up Harley and just kind of talks. And she's not really that. Talks important. about the green a little bit. So and really, it's funny because I said at the beginning, it's it's a forced way of putting her in. But they made a joke about it, like, oh, that's why they didn't really need her. Darshan just no. ran down and went in anyway, and she was just there. She really didn't do much. Didn't she get to that one door? She got the oh, one yeah, door. she did. She did, and you that know? was when she was telling time me. Yeah, Actually, and then I, and then we saw her tits, so that yeah, was nice. Yeah, the best part of her in this out. book is in the beginning to me when she sees these spoilings and they bite her and she pulls out her whip immediately. Yeah, she's yep. going to whip them. I that did say cool. if, if you have the issue and you go through it, I don't know if uh, people would notice, but when they changed art, once she got in, once Catwoman got into the uh, botanical gardens and they found the first guy who had been turned to wood, the next panel you see Catwoman, she has completely unzipped her freaking cat suit to show her tits. And I think whoever went from one to the it's other, one the, the one guy guards. was like, he doesn't want to objectify women. The next guy, he was all for it. So I don't He's know. It just I actually like... find it very refreshing because we have not seen that pulled, that zipper pulled down in a long time now. Yeah. And the next book we have, uh, both of you combined for the review. That's and right. So you guys are going to combine to talk about it. We are like and the the firestorm of reviews. You are. It's yes. the weird science matrix uh, <laughs> that we have there because yeah, it's it's basically four books. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, I, I don't like any of them. So I'm going <laughs> to let you guys. I I'll add so much negativity to this that I am going to bail on it. I might say one or two things as I page through, but you guys can, can talk about it. Uh, Eric, what is it about? Well, Legends of Tomorrow, number two, written by many writers and has many artists. Yeah. Firestorm does stuff, Metamorpho does stuff, Sugar and Spike do stuff, and finally the Metal Men do stuff, too. And stuff. And stuff. But now the first, the first issue in this fucking big-ass book is Firestorm. And I love Firestorm, but there is just too many things going on in this book. I don't know what the hell the fucking, uh, was it Jerry Conrad? Jerry Conway. Yeah, Jerry Conway. Come on, classic. Yeah, I know. I couldn't think of the goddamn name, though. But we, uh, there's a good, I don't know. I I wish they would have caught people up a little bit because it's been a long time since we've had Firestorm. And I know what's going on with them because I read the entire last series and I dig the character. But 
You're just kind of thrown in, and out of nowhere, Firestorm is unstable. Jason's being poisoned, even though they want to say this, the quantum late wave that's affecting him and Firestorm. Now, you got the idea that you see that he got poisoned again in this issue? It seemed. I did I see that. Yeah, every time I, he has an issue, there's this freaking girl who hands no, him a drink right before his It's a interview. red herring. It's not that. It can't be. It's too I think obvious. It's just <laughs> that. No, because, because even when I looked, it, there's not really much time for her to take the lid off of the drink and do what she would have to do because he has the drink in his hand drinking it. He's talking. He's looking at her. He just turns when the lady says, Jason Rush, Mr. Mangra, she's there. She's not looking down. She would have had to have taken, but her handing that to him then – with a weird uh, uh, perspective of that fucking cup. It's really <laughs> off. Uh, well, I bet she went to Magic Camp myself. I, I, th- I think it's too much now that it is not what's going on, though. If it was what I think, I think they would have pointed it out by now. Like, he would have been like, I think she's trying to get to me, and they haven't said anything. But do you, th- Jerry Conway, maybe he thinks he's being tricky, but it's not <laughs> so tricky. If it's her, then, yeah, there's something really odd going on. Uh, but once they go back to when he's in the hospital, I think that they would know. He's in the hospital then. I think they would know that there was some substance. Like, oh, it's because he took, uh, you know, amyl nitrate or something. They would have had to have tested amyl out. Amyl nitrate. His tex- <laughs> they would have had to have checked them out. Uh, I think that it's a red herring only because he's it's in just, the hospital. I want to say that it actually is like they, uh, Professor Stein said, oh, your quantum sink is out of flux or whatever some mumbo jumbo he's talking about. <laughs> And I really just wanted to be this girl poisoning him, causing the whole thing. Because since Jason was poisoned again, and Professor Stein thinks it is this whole wave sink, he transfers the Firestorm Matrix out of Jason and puts it into himself and says, this is permanent now, it can never go back to Jason. And I want it to be this really stupid thing where he was just being poisoned and Professor Stein is way out of line. Yeah, Yeah. just doing stupid shit. Yeah, (laughs) but there's just so much going on because we have that going on. Ronnie's being offered like uh, freaking scholarships to other schools to play football for. And yeah, you know uh, I always, the... you know I always get mad when they throw in sports or whatever. What the fucking school's going to come in? You have one game left. We want you on our <laughs> team. How many games does that other team have? And there has to be rules about this. You cannot just add a guy like you would think that this prep school might be in the playoffs as well. The way this mm-hmm. is set up, they have one last game. You don't no, just they, go they are... adding people. They are in the playoffs as well. Yeah, you can't just add people willy nilly anytime you want. I don't think this is like I, you know I, I all know. of a sudden at the Super Bowl. I, really, I would have you know, no idea. Denver's in the Super Bowl. You know what? Peyton Manning's not so good. We're going to make a trade for Drew Brees. He's in. Oh, I know you. Can, I know you can't do it in. Uh, no, you can't do it in the. No, uh, there's NFL, trade but, deadlines, but, but, but college, I think college. I have no idea. No, I it's think, not even college. It's high school. Yeah, and I. Think so they're in high school, right? I think so I have there no idea. are rules when you just co- or what this would happen dumb. is there are rules. You and <laughs> what would happen is you would have a championship game. Say uh, Reggie Reggie Prep. You're a very yeah. big school. You, your championship the, game's coming. You would throw scholarships at everybody in the course. country. You would now have a whole different team with everybody in the country I'd that start, is I'd bring, in Pey- I'd bring in – I'd enroll Peyton okay. Manning. I'd Eli's the there. Like, you got like, everybody. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> everybody. You know, all like, of a sudden oh, – these, yeah. these guys are all coming back. Take driver's yeah, they're ed. They're all coming back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it is so – I hate when they throw shit like this in – uh, so much nonsense. I, I, I would know, rather Reggie, them Reggie preparatory school. Reggie prep. I would Very rather difficult. them went to him and uh, offered him money to throw the game. Then you'd be in. Then I then yeah. I'd agree. But See, yeah, you hate that. But what I hate is the fact that this book actually makes Jason and Ronnie come off as the biggest dickheads in the world because while well, all this other stuff's going on, 
Ronnie and Jason are fighting who's who's going to get the fuck their friend Tanya first yep. until she and right in front of her until she says, "Guys, I'm gay." I'm gay. What what the hey. hell was that? That need to be in this book. I don't know. There's no reason. God damn it. it well, there's it is the weirdest I guess, thing. I think it was just one of those where they had set up this fight and it was supposed to make them both look freaking short-sighted because really it seemed like if they paper scissor rocked it whoever won was fucking Tanya, no matter what she thought you know what i'm saying they're fighting about it they never (laughs) once asked her uh so yeah it came off and and netflix and chill still means fucking right i guess yes i think so okay because Tanya, netflix came out after i've been in my long ass term relationship so i never got to have that that's more like what uh, you talked about cable it's just like cable back in your day Hey, let's watch Doctor Who season five episode. Oh, one. that is that is your move. That is the <laughs> wow. move. That move has been stymied a little because yeah, I don't think you own that anymore, do you? No, I do not. No, you do not. Uh, I'll tell we you, multi- we got multiplex steel and cold fusion freaking technology, and the military wants to take Firestorm out and uh, kidnap Professor Stein because he, they think that Professor Stein is working with multiplex. Yeah, How I much like that at the end. It this? went through this whole thing, and then it ended. With uh, major force, yeah. And then we. Had I, major thought force. I, st- I thought I thought that was the next issue. I thought it was the. I thought it was metamorphose started. I, now wow. you did complain that there is a lot thrown in that is kind of in line with the old school style and look of it. But boy, there is a lot, and yeah, maybe you get bang for your buck. But uh, I, I guess don't I don't know. I I think he threw in like four of the six issues into this issue. Well, he has six it, issues. The guy had a twelve issue arc in mind, and he's going to get it all done. So he's yeah, going I mean with that, it. that that really may be what happened. It does yeah. seem God sort damn. of like very quickly shunting off Jason Roush, you know, and. Uh, and I was really happy to have him quo. there. Now, I don't yeah. know, because I really I liked the fact that the New 52 started with Jason and Ronnie. And I'm like, okay, this is an awesome combination. They were two people who are the complete opposites, and now they have to work together. It was an awesome dynamic, and now out of nowhere, yep, permanent, bam. Yeah, you don't know. Stein, yeah, that'll that'll end up changing next next issue anyway. Who knows? But, yeah, it seems more like they're trying to get in the Legends of Tomorrow deal anyway, but we'll see. But then the what next one. to that Firestorm chick from, New, from the Future's End? Oh, Firestorm. Oh, no, I'm saying that doesn't matter. It's Future's End. It was uh, Madison Payne, I want to say. Yeah, what happened to her? Anyway. It's nothing. It's, it was Future's End. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's, it's got it wiped away. Yeah. yeah it's gone. Uh, it's gone. Don't ever bring up Future's End again. How dare I'm you? sorry. Never mind. <laughs> now, the next well, issue. No, I, I didn't mind the artwork in this one, though, but I would give it probably a 6.5 out of 10 is what I gave it on the site. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I did read through this quickly, and I would probably give it a 6, 6.5 as well. Yeah, I think but goddamn, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there is. I, li- I like the way they did render uh, the uh, you know Martin Stein and the Jason Roush heads. Yeah, yeah. That's always a tough, tough thing to pull off in the comics, and that, I like the way it was done here. And they seem to like interact with the environment more. But anyway, uh, next book in the uh, anthology was Metamorpho in Two Worlds: One Destiny Part Two: Colon Escape Plan, written yeah. by Aaron Lapresti, art by Aaron Lapresti. Matt Banning, Chris Sotomayor, and Michael Heisler. After busting out of Steinman Stagg's laboratory, Rex, Metamorpho, Mason, and Sapphire Stagg hot-footed to Egypt for some answers about the mysterious Orb of Ra that both bestowed and dampens Rex's transformation powers. They get there and slip the orb back into its Pez dispenser and it zaps them to another barbaric world. Meanwhile, Kenjo Rowe is lurking about trying to make good on a mysterious deal previously made with Steinman Stagg. Yes. 
And yes. pretty much I don't really have a lot to say about no, this. No, I don't either. It really moved by fast. I really like the artwork. A lot. Oh, the artwork's great. I really yeah, I like, like it the too. way. I love the colors. As like him, the colors were were blasting. I mean, this is you know, I'll be honest. If this was a three dollar comic by itself, I'd, I'd be probably you'd be, would in. be get, It'd be okay. You know, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be my you know top favorite comic, but I, I'm, I'm digging this enough. Uh, I don't know. It's like it, we have all the kind of backstory we need going in. I just kind of wish there was more. Like, all of a sudden, we jump in this book, like from last issue. He's already metamorpho. We just get little pieces of flashback where he fills in Sapphire. And I just don't think it's enough because you have this weird-ass character metamorpho that it might everybody might not know about. And it just all ke- seems thrown in all at once at us. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's an aspect of reading, of it being part of an anthology. You know, Maybe. Because you and I go into this, we kind of read two books in succession. Yeah. You know, and it kind of like it kind of becomes like a fucking info dump on us. And and I definitely got that feeling with this and trying to stick Firestorm and Metal Men and that. You just your head will be spinning with all the shit you just read. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, they definitely though they 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 wanted to throw you in well, head first and also into the action head first. Yeah. Any sort of complaints that we have about any of these issues kind of goes into play with why they're all thrown together anyway, because Agreed. they were going to be individual books. So it, yeah. these are all going to have some flaws. And I agree with Eric. I I don't know. I don't know much about Metamorpho. Basically, what I know about Metamorpho was from Convergence. When, and that was not anything to tell me about Metamorpho because he was uh, Rex was not affected until uh, the somewhat, fucking thing went down, and then you know he was happy. He was one of the guys who actually Convergence had like freaking solved all his problems he ever had. Yeah, and he that was, was cured. Yeah, he was cured, and that that was the only real thing that I've ever had any sort of background with uh, with the character. So when I read this, I really don't have any sort of, uh, you know, loyalty to the cat, and I really am not getting much from it, though. The art is incredible. I love it. I think Aaron Lepresti's art is incredible in this. And I even, even it goes with, like, Firestorm, there's so much going on, and even with the art, it's just all thrown at you. Like, it's freaking, boom, you're bombarded. This is very clean, and I yeah. like the panel layout. I like all of it with the art, but yeah, the story, I, and it's weird, because with Rebirth coming, not that this even, in is involved with it but it's like this just seems it just doesn't seem necessary it happens every time now both times i've read it i'm like why am i reading this <laughs> this is not anything <laughs> that i would buy especially the price point anything but just if we weren't doing this podcast i never would have touched this i know reggie you like this and eric loves firestorm so you guys may have jumped in on it anyway uh, but maybe. as i'm reading maybe. i'm just like i don't know i, I have no real care like uh, I say, I probably would read this one comic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'd, I'd have all four of the comics in there. I like the Metal Men too, somewhat, but I, I would definitely this would be the one I would read out of it. If I wasn't doing the podcast though, or the or the site, I probably wouldn't want to spend eight bucks on no four books. You know, yeah. three of them I'd be kind of like not like or be lukewarm about. So this last last time around, uh, when Eric and I reviewed this uh, on the first one, I think we came out. It was three of them were worthwhile. Yeah, yes. and this this one I would go the other way. Three of them are not worthwhile, and this would be the most worthwhile one. Which doesn't it doesn't mean it's an amazing comic, but I no. like I think this is the best of the four. Definitely for me. The thing is, I don't care for Sugar and Spike. I don't know them. I really don't want to read about them. So that one immediately to me is like thrown right out. But every issue to this feels like um, just like a point lower than what we had last issue. So far, in my yeah. Mind, at least. yeah. But the it one problem I have with 
metamorpho besides for the backstory is how easily he starts working his powers. And it almost feels like this should go with Firestorm for the way Firestorm transmutes like properties. And yeah. then uh, Metamorpho does the same thing with his body. There's like a learning curve, though, on that. just seems weird. Like, oh, I'm going to become lighter than air. Well, how, well Sapphire you... has to teach him, though. She, she does. She, she kind of plays a Martin so, style. But she just says, yeah, how about you do this? Well, how yeah. do I do that? Hey, that's, that's all you need. You need a little urging. Hey, you I should guess. do that. I'm like, I'm going to fly. You say you should. I jump out the window. I'm dead. Say. You ball your fists up super tight win. and squeeze your eyes shut we and just win. wish and hope as hard as you might, you can. Yes. But no, and then I your like, finger like... turns to phosphorus. <laughs> I, I like uh, Metamorpho enough, but really, I'm just like, I'm really going into this like, all right, I wish I had a bit, little bit more background. Where's Element Woman at? Since she's already been introduced. Like, uh, you know, where, wh- how are you using your powers so well? And why does this Orb of Rao give you your powers, but then dampen them as well? Yeah, that I don't get. Like, in fact, like, they're, they're holding it on the way to that tube, yeah. on the way to that, that lost pyramid that got found. And it's like, well, this thing dampened your powers, but it was on. You notice that? Like, it has to be. Yeah. So I, I guess they found the off switch. That was all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They took, the, they took the battery out. It was, but the it, book it, it looks fun. great. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It looks, I mean, you know, a lot of what I like about it and the layout is uh, owed to the its look. I think it's a great, you know, Aaron Lepresti does a great job with every aspect of it. Metamorpho looks awesome when he's transforming and when he's sort of like regular, you know, body. Uh, and yeah, I like it. I like that I gave it a 7.5. Um, and I'd say, another, again, a full point to that could be the art. I Eric, think I'd give this yeah. around a 6 out of 10. No, I, know, what I was thinking. I didn't read it enough, but you know, the art I really liked. I, I'm not going to give a score to it just because I, I'd just be pulling something out of my ass. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but then we continue on with uh, another one of yours with uh, Sugar and Spike. Right? That's right. Sugar and Spike in the Island, written by Keith Giffen. Art by Biscus Evely, Ivan Placencia, Tom Napolitano. Superman has hired Sugar and Spike to retrieve some kryptonite he stashed on an island made to look like Superman. And if you think that's stupid, then you're not going to like the toy lady that controls toys who is holding everyone hostage. It's the, in the end, toys, jeez. No, in the end, no one cares what happens, so why bother pretending? <laughs> Agreed. That's I actually about, like the art. I like the art. I the like art the art style. Great in this. Yeah, I like I, the art. I really like the art in this. I don't think it's great for Sugar and Spike. No, no. Uh, but I would like to see this artist on other things. I I, I like it a lot. Uh, almost almost like a, a Vertigo book would be cool too. Yeah, I'm telling you, like a Constantine. I think this would work. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it would. I, uh, I don't I don't have anything to really say about Sugar and Spike. It's a no. really over the top story where I don't like Sugar at all. She just comes off as a bitch the whole time, and that's her shtick. But. I don't know. I, I just go in not liking these characters, and then we get that toy girl as our main nemesis, and what the hell is she about? I don't know anything about her, and she doesn't do anything. And she doesn't seem scary. There's 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 no, no stakes here. You know, it's like, oh, so you're going to send a bunch of lame-ass toys? Is that what's it's, you know? Uh, it's it's a story that's sort of going nowhere slowly, and yeah. uh, as there's a problem with a lot of Keith Giffen stuff in recent years... Is it's meant to be funny and it's just flat out not funny. It's not that the that's an issue. Yeah, we had an good. issue when we started the site and especially the podcast, but even the site we we came in and it, that was when I kind of got in the comics. Really, I'd only been in the comics about a year before we started the site, and that was one of the things me and Eric just used to laugh about and question all that. Like, oh, it's Keith. Oh, it's got to be funny. 
It's Keith Giffen. Yeah. And yeah, yeah well, it, has, it, has be not, hilarious. it has not been hilarious. He has his moments, but it almost seems like, I don't know. Is he, are they trying, like to, is he trying to force eight, shit on us and it's supposed one to be in eight funny? jokes land and yeah. that's not a good ratio. No, you, know, a lot no. of them, uh, you know, a lot of them it's like, oh, the joke is sugar's a bitch. And, yeah. You yeah. Know, like, that's sort or, of that's sort of funny in its way, but not that funny. But again, and, the know. the other joke is, oh, Superman called them, but we've seen this now in the past since June. We got that pretty much in uh, Batmite. We got we've had this yeah. kind of yeah. thing over yeah, and over and over. Even Bizarro had that sort of thing where each issue you'd have another deal, and you, but that's how this all is. And that joke is old now. It is. It's old in what comics we've been reading, and you can't rely on just that and that's really the joke is oh my god superman called them and it's an island like you said an island that looks like superman and they fight a yeah. lady it's like the the island of misfit that's, toys and oh my you know god that, that was the funniest part to me though while they were talking to superman on the video phone and he just kept trying to like say look i was young that was yeah. his whole excuse for everything in this yeah. look i was young that actually made me giggle a little yeah. bit that probably was the funniest part yeah the, their conversation with him no, I'll and, tell you also, uh, as this is going on, every page that I went to, I thought was going to be the last, and it just kept <laughs> going. I, I, what is going on? Well, yeah, well, well she, she defeats, Sugar defeats the toy, the toy lady's emissary or whatever, they, the yeah. head toy that's holding them hostage, and then it keeps going. Then yeah, she I thought to, that was going to be the end. Like, yeah, that, and yeah, then we have to get, you know, you have to finish the story, but by then I was, oh, boy, forget this. Now, Reggie, I don't know if I missed something while reading this one. But they go into this place where this kryptonite and a bunch of other shit is being stored, and it's I guess it's just in a box, but they never open it. Do you think this is a, they actually got the kryptonite? Because what, how do they know this box contains the kryptonite, this small-ass box? That's a very good question. There's nothing except that uh, maybe it's under the kryptonite light. Is that what that is? I, you know, I have no idea. There's no a ton idea of either. shit in this room. There's like Yeah, and it, like, as far as I know, they just left the door wide open when they left. Yeah. Yeah. And she even, well, they, they even call it out. He, uh, Spike's like, do you think this is it? Yep, I guess it is. There's the box, you know. <laughs> hey, Krypton's very far away. Let's just go. Like, I did whatever. not like this issue at all. No, I think that no. we're going to have this over and over again when this book comes out, that Sugar and Spike is, is definitely the the you know missing deal. In the, yeah, if this – really, I, I'm going to ask you now. Of all these, if they did release them, like they said, on their own, by issue, next issue, issue three, what do you think Sugar and Spike would be selling? Because I think it'd be in the 6,000s. I don't think anybody would oh, buy it. Oh, I, I don't think it would have. I think it would have been lucky to have hit 20,000 on the first issue. So yeah, it would right. be low. It'd it would four be to five, so six. low. So that, that, this is one but of I, those I where... gave this a 6.5 out of 10, but a lot of it, again, I'm like a broken record this time around. But this this time, truly, the art sold everything on this yeah. book you know if, yeah. the, if this was if this was other art i would have given this a four i'd give it a that's four what, anyway that's what i'd give it a four as yeah well. i give it a four and it's almost all art 3.5 of that's art i really don't care for the characters like you said that i like to call her sugar but sugar she's a bitch oh. hey, sugar. It, it doesn't make me all laugh right. and this is the book i thought it, i thought jim was racist hey sugar Eric just turned it up into the notch <laughs> if like, you, I, i'm this i'm just southern what's wrong with you if you're, you're not so, if you're not you're laughing while you're reading you this then it's it's out <laughs> and i did not laugh did you laugh That's at right. all during this dirty cage and eric <laughs> I didn't laugh one bit. It's just not funny. That's no. uh, that's it. Uh, the con- you know, I, if you really if you really want to extrapolate on what might be, the conceit isn't so bad. You know, like the idea of two 
people in the DCU yeah. doing, you know, the odd jobs for I'm superheroes, but it's just not, it's not working. I would have if liked it more to be investigating things. Like they would find out, like, yeah. yeah, that's what it seemed. But that instead they're awesome. just like, they're just like uh, hired, not goons. They're like, not, what are they? Go grab me things, people. Like I don't know what you call the that. the secret truths of the DCU. Yeah, I would have liked that. I would have liked them to, like, even if um, the one issue, it was actually the Riddler hiring them to go find out something about Batman. Like it, But goofy things. Or yeah. they just, on their own, and the, the joke would be that nobody really wants them to investigate things. <laughs> they, they think they need to. Something like that, and yeah. there they go, and everybody like, and then when the case is solved, nobody cares because yeah. they nobody wanted them to do it anyway, and stuff Stick like that. Their nose into people's business, yeah, yeah something a real, like that. that. Like a lot of and through the whole out. thing, you have it where the say they're oh, we got to find this for Batman. When they talk to Batman, eventually he doesn't want any parts of it. What are you talking about? Get out of here. That, that's kind of funny to me. This is just why Superman would call these fucking assholes yeah. to do this anyway. I mean, that, that's just, that, that's that's point number. One, why would he call them he to do wouldn't. this? He wouldn't. There's a <laughs> bunch of people Superman. he can. Where's yeah. my best friend, Batman? Yeah, Batman. Uh, uh, Damien. I could, you could go down a list of people who could go get his kryptonite from this island and could just go in and grab it. He could get six-pack from Section 8. Yeah, really. Damn right. I'd They're buddies, him. you know. There you go. There's the other book I was trying to think of that had that same thing. Yeah. Each month, like, you'd get another yeah. thing. And that was funny because that had the angle of being just awful and perverted yeah. and disgusting. But that was the angle. It had its own inherent strengths. Yeah, you it know, had its own angle. People. This doesn't really have an angle. There's no reason for it. But yeah, That's then, the thing. I am worn out of this concept at this point. If this came out instead of Batmite yeah. in June, I think it would have been a bit yeah, better. That, but it might have been. Next issue, we would have been worn out but, of it for already, too. But, yeah, yeah. but they, that's the whole joke of this, and we've already seen it a bunch of times. And it's yeah. not funny. So, the last Harley's one, Harley's Little Black Book. Yeah, yeah, there you go again. And they just keep pushing it on us. But the last one is your issue, At least uh, that comes out issue, four times right? a year. Yeah, anyway. that does. That only yes. comes out a couple. But Metal Men, Eric, you were big on that first issue. I'm telling you, if the... If this book came out like individually, th- this is what I would want: is Metal Men and Firestorm. I was so pumped to get a Metal Men six issue mini. This issue, like where Firestorm put too much in, this didn't put enough in, yeah. because all we do is have uh, Doctor Will Magnus go and rescue the Metal Men before they're to be decommissioned the next day. Puts on a s- silly disguise, gets them out, and then we go to Robot Man's house to hide out. And that's cool go. because I actually love Robot Man, the Doom Patrol. I like mm. the idea of getting them to do more stuff in the DCU. It's just all we have is cameos for this issue. That's all you're playing with here. Yeah, because even I the hope Metal Men don't Doom really Patrol do anything. Yeah, hopefully. But I doubt it because freaking – and it all has to be robot-based too because we get Robot Man. And then at the end of the issue, uh, Nameless Red is all tornado. pissed off. Yeah, Nameless is all pissed off because the freaking military doesn't know where the metal men are. That's all he wants, so he's going to create more havoc. And he re freaking uh, pro- does uh, Dr. Tio Morrow's Cyclone project, which turns out to be Red Tornado, which is great because this is the first introduction of Red Ooh, Tornado la, in the. La. And the Ooh, DC, and the DC too. Ooh, Red Tornado. That's like Bologna. I want to have a Bologna <laughs> sandwich, Eric. Nobody knows what you're talking about yet. Yeah, they will next week. Bologna. Ooh, the uh, tornado. You say tornado. I, is it weird that I uh, actually find Robot Man very sexy? I th- these yes. robots really get me, I think. I, th- I, I tell you, you robots, robots. I must. I wouldn't mind exploring that a little bit with yes, you, Jim. Why, what be. is it about Boy, I don't know Man. why they have to make him so muscular as a robot. How many times have you There's watched no Metropolis? None. 
There's okay. no reason for them to have him so muscular and sexy, is there? He's a little uh, like Billy <laughs> Sabalos there, robot man. I love that he's wearing boots. I think, I like I know, the shirt. I know Maybe it's the unbuttoned before, shirt. Like, what is the point? Yeah, I don't. The unbuttoned shirt to... must do it to me. That these robots. Why do they do that? Why is he wearing a shirt? Why is he got pants? He does on? look very Mediterranean. Yes, he does. It's very <laughs> weird. Tony, <laughs> though, fucking. Besides for the fact that not much goes in this, the biggest problem I had with the book is Doctor Lace and the General because they seem to love Doctor Freaking Magnus and then hate him like. Back and forth all the time, and I don't understand what's going on with them. They really I mean, talk him up, and then all of a sudden, yeah, fucking guy doesn't get his toy. He's gonna go cry about it. I'm like, what the hell just happened? I you just changed so, change gears. So you have you have soured a little on this book because last issue you were really big oh, on it. Lot, immediately. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're done. Uh, and again, you have to remember that when they were writing these, of course, the first issue was really going to come out of the gates hard. I think that the rest yeah, of these, and this is what's going to happen until that sixth issue, and maybe the sixth issue will kick ass. Besides Sugar and Spike, because that'll just be yet another one-off issue. But maybe <laughs> that's what it's going to be. Now yeah. we're going to have a c- couple lame issues uh, off until a big finale. But yeah, there, we'll see, again, like, there's we'll a reason like, why these things were put together and not put out as regular books. And after that first issue, I think even myself even thought, like, oh, my God, you know what? That's Firestorm. That, that could have been its own book. That could have came out. Not realizing that these fucking guys at DC have read every issue. So it yeah. might not be yeah. that first issue that they're like, ooh, that's not good. It's the whole series. And, yeah, these things are uh, – I think that we're going to end up finding out that, yeah, they wouldn't have survived on their own. Plus, the DC at great, that though. point when this was going to come out, DC was a little afraid of everything because shit was going down anyway. But, but they're yeah, not going like the to survive as, a, as an anthology either. No. either you know? no, I mean, I they're just, it's just going to be – a bigger loss, I think. Exactly. The and not, not to mention, we talked about it last time and before this came out, the whole fucking calling this Legends of Tomorrow is the biggest bullshit you ever saw in your life. It's, <laughs> no, it's like, there's nothing at all to do with the no, television and show. I actually... anyone, anyone picking it up that's a fan of the television show is probably so pissed off they'll never read another fucking now, comic. If you, if you were reviewing this and you came into this, this issue, number two, and yeah. you were going to review it, would you admit in your review... That you had bought this thinking it was on the TV and were mad? Or would you just kind of like, eh, and kind of give a warning? Because I did read a review of one of them. I think it was this issue. But somebody wrote a review, and they were like, the whole review was bitching that it wasn't about the TV show. That <laughs> was the whole Didn't review. Did they look at the cover? I don't know. That's I mean, what I'm if, saying. If, I don't think I did. If I genuinely then. thought it was, although flipping I, through it, yeah. you could kind of. But I mean, you see Firestorm and you may be like, I know, I know. I know. I Metamorphos know. on this yeah, cover. It was so funny. I'm reading this and the whole review is like, I don't understand what's going on. Where are my. The people, where's Captain Cold? And that. It's one <laughs> thing to warn people, hey, if you. Like a little blurb at the beginning, like, hey, if you think that, that this is about the TV show, it isn't. And I really blame DC about it. Boy, this guy went on and on the whole time. Well, it's, yeah. like when, it's like when Manship bought that Dark Side War special. Yeah, which he, just, he, it was old Dark Side. And he sent me, and I'm like, nope, you got an old comic there, buddy. That is the greatest hits of Dark Side. They fucked yeah. you. And he was pissed. And it happened yeah. to me earlier that they, they do set things up. I, they can say all they want. They called it that to fucking get a couple extra bucks yeah, before right. people. Oh, that, of course. That's like faking the funk, though. You, people are going to get more angry at you in the long run, and it's not worth the five. You know, the five people are going to buy it thinking because yeah, you I go say. and see the cover and you're like Met- metamorpho. <laughs> Wait a minute, I watched that show. <laughs> just imagine, uh, just imagine little Spike. Eric Shea. 
Yeah. Little okay. Eric Shea. Let's say Little Eric Shea was a huge fan of the TV Legends show? of Tomorrow TV show. I don't think he would be, but I think no, he, you know, let's imagine that he would. I don't know. Big Eric Shea likes it enough. Yeah, I, I, I think I think you would like it, but anyway, so Little Eric Shea is a big fan, goes to the comic store. He, he doesn't have a lot of money. We know that. Nope. He, has, he can't go around buying whatever comic he feels no. like, but he decides he's going to go plunk down eight bucks to read eight a comic. Bucks, which that's really related. means... That uh, he's probably putting that's three others week. aside. That's, that's, yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's the whole that's week. Every... That might be the whole month for little Eric Shea. That <laughs> yeah, motherfucking hey, urchin was a fucking poor ass motherfucker. <laughs> you know what? You're actually not far from the truth because I would only go to the comic book shop once a month. Once a month, that would be your only issue. Instead of well, like four it, issues, you know? you'd get that and a pack of hubba so bubba. Off you go. Fucking pissed off. And I, and I wouldn't blame little little Eric Shea. One bit for being mad. Oh, actually, God, little I, Eric Shea might have got it and actually loved it and just looked at it yeah, over no, and over again. No, I, I believe little yeah, Eric Shea would have bought yeah. it. He would have you. Little Eric Shea would have bought it and convinced himself that he liked yes, it and looked at exactly. it until he decided. Yeah, then you would talk to Big Eric Shea now, and Big Eric Shea would be pissed off that he got fucked as little Eric Shea. Because I've realized in my adulthood that I loved a lot of shit that sucked as a kid. Yeah, but uh, we talked about this, and this would come up in a Just for the Hell of It or something like that, where that happened to me a lot with video games. So I'd get an Atari game, or even, you know, I got the Sega fucking Master System uh, (laughs) instead of the the (laughs) Nintendo, because everybody had Nintendo. I thought I was smarter than everyone, which I was not. And I got, (laughs) I can, I tried to convince Alex myself over and over. When you put that money down, especially when you don't have much money, you, you really try. You don't want to admit you're an idiot. You don't want to admit that something sucks. And, yeah, you get games that are the worst that you'll just try to play through. And, that yeah, I think little Eric Shea would have oh, read this you're right. and convinced he would. himself. He, he would convince himself that he had the secret story to yes, Legends yes, of Tomorrow. Yes, we all did. grew up in a day where there was not a lot of superhero-like entertainment besides for comic books. So yeah. I watched Mantis when that was on television yep, because Mantis. he was a superhero. It's a terrible ass show, but I watched it every week because it was the only superhero TV show I was getting at that yep. point. For Christ's sake, yeah. I watched every episode of Sliders. Right there shows. Oh, yes, right every there shows one. you freaking how much of an idiot. Now what? Now what if you went to the comic store and you saw a Mantis comic and you bought, you grabbed it, bought it off the rack, brought it home, and it was a fucking sugar and spike. It was yes. inside. <laughs> <laughs> it was about a praying mantis that sugar and spike were shot, not a a black guy in a fucking suit. That's a that freaking yeah, Mantis. It was, it was mantis. I watched Mantis. I would sugar and spike. I watched two episodes of Mantis, if I remember, and that probably was half of the fucking series, right? I, I think it lasted maybe it nine episodes. Yeah, I watched the first two, and it became a big joke with my friends of like uh, the mo- the worst show ever. And we, yeah. oh, what is that, Mantis? And, and then Cleopatra 2021 came no, out. I'm telling you, if Homeboys in Outer Space I watched, I loved it. I, I didn't mind that, but I didn't like Manus. I don't I even think like it was Cleopatra 2021. I don't even remember yeah, what the hell the thing was called anymore. Uh, what? Wasn't that part of the whole, like, uh, oh, what the hell U- are those shows? UPN yeah. Saturday? Yeah, they had a whole bunch of uh, Jake, oh, God, I can't remember all these shows. Jake and the Fat Jack Man? Jack of All Trades yep. or something like this? I don't remember. That Jack of All Trades, yeah, another Bruce Jack Campbell Beach. joint, yeah. yeah. Nice. Terrible. But no, I I would give Metal Man a 6 out of 10. The story wasn't there, but you do get the Metal Man looking great. You get Robot Man, and you get the introduction of the normal Red Tornado in the New 52 DCU era. I'd probably give it a 6. What That's would you what give I'm it, saying. Yeah. What would Me? you give it, Reggie? Yeah. Actually, right, no, I'm ch- I, I meant to say 5. I was listening to you. I, I put in my notes a 5. I, the art was good. I just I th- there's you. a lot of the, well, there's a lot of these things in here. I just don't have enough a connection, and this is not getting me to want a connection. So I go. Yeah, yeah I know this would probably stun you, but I I love the metal man. Yeah. from 
back to the uh, 60s even. Yeah, that that does not shock me one bit. I know. Yeah. This isn't, uh, you know, that jam-packed with uh, Metal Man greatness, except for Mercury being his usual stupid self. But uh, You know what? Mercury is the only metal that is liquid in normal temperature. Did you know that? That's literally the only thing I know. (laughs) No, no, actually, the best thing about the Metal Man in this one is when they go to Robot Man's house. And Robot Man says, all right, I'll help you, but keep this thing away from me looking at tin. I laugh my ass off yeah. at that. <laughs> my poor fucking tin. Tin. So what did He's you guys, right. what was the overall score that you gave the book on the site? Do you guys remember? 6.5 out of 6. 10. 6.5. That's pretty good. And if you, we, we talked about this last time. If you enjoy two of the stories, then you know what? It's kind of worth it. And then you get a, two others to look at. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, this one though, I really, you know, it's it's pushing it. It really is, and I don't it was, think it was like Eric said. This was definitely a notch down from the first yeah. one, and the first one wasn't like, you know, mind blowing greatness to begin yeah. with. So now, where you... we weren't starting from yeah. a, a ten ten. No, Eric, score. do you remember how? What did it sell? The fr- wasn't it like twenty two thousand something like that? Something like that. And we were That's like, holy right. moly, the first issue, oh, it's, it's that bad. But it is. Cool. It's very, I guess, twenty two. It's kind of a hit at the at eight dollars. That's yeah. you know what I'm saying. That's that's like sixty to seventy of a normal you know the, of the I price mean, you gotta deal. Think, you got to think the back end. You know the for paying the freelancers, doing the editing. That all costs the same. That's four comics. Well, they don't pay them shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, so they what they did is they saved a little bit on printing and binding costs, yeah. but not that much. You know, no. it, that probably justifies them dropping the. In a buck over. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. It's almost bucks, three so. issues price, but yeah. yeah, it's under that by a buck. But you know, so you... I have a feeling this is uh, this has become an albatross. You know, I, I think they they needed to push out more because twenty thousand didn't didn't Didio say that was breaking well, even? But here's the deal: twenty thousand oh, at eight bucks is twenty thousand yeah, times two point three or whatever it would end up but being. It's like, Go look at it like it's five thousand. But to yeah, yeah, it's 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 <laughs> terrible know? though. It is bad. But yeah, in the long run, I bet you that if they break even or slightly oh, under, they'll uh, be Legends happy. Tomorrow number one made eighteen thousand. Yeah, it's a bomb. Uh, <laughs> this issue will probably sell twelve, and now then it'll go to the eights, and nobody likes it. All right. Yeah, I said made. I'm saying sold eighteen thousand copies. Estimated. Yeah, and that's estimated. Who knows? I, I guess it's because of a number one. They probably did allow returns. Boy, a lot it's of nice. lot are heading back. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we're gonna go off now to flash reviews. We're gonna talk about a couple other books that I don't like. Ah! All right, flash reviews, and we have three oh. books. Flash reviews. We have three. <laughs> I do not have any of those because my books are always the most important ones of oh, the podcast. For sure. So we're going to start with you, Reggie. <laughs> All right. Well, we got uh, Harley's Little Black Book number three, written by Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, art by Joseph Michael Lindsner, and colors by Hi-Fi. Three ghosts visit Harley Quinn one quiet evening. But not the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, but the ghosts of circus sideshows and carny sluts. Luckily, Zantana is on hand to visit the afterlife with Harley and make a deal with a demon that turns out poorly for him. Also featuring a B-plot about that bunch of London-based super losers that no one gives a shit about. (laughs) That sounds awesome. I gave it an 8 out of 10. It was was actually alright. Of all the Harley books, the black books have proven to be the best. I appreciate that you put a picture of Zatanna in her bra in your review. Oh, really yeah. appreciate it. That is good the stuff. The art, 
again, also, it's like a, it's, you, you hear it every time, but where Palmiotti and Connor are, great art about. Great art follows. I saw that yeah. uh, Connor, Amanda Connor is up for an Eisner for cover art, uh, which I would think was from a lot of these, but she does do a lot of covers. Sure. Uh, but yeah, then we're going to move on with uh, Eric's books. Robin, son of Batman, number 11, where I did not do any credits because I don't do that for Flash Reviews. The Year of Blood story continues, and I don't know if it's because I haven't been following this title very closely, except for Flash Review purposes, but this feel of this book has become very cartoony from the artwork to Damien's dialogue. Seems to be a parody of form- his former self. I don't have no idea what I wrote here. This issue offers us a big-ass battle between the populace of Gorilla City, Damien, Goliath, Maya... Talia al Ghul in the League of Assassins, and even Batman against the Luin Darga, who plan on conquering the world or some such nonsense. All of this, and it loses the opportunity to give us the moment of feels that we've been waiting for when Damien is finally reconnected with his dead father. Well, not so dead father. Yeah. 4.5 wow. out of 10. 4.5. Holy moly. Yeah. Gorilla you, City, though. Wow. That's and another I, book. They that... don't use it, though. I'm telling you, it's just there. And all the gorillas do is chant battle cries before getting mowed down. Really? You have nothing going on with Gorilla City except for it just happens to be there. I was Lame. so disappointed in that. Oh, jeez. All right. And yeah. I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, this is the first opportunity that Damien knows that Batman is back, and we don't have to deal with it because we go right back into a battle. Oh, that's it's fucking nonsense. All right. And then the last one, Eric, is a book you love. Oh, my God. Dr. Fate number 11. No credits needed. This book is just ridiculous, and I can't wait for it to end. The art is cartoony beyond belief, but this this is nothing new to the series, and something else that isn't new, the dialogue and plot are just terrible. Here, Dr. Fate winds up in Egypt for some reason, that's never explained, and fights Great Caesar's Ghost. It was just so bad. Perry there. Did he really Great fight Caesar's Great Caesar's Ghost? ghost. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Perry White was like yeah, Perry, Perry was is... loving it. Uh, did because... I ever? I talked about it before, Reggie. Did you ever see that Superman, the old Superman show, the black and white show, where yeah, Perry yeah, sure. Perry actually says Great Caesar's ghost for the amount of time, almost like Beetlejuice, where Great yeah. Caesar's ghost appears, and it's I something actually... like ten thousand times. Or whatever it was. Did you see it, Eric, then? Because I no, saw it. No, I it. didn't. You it told so me all good. about it, though. I want to watch it But the it thing again. is, while reading this issue, I actually thought that was going to be the explanation. It would have been But it, it turns hilarious. out that this, this Egyptian general had this magical dagger that I guess killed Caesar, that he was using it to control Caesar in the afterlife. And the thing is, we were magically transported from New York to Egypt from this issue, last issue to this one. And somehow the general made his way to Egypt on a plane in that time. Oh, he, he just took a plane. I'm guessing because there's no other explanation. So ridiculous. Three are, out of ten. There are people. Three who, out of yeah, ten. That, that's it might have been. It might have been that demon from the coming of the Superman. He can like transport that's people true. to Egypt he can, whenever just the fuck wherever he wants. he wants to go. I, whatever. I actually saw. Uh, I forget what site was talking about. Like the oh the the comics that we're gonna miss and oh the and they threw this one in as well. Double I know. Fate. Um, what are you talking it is garbage. about? Yeah, I have not liked it at all. I, I have thought it very hokey. And it's one of those where, when we talked about Poison Ivy even, I can't get behind this Dr. Fate. He's just not that good a superhero. And what oh. happens is, this, yeah, it's great that he's a, uh, a POC, as they say. But yeah. it, why not make him good? Why not make him somebody who I want to get behind and say, boy, he is a superhero. He's fighting this and that. No, the, he's the worst. He just fucks up By constantly. now, he should definitely have had his yeah. you know, his opening arc where he learns to be a hero. It's okay yeah, to kind of yeah, fumble around in the beginning and then learn. You a couple issues. Yeah. Uh, You're still yeah. dealing with that. Yeah. Still I know. It sounds like it's still there. Until the end. 
the conceit of it soon. being, you know, an actual Middle Eastern guy who goes to med school who's a real, you know, it's a real doctor, real Egypt. Oh, yeah. No, okay. his dad well, was a doctor who couldn't be transfer. expelled. Yeah. I would say saying that he's not going to be get his doctorate. But oh, even well. with the whole thing, so. he seems like he should be a smart. I don't know. You get into med school, you got to be a smart fella. And yeah, no, I know, I know a stripper who got into med school, yeah, and she was the dumbest person I've ever met. I don't know what the fuck med school she was going to. The way they're playing Dr. Fade <laughs> out, it's a pretty prestigious med school he's getting into. <laughs> and I think that just the fact that he becomes Dr. Fade, he knows, why isn't he researching this? Why doesn't he look up? There's the internet. He probably can find something. And yeah, well, he yeah. keeps just asking Naboo it. inside the helmet. Yeah, who that's gives all he him keeps no idea. Gives him just nothing. But by <laughs> then, I would be like, I'm done. I'm going to find shit out myself. The weirdest part in this book, though, that I can't really fully grasp is that we have all this inner monologue with Khalid, but then when he actually talks, he sounds like Dr. Fate, and I don't know if, if he's actually saying this or not, or he's saying something really generic and the helmet's translating the helmet's to make it sound epic. Yeah. It's very odd because he does not talk like this any other time except for when he's you know, smiting some ghost out of nowhere. Yeah, well, he likes smiting. Uh, when he's not smiting ghosts out of nowhere, he's making buildings blow up and planes crash. So I'd rather sure him smite ghosts. But yeah, that, that is Flash Reviews. And um, we'll be back with the rest of the podcast. Claw. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, yeah, we're back, Eric. Oh my god! I got a fucking, I got a cramp in my hand. I got so the claw. We're back. I got the claw. I was telling you, all of a sudden it hit me. I'm fucking, you screamed like a little girl. I, I was. So I'm looking at all these other freaking people's reviews. They drive me nuts. Drive <laughs> me nuts. People with their three cents reviews and uh, uh, this one guy writes these reviews. Uh, uh, can't be a review. Well, these reviews are like here. Titans hunt. I'll, I'll even tell you. Titans hunt. Snacks and hill. We see the Titans getting closer to be a team, but will they all survive? We won't know. Eight out of ten. That's the review. There is no review. That's like my review for Star Wars uh, Force Awakens. We find out. We see Rey, but is she who we think she is? Eight out of ten. Let's go. Like I said, we'll start with Titans Hunt. I keep wanting to call it Teen Titans. Titans Hunt number seven, written by Dan Abnett with art by Paulo Sequeira, Hi-Fi, and Carlos M. Mangual. Hey, you know that big mystery that we spent all this time wondering about in this book? Yes, I do. I do know this mystery, yes. Well, you won't get any of that here. Oh, damn it. Instead, our issue is all about our Titans fighting experimental combat chassis strike droids from Diablo. Yeah. Eventually, though, we get Nightwing down to Troy and Aqualad climbing the stairs of Mr. Twister's Dark Tower. But that's about it, Jim. But you know what, Eric? There's others less that are causing trouble. Whatever they say at that one point. That's like the big line. This issue is ridiculous after everything we've been through in this series. Fucking. I I did not enjoy it. And I even said in my notes, I'm I'm reading this tonight before we did the podcast. I'm getting ready, getting my shit ready. And the only thing that was going through my mind is... This is a very – this is like a linchpin book for Rebirth. They have said yeah, all along that this is right in the Rebirth, that the, you got to read this, you got to do this. First off, it doesn't sell shit. It's like 18,000. No. So only 18,000 people, including me and you, are <laughs> going to know what the fuck's going on. And don't give me any of this bullshit. Jeff Johns is not writing a Rebirth number one issue that's going to tie into anything that you're going to need to read. He's not that dumb. 
and DC isn't either. This Rebirth number one, yes, these characters will be in it, but everything's going to be explained. And boy, this book, it started out, and I really liked the first issue. You didn't. You started liking it a little more. That like it was almost like the second issue. I didn't like that because. Yeah. And then since then, we both agreed that it's been well, a bunch of shit. The thing it, is, I was trying to get into it. Like we, I had all these issues with the timeline, the continuity, yeah, yeah. and I was trying You've to give up on that, right? But then they kept throwing yeah. it at me. I'm like, you just contradicted and even yourself, then we, motherfuckers. Even at the we were like, I said, I think it's the multiverse bleeding over. And you're like, no, I think that it's this. And I wanted to think that they had just forgotten. And to me, that always <laughs> seemed like nonsense because other people would have remembered the, this whole thing unless you explain it, which maybe that's what Rebirth will do where they say it leads into it. it's going to tell you why something like this could have happened and why this five-year business wasn't really what it was and all this stuff that's fine and dandy but oh, so that's not what i want for be? rebirth because that's for that to me that's them explaining the fuck-ups they did before i just want to exactly. get something new fucking honestly what i wanted this series to be is the teen titans we left from convergence that somehow got transported to the other world i i actually wanted it that what happened with that that, that teen titans they're looking up at the star She's a fucking Jericho yeah. playing it's a like fucking <laughs> painting. Here's a painting. I wouldn't even mind it if they said that because of that convergence on these characters, that these characters, like everything bled in. And if you would have yeah. gotten like all of a sudden they remembered and Jericho showed up and they knew him. But that yeah. wouldn't have made sense for this Nightwing. But that Nightwing, it did. And they were all coming together. At, you know, you had a Nightwing where – he was like torn between three different memories, something like this. Yeah. Uh, but no, you're getting whatever's happening. But the problem with me is not even what you could say. Oh, but Jim, this is what's going on. What the problem is, is I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't care. I, I have, I, my patience is gone and I'm really not interested. These characters, I love, love yeah. Nightwing. That Nightwing and Dick Grayson Nightwing is my favorite character. That is my favorite character in comics. I could care less. I don't care because we're not doing anything. Yeah, they've been going to this fucking tower forever, and then they're going, I think we build it. You know what? I think you're right. And, they, and I'm like, what? what? I'm like, what is going on? I don't care. I really no. don't care because I'm telling I know you though, this up until issue... then, have you gotten any sort of, has there been a time where you're like, boy, that payoff was worth it? There's no. no payoff. There's well, I'm nothing. telling you, we've been dealing with this fucking mystery where they've only been like handing out a little sliver of information mm. that sometimes contradicts itself. Yeah, it does. And, sometimes- and here we put it on hold completely to deal with Diablo, yeah, and Diablo who we and- just found out about last and issue, yeah, really. Just found out. Now, the big thing that, again, some of these things where you could tell me, you know what, this is what's happening. Oh, you know what, that could be interesting, but it isn't because nope. it's nothing set up well and you're just getting it, but... The fact that we get the idea that Diablo is always around to stop Mr. Twister. And the problem is, is you have, you have plan A and plan B, where the guy says, where plan A is to stop Mr. Twister well, they're not before even he has to, to do these. But the, problem, the thing that I find interesting is that Lilith actually called them in. Lilith saw Mr. Twister happening and called Diablo in. Yeah, these are, these are specialists. Yeah, and, and then, unfortunately, like, fucking troubleshooting. Though, it's, it's too late. Plan B is to kill all of them because that's how he's getting his powers. Yeah. But even it's that, honestly I'm a like, good plan. really, I do like that. But the problem is, what do you know right now? I'm not saying, like, going into this. Well, Mr. Twister, well, what's his plan? What do you know about him? I don't know shit about him. No, except especially that this goddamn demonic the force of Mr. Twister. bad guy. Yeah. He's supposed to be the bad guy, but I don't know what he's going to uh, – yeah, maybe he'll destroy the world. But really, well, I'm not – there's nothing to it that I'm thinking that 
It's going to happen. And what happens in this where he goes and Harold has been forced to sing the song, baby. Sing his little heart out, baby. And to draw them in, they see him. He looks like a shambles, Eric. Oh, my God. But do you care? Singing really really takes it out of you. No, I don't give a fuck about Harold. Would you have cared if this would have been in We Are Robin and that was uh, fucking What's the Girl Works in the Diner? Fucking Izzy. Izzy. If this was in uh, We Are Robin and something around this story happened and you went in and Izzy was that, you would care. Because you are invested in the character and you care for her. Uh, Dan Abnett has not set up any reason why I care. It's almost like he's taking for granted that you would care about him just because they were characters before. I don't care. I could care less. I see Harold. I'm like, first off, I, I get mad because he's the one that's drawing him in. But really, I don't care. I sit here. I'm like a fucking psycho killer. I have no fucking <laughs> any sort of caring at all. I have no empathy for these characters. I don't care. I, I, if they all die, I don't know. Who cares? Well, I'm telling you, when we ended the last issue, I thought we we're going to have a new dynamic to the story because we had Neil Richards, who's Mad Mod, and then we saw the other Diablo people yeah, been yeah. called in to take care of them, and there seemed to be old Teen Titan characters like uh, Ding Dong Daddy Ding and Honey Bunny. But yeah, no, they're, they're fucking And then here they transform into, what the hell were they? Experimental combat chassis strike droids, but they're in disguise to actual agents of Diablo, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think. I know that at one point Why? I was hoping that Ding Dong Daddy, who we thought was, I thought he was going to transform from a milk truck into an ice cream truck. You shut your goddamn mouth. Don't talk about Transformers. Uh, but even the point where you're getting the idea there, here we go. There's Dick Grayson. He's Nightwing. He's in his deal, but he's, he's in Spiral. And they even throw in there, this is a spiral. Huh, oh that God. sounds familiar. Yeah, it sounds familiar because you have a fucking job with them. That You are not a different character. You are in this universe. You are Dick Grayson. Uh, it just it, everything, this whole thing is so separated from anything else that is happening where they try to tie it in. They tried to tie it in the goddamn fucking Red Hood and the Outlaws, the Red Hood and Arsenal, where he's yeah. like, huh, this is just like what those dreams I was having before. When I No, don't try to force it in because this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It- so we have our heroes at Lilith's fucking addiction center. They take out these two combat chassis strike droids. Yep. Yeah, and we had we ended on a, like a weary like a cliff a good cliffhanger last issue too where Bumblebee was you know had a gun pointed to her face from Neil Richards mm-hmm. and it seemed like oh shit she's gonna I be in some trouble Neil Richards and name. honestly then she has superpowers this issue and takes yeah. him out out of nowhere yeah. and uh, that's all we deal with again and with that section I didn't mind that might be my favorite part and again why does the hipster guy why does he look like Shaggy and that's gonna be apocalypse all these guys that's what, that's what all hipsters like look like man it must be but yeah he explains the whole thing where. Yeah, you know what? We have two options. I didn't mind that. And I don't mind where out of nowhere that, when, you know, she's Bumblebee. We know this. Yeah. I like that under duress, she, her powers come. She doesn't know about them. I, I don't mind that. I don't mind if that's how this whole thing is. And then next thing, she looks at her hands and drops the gunner. She's now exactly. she's Jason Bourne. But yeah. it's a little late for this. It's, you know, what are we going to do? For one, two issues, we're going to get, it's one more issue, right? Because yeah, then it, Rebirth, so what, what Bumblebee? She's going to save I'm, them? I don't care. All, I'm saying that all we have is a big-ass battle with these fucking Diablo robots you don't give a fuck about, and you don't even have your characters really have teamwork to take care of this. It is more brute force no, than anything else that destroys these robots. We're end up that next issue... They become a team, Eric. That would be that's oh, gonna be my God. generic review for now. Finally we get to see a team, but where's this team headed? <laughs> Something tells me there might be a rebirth. 
And then our issue just ends with fucking Nightwing, Donna Troy, and Garth wow. walking up the spiral staircase to see a fucking ragged fucking oh uh, Harold, and, and then Mr. Twister's it's behind funny them. It's because I'm, I'm reading this, and I sent you, because a big to-do was when people saw the Titans book, uh, Rebirth Titans, uh, there's no mention of Narc, there's no Hawk and Dove, which that, that's not shocking. Uh, yeah. But Harold's not mentioned. There's a couple, and I said, boy, I wrote to you. Yeah, I can see why Harold's not you mentioned. You out these fucking terrible characters nobody gives a uh, shit about. Harold, yeah, and that's the problem is I don't care about them now. Yeah. And, yeah, even the fact, like, um, Aqualad, uh, you care about him in this book. He's no. do- done nothing. He's done nothing. The, nobody's done anything. Uh, What's Gnark done? Gnark, well, it's a fucking yeah, war him, paint and broke out Roy. That's Roy it. has probably done the most because at least we know he, like, traveled the country. And he's kind of the, the thing with Lilith and getting in that. But this whole issue yeah, is like, you got that connection. hey, Roy, can you, can you, uh, you forgive me? I'm the one to call. And they say, yeah, I forgive you. Oh, man, can you forgive me? And then they, like, fight these goddamn Transformers. And, yeah, there's Hawk and Dove, which I see now. Hawk and Dove are getting slaughtered next issue, I believe. Because, yeah, they're throwing themselves out in the fray. But even then, they're like, hey, but we're not helping that. Yeah, but we're not the only ones. I'm Really, this is going to be all forced. It's so stupid. And yeah, next issue, they're all going to come together. But even that, you see Roy, like, who are the other ones? But it's Dick Grayson. Wait a minute. I know Dick. We, we've yeah. hung out before. It, it just My boy Jaybird, he was part yeah. of his freaking, you know. It doesn't, you know what I'm saying? It does not seem like, uh, it seems like such a disconnected book. And, it does. And I don't care. And I, I really did have hopes for it and said that, boy, so I, Dan Abnett is going to give us, like, this was one of those it. where it's almost like Dan Abnett is trying to give you a story like Martian Manhunter where it's very very odd and off the wall and mysterious, but there is payoff to that. And there's characters you care about. So even when there is a payoff, you still like the character. Mr. Biscuits, the guy dying, people are crying over that because he was built up to be a great character. There's no character in this book that's like it. I see Harold. I could give sh- uh, two shits. The I can't guy, wait to see the that. The guy's a fucking die. Grammy Award winner. Uh, what do I care? What is he fucking Beck? Oscar like nominated Beck. and uh, Oscar awarded. Yeah, well, he's he's gotten a lot of First, Grammys. Best soundtrack. Yeah. So, best original score. He's, uh, he's award winning all over the place, and he probably has cues, Eric, from fucking track, soccer, <laughs> wrestling, and and baseball. Yeah. But no, I, I I do like the art in this book. I, I do. I like one I really real positive do like I have here. And some of the fights were kind of cool, but yeah. this series has become bullshit because they put us on hold for the fucking penultimate issue. I hate saying that word, but this the fucking issue before last. And I'm telling you, all I want to know is what's going on. Give me some goddamn information. Really? No, I'm sorry. Here you really? go. I was going to say that you could go in. Now, we haven't read the last issue, obviously. Uh, yeah. It comes out next month. But I was going to say, you know what? You could probably go in, read the first issue and the last. I'm saying whatever happens, you could just read the last. Even if you yeah. don't want to. I don't think you have to. But, yeah, I think next issue is going to be what maybe we wanted the whole time. But you're still not going to get that much. I, I yeah, don't right. think so. Everything's going to be saved for Rebirth. And, boy, I, I just I actually now wish that this book was ending and we didn't continue. Um just because I, I really don't care. And this whole. I, say, I don't even want this Titans team that's anymore. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be eight issues of me not I'm caring. So I'm not just going to all of a sudden care. I'm going to have a. I have such a bad taste. Now we're going to be doing it because we force ourselves into fucking like talking reading, every book. It's like reading Batman Beyond right after Future Zen because all Future Zen was a fucking lead up to yeah. that. And I'm like, God damn it, I hated Future Zen. Yep. And you would think that if you were planning this somehow by issue four. 
they would have come together and we would have led up to like, holy shit, I really like this and I really care about these. Oh my God, Malcolm's not going to make it all. God damn it, I love him. No. I, not is he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not shoulder yeah, pads. Not shoulder pads like that. We had an issue where shoulder pads was like issue three, right? He died somewhere around four, there. Like we cared. We didn't even know oh, yeah. the fucking didn't guy's name. The... Nope. But we cared because we liked the character. Hi. Five out of ten. Yeah, what I, I put four out of ten. I, but that's yeah. all art. I really like the art, but yeah, not yeah, much. Yeah, some of the, the battles issue. are cool. If you're in that yeah. book for battles, you get yeah. it. Uh, what's next? Next is Aquaman number fifty-one, again written by Dan Abnett oh, with Dan art Abnett. by Vincente Sifuentes. Oh, this is the Dan Abnett part of the podcast, Aaron. <laughs> Juan Castro, Guy Major, and Tom Napoletano. Yes. Yes. Aquaman interrogates Jonah Payne in this issue, the man who was Deadwater, and while we spend most of the issue dealing with keeping him dehydrated and how awful everyone feels about it, we eventually learn that Jonah might have been turned into this monster while working for Scavenger. Yeah, I believe he was. Oh, and, uh, and Jonah turns back into Deadwater yeah, I again. I said in my thing, don't ever, ever let him watch Ghost, Erica. He's turned into <laughs> fucking Deadwater. Uh, it's funny, too, because we really ripped into Aquaman. I don't mind this issue. Uh, it's a I, lot of nonsense. I did not care for this. You know why I didn't mind? Because at least it was just a straightforward issue. I you got a couple hints of the hey Australia's on the line, Mara. You, you didn't need that, and we didn't get it a lot. You just got. But yes, I think that this whole Blackwater or Deadwater thing is kind of nonsense. But I don't mind it Jim, as much, and I like that we just it's a straightforward issue. You do not Jim. have all nonsense. Where where's that rage otherness void? What the dead water? Yeah, I just, where is that void that we dealt with and like gave dead water his powers that we dealt I with the entire that, I last think dead issue? Water, to me, is a, a fluid thing that happens all over. Like this thing isn't just like a, a a pool in a well. I think it goes all over the place. And I think it's, it's an, as I'm saying it's thing. another dimension that you can get now, there now through actually, water. I think it's all in the sky somehow because it's not just in the water. Because he's not in the, the now. If any water touches him, he becomes it. That threw me off. I thought that it was something when you're well, in this water. I don't know. I'm telling you, man. And then I get my next note. Dehydration is bullshit. Because in the last issue, we had Aquaman this whooping the fuck out of dead water in this otherness void, and then pulled him out as a man. Now we're keeping him dehydrated because yeah, apparently I, I that's thought, how he turns yeah, into I, a goddamn I monster. Thought that he spelled it out last issue that when he knocked him out, then it couldn't control him, so they could put him in a coma. I, I somehow I remember that that when he knocked him out, it, when you're unconscious, all, all of a sudden they out of nowhere just believe we got to keep him dehydrated yeah. because that's how he turns into a monster. Just, maybe they and you know what. That's bullshit yeah. because he fucking turns into the monster. You see him cry even though he said before, I can't yeah, even cry. I'm so cry. dehydrated. And the funny thing is it makes it seem like the, the thing that triggers it is just water on his skin because those tears are inside him. Why yeah. would a tear from himself? Well, that's the I thing would have is, liked somebody honestly, to wipe his brow or something and they got too much water. But yeah, The thing I like the most about this issue is that we have you know Aquaman interrogating Jonah Payne and the mayor comes in. Look, the people that Deadwater killed, they all slighted you in some way in the yeah. past. So we think subconsciously this monster took root. You became it and then killed all the people. And one of those people was your ex-wife, the mother of your child. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh my God, my, my ex-wife is dead. I can't even cry. I'm so dehydrated. I think Jonah's a goddamn psychopath. Well, I, I thought, too, was he? they go in and like, hey, why do you know? Oh, that was a guy I went to college with. Oh, I went this. And then, like, you know what? You killed all these people. And to me, I would have been like, oh, no. Who else did I kill? He doesn't. He's just like, oh, that's, you know, that wasn't me. 
It's so weird I, the way it I really, comes out. It's so weird. I'm telling you, I think his ignorance on this and everything that's going on, he is faking the funk. He's a psychopath, and he actually knows exactly yeah, what he's done, and one of these motherfuckers dead. Because he's, and that's yeah. why he's like, he could not cry because he didn't where, care. I would have even liked where he would have said, uh, like, oh, who's this? Oh, that fucking asshole. Like, like a normal person. Like, like you said, oh, I, I kind of. I don't they, know. They if play I'm strapped out, they, in a chair with actually fucking play it out, though, just, I don't think that's you know. the case because they play it out with, like, hey, he had just minor grievances with these people, but once he's dead water, he gets angry. Like, it's supposed I, to amplify every I bit of anger. I think he finally got the power to take the revenge he's always wanted to. And I re- I'm telling you, when he started crying there at the end, when he turned back into dead water, yeah. I think that was a thing that he did on purpose. Like, he decided at this point, okay, I'm going to be it dead water again. It would have been because- weird that he just let himself be dehydrated like this all the time and be questioned. He would, uh, Yeah, and if you get, get the idea that maybe later we find out, well, next issue, that we find out that uh, the scavenger is controlling him somehow, I don't know, because it ties in the scavenger, the though. Uh, why would you tie him not? You know, they're saying, oh, this guy, he does a lot of you know, black ops type of crazy shit with the mining and stuff like that. And that's how he got with scavenger. It's just a forced way to get scavenger. And I have no back idea how that it. leads to this otherness rage void. Yeah, I just think that they've kind of avoided uh, this void now. And it's just <laughs> this guy, I think. Uh, but like I said, I don't, well, I really think he is secretly a psychopath. Yeah. And that's one aspect I, I do I like where they're talking about this whole time. Issues to, to deal with that. Like, all of a sudden, yeah. out of nowhere, next issue, they're like, nope, he's a psychopath. Okay. Because it's the dehydration thing. You would think that thing. if it's a psychopath thing, you would go the opposite way where uh, Aquaman would look like a real asshole and, like, he's lying. And, the, Arthur, you're, you're just jaded because of what's happening. he's got everybody fooled. But, yeah, everybody just, well, I, that's what we thought. That Aquaman was going to be taken over, but he can't be. He's in the water and nothing's happened, and yeah. he's not that much of an asshole. He, he, even Mara's like, the, wor- the person who feels the worst about this is my husband, and there he is. But yeah, Scavenger, I never really liked Scavenger before, but I do enjoy that he is an underwater guy. He loves the sea, Eric. And every bit of trash talk has to deal with the ocean. How did you bait me on the hook? Like, the guy can never come up with anything other than under-the-sea comments. He can't say, like, holy shit, Batman, you double-crossed me. He'd be like, you, you scuttlefished me. I don't know what you would say, but everything involves the— Because he says— Scuttlefished me. Two, Crypto in night. two panels, he, he says the, uh, you know, you who led you to bait the hook? He goes— uh, don't know how you baited this hook, and then later I'm going to crush you like a crab's leg. Like, I can't come up with anything other than under the sea. He talks about what he knows. Yeah, I guess he knows that. But I'm telling you, what I got from this, too, is we start out with, the, we get a, in the beginning the scavenger bit 12 hours later, where he finds out from yeah, an FBI informant that Aquaman is after you. Oh, yeah. fuck. Get rid of all the records of everything we're doing. We're getting the fuck yeah, out of here. Shred and then baby. we get... And then we go to 12 hours earlier where Aquaman finds out from Jonah Payne that Jonah once worked for Scavenger. Yeah. And this is his first lead to find out how this man became dead water. I actually, I actually just shit. thought that the back and forth in time was nonsense. It really, it didn't really no, the, play the up thing, with me at all. Oh, it didn't to me no. either, really. The thing is, I realized Scavenger is a lousy hider because Aquaman f- found him in the fourth place he checked. Yeah, he's just there. He finds and him. then, all right, well, you found me. I'm going to put on my big-ass mech suit, and I'm ready yep, for you, Aquaman. Like, what the fuck, man? I, don't I said I don't mind. Uh, or actually, I like the fact we didn't have to deal with the, you know, at, 
every other issue of Aquaman lately has been like this would happen and then they'd say hey you know what Arthur if they find if the surface world finds out that you have this guy and you're torturing him like I don't need that nonsense and no. thankfully we didn't get it yeah everything's yeah. hokey I just think it's a rushed way to end this goddamn art. nobody cares about dead water I like when he do you know what dead water is yeah yeah that's when you got salt water up in the, that shut up shut up I didn't ask you <laughs> Mr. Wikipedia you're dead water. Wait, wait a minute. No, I'm not. That's a, you know, you can't really uh, control a ship and de- shut up. It's so weird. He asked him. That's his question. One of my big positives, though, of this agents Irving in a jar are way less annoying. They in this are issue because they, the they hardly have them and they're just in their suits talking. They still have like there is one piece of odd dialogue that really threw me off, but they are less annoying. And I'm grateful that they are not headlining like they were last yeah. issue. Yeah, I, but no, I, I. This fucking book, man, I'm telling you, it was ridiculous. I feel like we actually forgot everything that we dealt with last issue because I'm telling you, that otherness void felt like it was this whole part of, like, the monster was a secondary action to this fucking void. I almost got, I don't know, now that I'm thinking of it, I almost got the fact that that void and all that was just always around the, I don't know, that that's the monster itself and it's always around somewhere and. I don't know. First ever heard of it, and I've never heard of it again here. Yeah, I'm saying they have him out, and yeah, I get that maybe it's something that Dan Abnett thinks that we understood that we didn't, uh, why we don't get it, that this void is actually, if he gets out in the ocean now, the void yeah, will he'll be get there. Out there. Well, I'm saying he'll be able to use that water yeah. to transport I think himself that somewhere that's else. that's what he does. I think that's part of his power that he can't use here. Uh, because but I'm saying that the whole water. thing is that, there's supposed to be this rage, this uncontrollable rage inside the yeah, water. Yeah, I think that's. That, but again, like, I think that was what comes from the monster from him, and that's why they're explaining like he just had a little grudge again. Like that guy just accidentally got his mail one time, and now he beheaded him. That's the rage that he <laughs> felt, and that's what emanates in the, the water. I don't know. That's what I got. I just I got really that hope they that were, Jonah Payne is a psychopath and killed they, his ex-wife were, and child no, to like were, see his I kid. I think they were pushing that rage to to tie in with that's what yeah. the water was, and that water just comes around when the monster I just don't know around. why Aquaman isn't trying to figure out what the hell this thing is. Like I said, I think that Dan Abnett thinks that we understand something that we don't, that, that <laughs> they, we connect the monster with that Dan, water. Dan, we don't understand like, a I'm lot of things. I'm telling you, what, what, we, what you're saying and what I agree is like, does the water make the monster? Did the monster? Wait, we don't know that. So if, no. if it was spelled out like everywhere the monster and goes, there's the water. That's why we call him dead water because that's what happens every time around him. But if we can just get the water out of him and not let him cry, even though the tears are inside him, so he's hydrated. But if he cries, I don't. Yeah, next thing you know, he sees Ghost crying up a storm, Eric. Cry, he sees the end until he realizes that Whoopi Goldberg see, is making and then out he with a fucking woman. Then he's already a monster. Then the, and the real monster is Demi Moore for making Damn out right. with her. Now, or he sees the uh, end of Saving Private Ryan. And oh God, just, I'm going to tear up. Just right tell now. me I'm a good man. Oh God, no! <laughs> ah, I'm dead water. That gets me every time. Oh, just that, like, what? What you are? Just tell me. <laughs> He's fucking saluting. Next thing, I'm dead water. Oh my goodness! I uh, I I love the yeah, art. The in art's the book. good. I do like the art. But I'm saying, like many other DC comics right now, this issue just seems to be thrown together. A lot of them are, and it does seem like that is a trend towards rebirth. That the ones that and it gone. really killed a lot of my books. The feeling I had from this week because they really just felt like worthless fucking issues. Yeah. 
I agree. I gave this a 5.5 uh, out of 10. Actually, it's funny. I'm saying that I, I gave it. I would have given it a 5. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was nonsense. Uh, but I, like I said, I don't mind because we didn't talk about Surface. And I'm so sick of that. And that's what we're going to get in Rebirth. So I'm glad we didn't hear it for one fucking issue. But they tend yeah. to, hey, Australia's on the line, Mara. Tell them to wait the fucking down under. Tell them to put a shrimp on the barbie, eh? Get the scavenger for me. Let's go on a walkabout. Hey, where's the koala bear? I saw a comedy special this week where it told me that kangaroos can't jump backwards. Really? That's what Yahoo Serious told me on the set of Young Einstein. <laughs> Yahoo Serious. <laughs> I want to go back and see if that movie's that still terrible. That movie is terrible. You know what? That's, that's Australian for shit. All right. <laughs> the next issue is actually one of mine, and I did not load it up yet, so I will talk about it as I load it up. Argue. Give me a second here. Oh. Yeah, that's good. What other Australian shit can you bring up? What's your favorite Australian band? Is it Silverchair, or is it ACDC, or is it In Excess? In Excess. In Excess, is it? You know I like In Excess. I do. You know Michael Hutchins, he killed himself, but I do not think that it was autoerotic asphyxiation like they like to say, Eric. No? Nope, and also, did you know that they kicked out Brian Johnson out of ACDC? I did. Do, don't you? I'm still loading up this goddamn comic. You know that the Sydney <sighs> fucking Opera House is where I first learned to jerk off. You know, the Sydney Opera House is where Godzilla killed the 1998 Sydney, was Godzilla that movie. Was that Godzilla? That one there in the Sydney Opera House? No, it's not what I like to call him. That's what the Japanese and call I him. And I forgot my it. favorite Australian band is Midnight Oil. What do you think? Oh, yeah, you like some midnight oil? Me some midnight oil. Flash number 50, Eric, is written by Van <laughs> Jensen, art by Jesus Moreno, Paul Pelletier. Paul Pelletier, what, this guy's got a lot of free time. This, he's all over the place. Scott Hanna. I don't think he has a lot of free time because he's working no, he so is, much. Yes, but they were like, listen here, Paul Pelletier. I'm trying to think of anything else Australian that I know. Anything else you know Australian? I think it's the worst place in the do world. You? People Everything there wants there. to kill you. Every, yeah, but you stay away from that shit. No, no. Everywhere. Everywhere. There are like things a, that want to kill Sydney you. Opera House. Who's that over there with that, uh, oh my God, it's dead shot. Why is he I'm, here? I'm t- I was watching this thing with this friend of mine, and she put this on. It's Deadliest Places. Yeah. And, and just, it was oh, Australia. Like they're saying like and, Deadliest Places are like this part of the, and the, Australia. It's just there. No, no. It was all on Australia. Detroit and then they would, they would, they would, they would, special. No, no, it was not. But they would show you an animal that's terrible and wants to kill you yeah. pretty much. And by the end of the thing, like after they got done each animal, they would show you where it's around. And by the end of the fucking episode, I realized everywhere in Australia, everywhere. there are things there that are want to kill you. Shit there. You know that they're a country. The entire map was, was filled made of all convicts, Eric. They oh, I sent do. Them I think there. it still is. You, you think they're still? It's a pretty place, Eric. It's a pretty place. My buddy. Yeah, you ever been my there? My buddy Bob. Rockefeller? My buddy Big Bob. <laughs> He wanted to go there, and actually, uh, his one of his last things he wrote on Facebook before his untimely death <laughs> was that he had decided finally. It was very odd. Finally, it's He's time. like, I have finally decided I'm going to Australia. I'm going to get the ticket tomorrow. Dead that night, Eric. That, it, that is a deadly place. That actually went from even thought it, about it going through Damn. the internet and fucking killed him. Or maybe it was that he was 600 pounds and took too many painkillers. That might have been it. 
Hey, he was one bottle too many. Who's that? Prince? Tony, allegedly? Tony Cordos, Wayne Foucher, Guy Major, Pete Pentazis, and Pat Brousseau. Pat Brousseau is. Not a lot of Australian rappers except maybe Iggy. Iggy. Who's Iggy? Iggy. We finally got him. Fucking that girl with the... uh, I'm so Azalea? Yeah, Iggy Azalea. She's a rapper. Oh, okay. she a she's rapper. Australian. She's Australian. She's fucking from down under. I have no we idea. We finally get the Flash anymore. number fifty. And while I wish we would have gotten a little more of everything, Van Jensen gave fans a fun issue that in the end was a really st- good superhero comic. That's all it really was. We get Flash being Flash and a backup that sends Wally West speeding into rebirth. <laughs> I still think that Henry Allen should be in jail and wonder why Gerber yeah. owes him anything, Eric. Seriously. But I had fun reading this issue and counted as one of the better 50s, though not my favorite because I said earlier I still like Catwoman the best. But I, I don't know what, what can possibly – what does Henry Allen have over Gerger? That he's I don't know. Is it that he helped him escape last time? I don't know. Helped time? him escape and then he got caught. I don't know. I don't know. Because it honestly seemed that it was like up to Gerder the last time they helped get yeah, them out. It just it seemed very odd. And now it, when mm. you when I saw Gerder, there's Gerder. Oh, Gerder. He's in jail. Why isn't Henry in jail? The, well, the thing that I want to know is how Henry knows all these freaking like, you know, uh, guards that help get him everything. out and get I, Gerder I, okay. out. I'll say that because Henry Allen in, in the long run or, you know, whatever, he was a good guy. And he yeah. met these people. They all knew he was on the up and up. And maybe it was one of those, like, when I find, when you find out I'm fucking innocent, you're going to owe me. It's like one of those. My, my son, Rafe, I'll tell you, earlier today, he's yelling that his son, uh, Karan, owes him fucking money. His son? His son, his friend, his uh, best friend, Karan. He's like, shit's gone he, wrong at the he warehouse. He owes me 10 bucks. Why does, why does he owe me 10 bucks? And it, there's no reason. It seemed like he just told him, like, hey. Hey, Karan, you owe me $10. It was almost like a bet, but it, you know, both people have to agree. I told yeah. him that if I beat him, he'd owe me 10 bucks. Did he say that? No, but I beat him. Well, no, that doesn't work that way, my friend. And this, yeah, maybe it's one of those where he just kept yelling at people. You know, because he seems to have a lot of favors to call in. You know, whenever you play with your kids again, I would do that same thing. Hey, Rafe, if I beat you in this, you owe me $10. I would do that, actually. I mean, I'm, I've already possibly done that. <laughs> and my kids are big on, but I said to him, too, because they've done this. We were shooting baskets one time. We were like a three. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dad, I bet you can't hit a three-pointer. Oh, how much? Oh, 10 bucks. Boom. Swish air. Nothing but net. Get the fuck the out of here. The problem is, they, they don't have money to pay me. No. They're, they're like, it's like one of those where I, I tried to tell them it was like in a movie where the guys are in a legal fucking poker game. Yeah, I got my money, and it's a $50 <laughs> with a bunch of ones in there. And, then, and, then they get, and these people die. They get killed. Yes. I told them, you can't do that. You can't do that shit. Uh, but yeah, before that, they go and, and uh, Flash is arrested. He's arrested yes. by the rogues. I do like that panel, that first panel. It's That's really you're cool. Under arrest. I even like the like the old school font with the "you're under arrest" thing. Uh, you see uh, Wally's in the back. You see all the kids. It's very odd because yeah, in the long run, they did bust in the school. Brandon had a lot of problems with it. Uh, nothing is said about it except the one kid. That's the best day ever. But yeah, best day ever. Flash just got arrested. I think that's Chunk who yells that too. Or <laughs> chunk. Fucking Chunk. Um, but yeah, he's going to get arrested. The rogues are like, hey, man, we're going to be famous. We're going to do this. And fucking Fry comes. No, no, no. You, you're not going to take the credit. I'm going to take the credit. I'm thinking. This is my yeah, color. I'm thinking this is weird because 
I never really got a full idea in this whole thing. I know that they pushed it on us, but I, I would think that you would have had like something where you'd have like, "Hey, save Flash," and nobody, you, people wouldn't believe it. You have these crazy drones around. You really should, because Flash is the city's greatest hero. Everybody loved him up until when the the police yeah. station got attacked by yeah. that fucking uh, Speed yeah, Force so energy. I, I, and yes, Iris comes in. It's funny because Iris comes out. Hey, what do you think you're gonna do? Like she's gonna, she doesn't do shit then. What is she? No, doesn't do anything. Doesn't do a goddamn you know, maybe thing. Maybe next issue it'll go in and it'll tie into that. But yeah, Wally even says we got to do some. We got to protect them. And then you get the weird thing. The whole Iris and Wally thing just ends up dead because even she says like. Why would they? Why would they break in about the speed force? And yes, it's because Wally had the speed force. That's what happened. He was in the yeah. bathroom. It seemed like he was, you know, doing some crazy shit <laughs> with his hands. But he came out using them vibrating nothing, hands. It was like nothing it. comes from that in this issue. Uh, this is the weird thing about this issue because it's a very odd timing issue to me. These fifties came out before, right? Yeah. Now this fifties coming out. You still have a couple issues before Rebirth that are going to be thrown in. Like, we may legitimately, I wish I would have checked, I think we're getting two issues next month. So a lot of these things where you would have something where we see this 50 and think, boy, this has to tie up now. It doesn't. It didn't like the other 50s didn't, but it's too late. It came late. I'm thinking, God damn it, what's, what's going on? I didn't expect a big cliffhanger of anything. I really thought this 50, because of the, the month it is and whatever, yeah. that it was really going to tie things up. This is all just a setup for the ending of this run, and it came off weird to me because of how late it's been. But, yeah, you go and they get uh, – Henry gets word. He's going to call in favors. So he's, yeah, oh, favors. <laughs> then you see Trickster go back, and Trickster finds out that – For a man who's been in prison for years and yep. years, he sure knows a lot oh, of people that owe him everything. favors. He can just call people on his phone. I don't know. You're a guy, and I don't know that you'd have this, this you know, direct line to the prison. But you go back, and there's Trickster. Trickster goes to the mysterious uh, villain, finds out two things. He finds out that Heat Wave is alive, which that is yes. big. That's really big, especially with uh, the uh, – the fucking Rogue's Rebellion deal. That's when Heat Wave... I'm telling you, when Heat Wave... Everybody thought Heat Wave was dead in Gotham when they were there during Rogue's Rebellion. Yeah, yeah. But I gotta say, though, that this end... The cliffhanger ending was when they said that when he was in Gotham. kind of gave it away yeah, to me. Yeah, well, he said... But then there's the other big thing is there's... Uh, uh, the, the villain says... Hey, uh, you know that arm? You know, I, you know, I learned a little from Amanda Waller. I put a bomb in there. And yeah. it threw me off a little because I would just say, we'll say, it's Riddler. It's Riddler's yeah. the bad guy. Riddler set this up. What does he want out of Flash? What does he want to have I happen? I think he just he wants, wants to be able to take him down and see if I it's possible. I think he just wants him out of the way. I don't think there's a, there's nothing where he's like, that because we just saw Zoom. Where Zoom yeah. wanted to get it so the Flash was disgraced. I want to erase you from existence. The only thing that uh, Riddler says in this, and that, oh, with Flash out of the way, I can take over the city. That's all it seems. He just wants him out of the way. He wants him in prison. I, from, from what I got it, though, it seemed to me that like the, the biggest riddle to him right now is that is it possible to take down the Flash? Well, he says, I'm fascinated by him, and his incarceration alone isn't the end game. The Central City holds great resources and so much potential, but the Flash has Batman always keeps kicking my ass. Bat, but the Flash has always stood in the way of any true progress. Now he's out of the way. There, he just says it there. Why didn't he? He's the one who gave Trickster 
the whole thing with the, the oh yeah why didn't he put a bomb in that and just blow flash up why didn't he just kill flash there's no reason why he wouldn't that's what he's saying <laughs> he didn't think about it till yeah, after uh, the fact yeah, he, he Shit, should have put a bomb i'm gonna make another one because when trickster shows up and he he goes the deal he puts on that arm he grabs the arm yeah, puts it on i know that uh, riddler hits a button why would it did it it's not like he hit the button he's oh my god what just happened He's just like, hey, that is a bomb. I'm trickster. I'm taking that fucking arm off and putting it back on the thing. If if you take it off, the bomb yeah, goes off. Yeah, but then he, Riddler's dead. He's right next to him. This is not going to happen. <laughs> not a good Riddler plan. is too smart a guy for this to happen. Riddler blew his wad for fucking yeah. zero year. And that's what led to me. Like, this is like, what, out of zero year? This is what you're doing. It seems like such an odd plan. But, yeah, I think to me that uh, – the thing, it's funny earlier when they're saying like, hey, are you sure that this, uh, this harness is going to you know, stop Flash? Trickster is so, uh, yeah, I think it's the <laughs> fluff and fluff on the uh, Crixen grod. He, he just says nothing. He's so like weird about it. Yeah, I think it should. And nobody yeah. calls him on it. Nobody says like, what? What are you talking Nobody about? Nobody wants to talk to Trickster. So weird. And the whole thing is Trickster's whole reason he's been doing this is because he thinks that they don't like him. <laughs> and yeah, they, they don't. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah, I just, tr- the whole thing with the Riddler, it's a, it's a long con. I'll give him that. It, it, not a very good one. not like one of those things where I'm like, boy, I didn't see this. Or boy, the way they tricked this into it. Yeah, you have drones going around the city. It's never good. We knew this. We yeah. saw this in fucking Green Arrow. It doesn't really scream Riddler, yeah, but it though. It doesn't script because there's not. Like I said, that's what I'm asking you about the end game of the Flash. It just seems like he wants him out of the way to control him. There's not like something where this is seven pieces of a puzzle that's come together and he's tricked them and, you know, that sort of thing. So it is odd. And it would have been really cool to have the regular Riddler motif. In Flash. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, hey, I can't take out Batman. Maybe well, I can take out yeah, the yeah. Flash. We'll get to the end of it. I actually still did like the issue. It's just I, I'm telling you, the, the oh, yes, so part, people really went gaga over. That was probably my least favorite part because yeah. at then I was like, huh, that doesn't really make much sense. But, yeah, then we no. go back in the, the, the prison and my drones exploding arms yeah, and, yeah it just and that's like the end game was just to have drones that were going to turn like you said turn into things with guns that's not very clever that's not something no, the only thing the and i don't know who uh signed the papers to allow whatever company that the riddler seemed to come out of nowhere to make it, it, that Enigma tech yeah, it didn't make much sense but we go back and there's a uh, flash is getting incarcerated but then we get girder and i really like girder and he's so he's singing I, barry manilow he's you know whistling he's humming and they're like hey you got a friend we're gonna do this this is where it's again with henry he's like the most thought out character in yeah, this whole thing the right thing now. that gets me though it's because we're going to go, and yes, Girder is going to break Flash out because of a favor to Henry. Now, this is tying Henry into yet another crime error. <laughs> but they try to make you not think that it's bad later because he does go and get, uh, what's his name? Overload. Which I thought was a great call-out. I really liked it that. I'm like, weird. God I'm damn it, there's Overload. I didn't That's care a- for it. We just dealt yeah, with him, though. It, actually, I don't think we did. It seems no, I really think it was like five issues ago. It was a while back. 
overload. It wasn't like last issue. That whole thing was a while back before like a lot of Zoom, Zoom stuff. Yeah. And that Zoom thing lasted about six issues, it seemed. So, yeah, it's not – I just liked it because there he is. He has him even, yeah, even have a freaking reverse flash in there, freaking Zoom. And, hey, let me out. No. And remember that his whole thing was overload's big thing. He just oh I can't you know you I can't got take electric. He's very that. sensitive to freaking electric electronic though, devices. Where girder comes down and gets overload, and they have to spell it out like oh you know what what my dad Henry Allen wouldn't do something that bad. Well, it was kind of my idea that like it tries to get the blame <laughs> off of Henry. Henry is I don't just give a shit. Bad. Henry should be in Henry jail is- again. Henry is the cause of he's all the problems we have dude. at the end of this book. He's, he's going to go save the president. Bad dude, Eric. But yeah, and I'm telling you, that money can get us back to our status quo, where his dad's in jail for rebirth. It should, but yeah, I think <laughs> that when Gerder spells it out, he's like, no, no, it's more my idea. But yeah, shit goes wrong. Um, and that guard better be fired. Yeah, really. There's a lot of people that should be, but you get this where there's overload. He's going to do this and. Uh, Flash saves everyone. They're about hey, shit's going wrong. They're going to lose power. Things are blowing up. Next thing you know, boom, 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 boom. Flash uses his fucking speed, and he saves them all, including Fry. And Fry says, and I said, this is cheesy. It's cliche it as hell. I liked it because it's Flash. I like the fact that out of all this time, we just get to see Flash being a good guy. And he, I says, know, but I'm telling you though, the Sing's freaking flip flop is bothering the shit out of me. Like Fry, all of a sudden. Well, yeah, I'm saying, happens oh, I every, hate the Flash. I'm going to bring him in. in every He's comic. a good guy. Why did I you, know. Why just, did you save me? It's a, This happens a you've lot. You've known me for really, years, though, motherfucker. This happens a lot where it is uh, the villain, and at the end, they've been fighting all issue. Shit goes wrong, and the hero saves the villain. The villain's like, why did you save me? I was trying to kill you. You know what? I don't. I'm colorblind. <laughs> Bat Flash. Now, like he says, like I save, I save everyone, and like, boy, you should have been there when my aunt went to Australia. There was this fucking animal there, the fucking half dragon, <laughs> half koala bear ate her. Fucking dingo ate my fucking baby. Next thing you know, but no, it, it is very cliche. I like it. Um, yeah, it is a flip flop, but I liked it more not from Fry's point of view. I liked it as Flash, where he's yeah. like, no. All this shit's happened because he, he has had a rough run lately. He's had a lot of shit going on. I don't think the Flash is going to stop being no, the no, Flash, No, no, I like though. that. I, I actually just, to me, I was like, okay, this is just a superhero comic where the, the guy is a good guy. And, yes, I, this is what I was talking earlier. Flash has two powers to me. Uh, he has a sexy ass. He's, he runs fast. He's a good guy. And there's what you got. You got it both. He did it there. There's a weird panel then after that that he looks a lot like Reverse Flash from behind. I don't know what went on there when he's just the yellow <laughs> and he's got the way I, it seemed odd. But yeah, and he's like, hey, I'm going to go save everyone else. That's when he runs into Girder. But then you have, you have the thing where all these villains are coming out and there's fucking Double Down, baby. He looks horrible. Double that down. delicious KFC oh sandwich. Oh my god! But yeah, should be a lockdown for how much I love it. Like, hey, no power dampeners, no walls, and now he's like, no more guards, and he goes to kill people. And there's tar pit saves them, and I left it. Tar pit. That's the funniest part of the book to me because before I read it, you sent me a message. Hey, did you see Tar Pit <laughs> Flash? So no, I haven't read it yet. So when I finally did read it, I'm staring at the panel saying, what's going on with Tar Pit? What it's am I missing tar here? I laugh because we yeah. mentioned him 
Was he going to be in Supergirl? Was he actually going to be in Flash? No, he was in Flash. Okay. And we laughed about him, and yet I don't remember really seeing him much in this, and he doesn't really save anybody except he just... It's almost like a guffaw where he lifts up the fucking floor and say... But it's weird because that's all you get from these villains then. And I really... Yeah. And also, you have Double Down. <laughs> I'm telling you, he looks... He's all burned up or whatever. I would have liked to have... No, seen, he pulled his skin off to yeah, fucking get the cards. I would have liked to have seen... Some other big villains. You get these generic villains, and you really do, and you don't get anything well, I'm you, you else. Got the fl- I'm saying though, you got the Flash. All his big villains are already out and arrested him. Yeah, well, they yeah the rogues, but even they say, hey, he's going into uh, you know Iron Gate, and that's where all of the everybody in there. Flash took around, and uh, again, you end up getting the Flash out. Iron Heights. I actually think that uh, initially. I always have these conspiracy theories. I have, Initially, I think Flash was going to go to jail and have to deal with these guys because, boy, it, it ends up quick and easy, and he just gets guys out, and you never see any really big villains. You don't see yeah. a lot of big villains where I wanted to see these villains come out and fight. I wanted to see some villains. I would have even liked where you had some of these villains, like a tar pit accidentally does it, but some of them are like, no, 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 we, we can't. You know what I mean? Something like that. Uh, but you don't really get much. This is where I said I wanted more of some yeah. of the things, and that was what I wanted more of. I wanted to see more of these villains. But, again, we're going to get to a point where this doesn't end really anything because, yeah, the ending is the reveal. And uh, Well, you go where Flash is going to get away, and the rogues just are like, no, 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 we're still going to get you. We want to get the bounty, and you get that. And that seemed a lot of filler to me to just it really was the the, extend the page count and yeah. but then you get the reveal where oh my god the tables are turned and what's going on these drones it's the riddler and he, that's the end i'm the riddler i'm i'm doing this and uh-huh. yeah and you, we're gonna go but again i think there's two more issues i don't know i think there might be two in a month to catch up but uh, you have the riddler but then you have a backup with wally where I think, again, you have to get things moving. Shit has to be done. And it's Wally realizing his powers uh, after a game of dodgeball led by Hulk Hogan, it looks like, (laughs) as as the fucking gym teacher. I said in my review, I will tell you now, why isn't there a side fucking book, Wally West starring in Teen Wolf 3? And I put Teen Wolf 3, (laughs) dodge this. Dodgeball. I put dodge this. Because this really played out to me like it could have been a Teen Wolf-style deal where Wally's getting his powers. The whole school loves him. They think he's great. You got Chunk. guy's name's Chunk. He's almost Chubbs. Yeah, that no. doesn't sound right. Chunk. I'm telling you, for, for this day and age to have somebody have the nickname Chunk, you, it's, it's you would, people would be kicked out of I school. Uh, but you have it all set up. We have these losers. He's got all his friends there, and somehow dodgeball is the big thing. He gets his powers. Everybody thinks he's cool, but I think this sets up two things. It sets him up as Kid Flash coming up, correct? Yeah. And you get that with his future self coming in. Yeah. You want to talk about rushed and things like that. I Jesus didn't mind Christ. it, though. But, yeah, there he is. And I love the the real cliched part is, hey, what happened to mom? It, it's almost like princesses. You'll see. It, it's No, really the thing like is, I, I, I'm telling you, I really have an issue just because this, this feels so forced. And they're like, while he's talking to his future self from a future parallel, like alternate timeline, who's dead now but traveled through the Speed Force to talk yep. to him, he's like, "Well, how does this make any sense?" They're like, "Time travel, dude. Don't even get me started." Yeah. And that's all you get. And he's like, "Hey, do you know what happened to mom?" Yes. 
Yes, I do, but it isn't my place to. T- Why isn't it your place that you're You'll dead? See. You'll see. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking of the princess. Yeah. Hey, say hi to the princess. Princess, you'll see. But I, I also, you get a thing where I think it's a little bit of a. I was going to say flashback, but it's not a flashback. I wanted to tie it into the flag. But you get an idea of the whole thing. What would you do with flash powers? And I think that's kind of a a send-up of what's going to happen in that uh, Speed Force storm that happens when uh, Falcop takes over the Flash because it kind of pulls into that where it's like, I would steal shit and I would take the answers. Like, this guy's a bad guy. If he's going to get the flash powers, he is going to be a bad dude. He even pants his uh, fucking Hulk Hogan. Who pants this Hulk Hogan? There's only one guy who could pants Hulk Hogan, Eric. Andre the Giant? Andre the Giant. You are correct. And maybe Rick Rude. I, I'm not sure. But Andre the Giant, definitely. But yeah, this guy's going to... I can go into the girls' locker room yeah. and enjoy the view. Yep, this guy's going to do all these bad things. But then there's Wally. Like, he's going to do... And yes, he has the thing. He's going to stop this bully. Really seems like a scene out of Teen Wolf 3. Dodge this. You could have all this stuff. You have all these cool kids and their assholes. And, the, you know, you have this guy with, like, this poor uh, fucking nerd. He's like, hey, you know what? Ray Palmer's are. What are you talking about? You read? Nerd. And then he's still going to kill him. But, yeah, I, I think that that would have been a funny side book. But, yeah, then there's Wally. Like, if I had the Flash's power, which I kind of do now. I would do Honestly, this. it seems to me from the way we've seen the Flash lately that Wally is more powerful because it seems like he can stop time. Yeah. That's how yeah. fast he and is. And the Flash has been getting his ass handed to him left yep. and right. And he's like he would work with the Flash. He'd save kids and he'd run by uh, Good Morning America. That's what it looks like to me. They're all with their signs. But, yeah, I, I like that. I thought that was a nice thing. Yes, it's hokey with the time travel. you got to get shit done. Uh, but I didn't mind it, and I really want that uh, fucking Team Wolf 3 here. Or maybe Meatballs 4, we'll call it. I don't care. Didn't they have Meatballs 4? They, mu- well, Corey they Feldman? might have. But yeah, Team Wolf 3. But yeah, I, I like this issue. I did have some issues with it, but I like just that we have a superhero thing, and he's a good guy, and I gave it an 8.5. I like the art. I like the art all around. Uh, yeah, 8.5, I gave it. Uh, probably my favorite issue of the week. I would give it a 7.5 out of 10. I I liked it enough, but yeah, we're going to stop a minute here. We're going to go off to the digital books. Meatballs 4 came out in 1992. Was there Meatballs 5? It's funny because I probably put Meatballs 3 and 4 as one movie in my mind. I I don't think I saw either of them, and 2 might even go in with that, too. (laughs) They're a fucking alien in 5. That's two. I, I think that everyone had one. I'm talking about a guy that was Chris Makepeace, you know, a guy from Russia. He, he's an alien. He's an alien. Ooh. A legal alien. He's taking our jobs and women. That's what it's all about, meatballs. And, and actually, I would love it if meatballs five is it four? We said meatballs four. Actually, it's not in a camp. It's in an Italian restaurant. That's why it's meatballs, meatballs four. Has Corey Feldman? Yeah, I always think that he was in three as well. Who was in three? Wasn't Corey Feldman in all these? Did, wasn't he the no. kid with the fucking alien? He was not Chris Makepeace. Fucking, yeah. Fucking Chris Makepeace. By the time they th- fucking started writing two, he was long gone. He, fucking, he got on that fucking bus, went after drinking that milkshake, and got the fuck out of there. All right, I'm going to read you the synopsis for Meatballs 3 Meatballs real fast. Three. Meatballs 3, Summer Job. Summer Job. A porno queen who died on the job tries to enter heaven by helping a summer camp nerd meet girls. <laughs> And the summer camp nerd, Patrick Dempsey. Really? He was yeah. that bad off at that point? 1987, Meatballs 3. Holy crap. That's the same year as fucking Camp I Me Love. 
What the <laughs> fuck is going on, Patrick Dempsey? That is the worst thing. Like we heard earlier, Ray Liotta. Oh, Batman from Tim Burton. That sounds silly. But there's Patrick Dempsey. He's like, oh, a, a dead porn queen? That, it's weird, too, because any t- sort of dead porn queen at a summer camp seems to me that's going to have a transvestite in it at the end, and it's going to be a horror movie called Sleepaway Camp, Eric. Uh, there's Seriously. No, what? I actually want to watch Meatballs 3 now that I know Patrick Dempsey's in it. a summer camp for kids? No, no. A porno yeah, queen but, who died on the job on the job tries but to why enter. Why would she end up like usually <clears throat> these things where you would tell me that you're a uh, a ghost hunter yourself, Eric? Why would mm-hmm. she end up at a summer camp? Because is this going to be like almost instead of like I can't believe it, this camp was on an Indian burial ground. Instead, it's I can't believe it, this <clears throat> camp is on where they used to film pornos. No, no, no. It's not like that in my mind. It's where she won't. She can't be allowed in heaven until she does one yeah, good deed why and goes would back to try to get summer camp. Why, why not? not? Why wouldn't she help? And why? How did she die? Was she in a bukkake, Eric? Did she drown? Did she get her? Could like be. A, she was in one of those. I never watched like this. Five hundred people gangbangs. To me, why doesn't she? I gave why up on meatballs after the next goddamn poor soul that gets into porno like her and get her the fuck out of it. Get her off the pole, Eric. Not go to the <laughs> fucking summer camp, and yet that's the good deed to get a fucking a kid laid. That's not a good. Well, help that me, is girls. That's not a good deed. That's not a good deed. Whatever. Whatever, I really want to watch this movie it's now. Fucking nonsense. Where's Flash? Get Flash, get those goddamn boxing gloves and tell him to beat the shit out of this guy. I can imagine this ghost too. It's gotta be so bad. Who played the porno star? Tell me. Uh, it is uh Sika. shit, where'd it go? I just Sally oh, Kellerman. Sally Kellerman? Really? Yeah. Sally Kellerman is the lady that was in fucking back to school, right? Oh, yeah, God damn it. I think that actually sounds right. Sally, what? These are actually legitimate actors. That, yeah, that's her. She wasn't back to school for Christ's sakes. And she was in MASH. She was hot yeah. lips. She's in fucking <laughs> What the fuck is going on? Back to school and then what is right into Meatballs 3. Yeah, that's not like 98 where you're like, oh my God, shit went wrong. Oh, Wikipedia is saying 1986 for this yeah, movie well, now. So. so, what the fuck? fuck is going on sally kellerman i i really up until this moment i had a lot of respect for sally kellerman Eric. i'm Did looking you know? at her uh internet movie database deal she was oh god i gotta go way back she's been a lot of shit meatballs 3. hold on hold on hold on the film follows rudy the main character from the first meatballs grown up played by patrick T- so this is chris makepeace grown and, up yeah but he's not but he's not the the virgin to meet kids no he is what? What is going on? I see Patrick Dempsey Rudy. I see Al Waxman as Peter. Shannon Tweed is actually the love goddess. She's hot. You got that. But the love god. What is going on with this? This is such <laughs> ridiculousness. I'm looking now at Bill Murray. There's Meatballs. There's, what is this? There's Meatballs 4 with Corey Feldman. You got, yeah. oh my God, they're all there. But yeah, 92 is I'm watching this Meatballs movie. 4. And that says, Ricky is the hottest water ski instructor around. And he has just be rehired around. And he has just be rehired by his former <laughs> employer camp to whip up attendance. You know, everybody goes to camp because of that hot ski instructor. But the camp is in serious financial trouble. <laughs> Water skiing instructor. And the, whereas, and the owner of a rival, more popular camp, it's always that other camp, wants oh, to yeah. buy them out. Therefore, they will have to engage in a mean winner-takes-all competition that will settle the row once and for all. They're all awful. God damn it. It ruined everything. I'm looking at anybody else in this fucking movie. There's nothing else. Nobody else in this. 
Brian Christensen. I don't even know who that is. All right. We're going to go on. We're oh, going to go on what? No, I just I was thinking to myself, what was that camp called? I'm like, Camp Arawak. So I typed it up. That's the camp from Sweep, Sweepaway oh, Camp. God. Now I'm terrified. See, there you go. It's the fucking, you know. It's stuck Sally in my head. Kellerman. God damn it. She was so good, too. It, what I think that uh, was she the one that fucking Rodney was going to call after he straightened his long fella there? Or was that just some other <laughs> chick? He said someone. That, was some that other whole chick. movie. I love that movie. That whole movie is just. And it's also with Caddyshack with Rodney. His whole scenes in that is like, hey, Rodney, do your routine, and we're going yeah, to fucking make a movie around it. And I loved it. I love that. All right. What are we getting to here? going to be digital, and then we'll be back with the last two books, which are Martian Manhunter and Wonder Woman. We'll be back. All right. Digital. Digital spotlight. Beep, boop, beep, beep, beep. You know, I would like to hear somebody say digital spotlight and sound like a robot. Could that happen? Digital Spotlight. There we go. Yes, Eric. Eric is with us for Digital Spotlight. He is only here to yell shit into his uh, badly uh, feedbacking megaphone. Well, I don't even call that a megaphone. What the hell would you call that? But you know, with a toy. Yeah. With the way with the way Eric treats his glasses, if Eric was a robot, he probably would sound like this. He'd he be probably like, would. He'd be like, "Add my voice box went out, well, but that's, I, whatever. I would just think of Eric right you can, now. You can still understand. Me, I don't right? even think robot. I think that that's just the only voice box that he could uh, afford after the tracheotomy, <laughs> and uh, they've taken out his regular. And now he just goes around with that, and everything Smoke he goes to. Got him. Yeah, see, people have no idea what he's saying, and he he orders shit at the you know. Give me a uh, triple with cheese. Give me a. Yeah, I am doing the triple challenge. Yeah, the person's like, "What? That your ripple salad? We don't have ripple salad, my friend." Oh, oh poor Eric. He's never gonna get shit that he wants. Uh, but yes, we have two books. I don't now. <laughs> now we have. That's true. We have two books on the digital spotlight. Uh, the first one's yours. Yep, Reggie. It's uh, Adventures of Supergirl, chapter number seven, written by Sterling Gates, art by Emmanuel Lupacino, Ray McCarthy, and color by Hi-Fi. Kara, Supergirl Danvers, confronts the being that's been screwing with her dreams, and as alt Fort Ross space prison psych ward employee, Psy. She thinks Supergirl's sister did Psy's buddy Rampage a bad turn, but Kara... Right. Can... She was right, Reggie. She was, <laughs> but Kara convinces her otherwise, so they give each other thug hugs, and Supergirl wakes up to prepare for a confrontation with her sister, Alex. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sai's right. That's the worst part of this. Sai is right. Uh, we talked last week we, when we talked about the last issue of Supergirl, whenever it was, two weeks ago or whenever we yeah. did get around. And Emmanuel Lupacino was on, and I was very disappointed. So were you at the art. And I was really – she was pushed as one of the big things. She came through this issue. I really liked the art a lot. Definitely. And she got that. Uh, I mean, it's one of those. There's a lot of crazy scenes here, too. Yes. Yeah. See, I, you know, I, I could. I don't really get into it because it's not totally germane, but she's kind of going through – Different dreams, just dreams, and they're and it, crazy. And it's, it's usually other versions of Supergirl, or yeah. like she's a she's a Conan, she's a future pirate. Yeah. She's fighting. One looked a little like yes, the one looked like Matrix a little. Supergirl Matrix, I thought. A little yeah, bit. there was even the one from the animated series yeah. was in there. So it, I mean, there was a lot of cute nods like that. Yeah. Plus, when she goes when she goes to size dimension, 
it's like you know a total trip out. You know, it's totally oh, yeah. like self. It's all Ollie. over the place. She even uh, says the, the art. Was, the art was really nice. Uh, I liked it, and uh, I liked the issue. I, it was a nice chapter. Nothing to really complain about. No, I liked. I said that Sterling Gates used this issue to show people all the different things he loves. It seems, and he must be a big Chemical Romance fan. My Chemical Romance. <laughs> you, you a big fan of My Chemical Romance, Reggie? Oh, huge. How about oh, you, tremendous. Robot Eric? Are you a big chem- My Chemical Romance fan? No, not really. Yeah, I don't really know much about My Chemical Romance, just like uh, Eric and his voice box. Um, so I was like, what? I was trying to get a connection here, and it just seemed like that. They had a Ghostbusters reference. Uh, Who you going to call? Yeah, <laughs> really. And they had uh, Oscar Isaac, which I'm like, they keep saying Oscar She calls her sister, hey, I had a, a dream. Oh, no, no, not the Oscar Isaac one again. And I'm like, what? what yeah. Who's this Oscar Isaac? So I looked, and it's Poe Dameron. From Star Wars. Now he's been in other movies before. Just seemed like that. Has that's he? that's a weird running uh, ex machina. It's a weird. Um, it, it's like a weird running joke that these sisters would have for somebody that's pretty new on the scene. It, it just seemed. I weird. would think so. Yeah, you know it's not like saying? you're talking about. I actually I thought know, Oscar Tom Isaac. Yeah, I thought Oscar Isaac was the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Possibly, See, but I, was not. I did not read this issue, but it was not enough Nightmare on Elm Street for me. Well, it was kind of it. It, it actually pushed yes, it last Freddy. week as it, but uh, it, yeah, it got a little different. And the whole thing that made me laugh as well that Eric would have liked is in these dreams where Kara would she spells it out too again, Rubber Dredgy, where I slept for this many years yeah. of it. So she spells that out again, and then she realizes if I find the person in the dream. And to me, it looked just like Pandora from the the beginning of the New Fifty Two. It did. Uh, it, it was weird, and uh, yeah, I liked it though. I really liked the art, and it was a fun story, and it was set up to be fun. It's, it's a goofy thing, but in all these dream worlds, it was pretty fun. I think that anybody who would pick this up would be happy to spend the ninety nine cents. Yeah. Looks. I think good. so. Two bucks for two chapters. It was a good so, deal. Yeah. At the end, when Sai really sighs mad because uh, her sister had. Uh, what is it, Alex? Isn't that uh, yeah, Kara's sister? Alex Danvers. Kara, yeah, Alex Danvers. Uh, she treated Rampage poorly and said her. Yeah. And yeah, I wasn't. It's true. I think it was actually Rampage's sister. I can't remember. Okay. But yeah, she was. She was. She was an asshole to her. Yeah. Well, she kept almost saying Rampage and then stopped. The sigh. She said it a couple of times. Like she took Ram, and then they they went to another thing. And oh, now there it is. She, yeah, Kara says Rampage was your friend. So yeah, I just, oh, all right. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, was, I, I, didn't, I didn't remember what what uh, yeah it was rampage the exact nature of of who got fucked with yeah, what happened. But, seen, but uh, yeah, it was just odd because I think that and that's what I think that she's calling her sister at the end to kind of hash out like oh we got a new yeah. mission. I think the new mission is to go and make things a little better. Uh, what did you give it on the site, Reggie? Give it an eight out of ten. I, I would go the same. I really like the the art. And yeah, the story was good. It was a, it was definitely a pickup from the last issue that this went from, and yeah. I did like it. It's continuing what we said we both liked about this digital comic. Is it definitely continues the story, even though you get yeah, these th- little arcs. It definitely continues because yeah, there's callbacks from the beginning now with rampage stuff like that. I really like that. I, for not, sure, there's there's payoff yeah. if you uh, reread the series. Yeah. So 
if you're enjoying it, keep keep reading, yeah. keep on, keep it on. It's uh, cool. And my next one is Injustice Year Five, number eighteen, written by Brian Bucciolato, art by Tom Derenek, Rex Locus, and Wes Abbott. Brian Bucciolato continues his look at Bizarro, and after last issue, I was shocked to see that Trickster was alive this week. Yeah, at the last issue, Ooh. Bizarro blew up a Big Belly Burger, and if I was in Big Belly with a guy with a voice box, what would he order at Big Belly Burger? Give me a triple with cheese. Exactly. <laughs> But the problem is, Trickster was alive. It didn't last so long because they go to fly away because they don't want witnesses. Trickster's like, you can't just blow up. He blew up this whole place. And Trickster's like, we can't stay here. Shit's going down. So Bizarro, they fly away. As they fly, Bizarro has to sneeze. And it's been set set up before that he would sneeze, and it would be almost like a cold breath kind of thing or really thing. So Trickster had told him ahead of time, you got to cover your mouth. The people don't like when you sneeze and don't cover your mouth and your nose. So he does that. Unfortunately, he was holding Trickster while they were flying, and Trickster dies. He just flies. He falls down. He ends up on a mountainside dead. Uh, so then the whole rest of the issue was pretty much Bizarro picking up the dead body and going to the people he knows to try to, like, make them better. And he goes back to a, a German guy who had, had kind of brought him in and, and helped him. And uh, then he ends up at the end, he busts into Lex Luthor's lab. He remembers that he had, had been remembering that Lex was the one who made him. Uh, so he busts in the lab. Daddy. In the meantime, yes, daddy, he's got daddy issues. In the meantime, <laughs> Superman is like, what the fuck is going on with this fucking guy? He's pretending he's me. I'm going to have to do something about this. So he's like right behind him every step of the way. But one of the other good things in this is Superman had ended up, we had talked about it, there was a uh, Joker cult, the Joker underground uh, resistance. Yeah. And Superman just went in and, and heat visioned all of them, killed them all. Oh, and I think they spelled chapter, out. There's right? like, yeah, there's like 120 people dead or whatever. So when this happens, when Bizarro kills these people in this Big Belly Burger, which, what would you order, Eric? A triple with cheese. Exactly. I like that he's talking through a megaphone plush trying to sound like a robot as well. Yeah, I know. He's using very monotone. <laughs> yes, it's all Just the same. Quiet down. Uh, but, uh, uh, Cyborg calls Superman out like, yeah, he's, he's a bad dude doing this, but eh, I heard the shit in Gotham. It's not so great. And it, it caused a little friction there. But in the meantime, you're still in this issue or in the series where Lex is still – Superman thinks it's his best friend, and he's not. And uh, things are going to happen because now he's going to show up at Lex's lab. Lex is going to be there uh, freaking – I would think that what's going to happen is Lex is actually going to kill Bizarro before Superman can because he won't let his secret out. Uh, speaking of Eric and this voice box, uh, would you think – I think I might have mentioned this before, but I, I, this is an idea I had for the longest time. Don't you think they should make voice boxes with celebrity voices? Like if I had a, a voice like one of those and I had the uh, – I don't know. Who would you have, the, the Reagan? Mm, uh, let, me, or, uh, let me think. Uh, maybe Mae West? Mae West would be great. <laughs> Give me a Mae West, Eric. Come up and see me sometime. Say that's so sexy. That, uh, how about, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trying to be inspired by my inner Vicky here. Yes. How about uh, Bruce Campbell? What would Bruce great. Campbell's uh, voice box of Bruce Campbell say? This is my boomstick. <laughs> yes, yeah, see? Now, also, I would also like it where Eric is not inflecting, but I think that, like, um, you would have people who, like, I'm angry, and you flip a switch to the angry voice. Why don't they? Do they have that, you think? 
I think they should I'm have different angry. voices. <laughs> yes, it's like, now the shit's going to hit the fan now. <laughs> like, shit like that. I really think, like, and then you're like, the sexiest. Hey there. Give me a sexy voice there. He stumped you. Did you put it I down? I was drinking, goddammit. Oh, my goodness. Give me a sexy voice. I want to be inside you. <laughs> See? Now no, he's got a restraining order. <laughs> say, uh, give me like if you were in a van and you were passing the uh, elementary school. What would you say then? I want to be inside you. <laughs> exactly. And I, I don't know about you, but I don't know that elementary school kids would go for a guy with a voice box that might. But I always I like know. it. I'm telling when I first Like they have a choice. Yes. When I first <laughs> even heard the auto-tune. I love that. I, people make fun of like the rappers with the auto tune. I yeah. think it's the greatest because I don't take it as them not being able to sing. I take it that they want to sound like a robot, and I always want. Yeah. I love it. I love it. T Pain, awesome. he's the best. The guy fucking probably has that shit going down the fucking street. People just hating on the technology, man. Yeah. Robot time is now. I love it. I love Kill it. Kill all humans. She's <laughs> cut him out. Uh, but is that yeah. T Pain? Is T Pain on the on the show? <laughs> yeah, that is. Give me some T Pain. Awesome. I really like your music, man. That's cool. Yeah, I love that. I love when he uh, was on the. Uh, I'm on a boat. That that freaking with T Pain on that. That was yeah. good. Give me some. Of I that, choose you, T Pain. <laughs> <laughs> I love T Pain. My kids went through an actual T Pain phase where we had a lot of T Pain. That's going. a thing. Yeah, it was then. Yeah, well, he had that fucking top hat. He actually, to me, at that point, looked like a. Uh, a guy who was like um, Flavor Flav but ate too much. He was like a big version of Flavor Flav. He was like a black Willy Wonka. He was. He, was, he seemed awesome. like a lot of fun, T-Pain. It was great. I yeah. wanted to hang out with him. Yes, him and 2 Chains. Me and you. Also. Me, you, and well, 2 Chains. Did you, did you give your score for this one, Jim? Uh, I actually gave it something. I gave it an 8.5. There it is. I, I think I put Tom Derenick's art was really good, and I love Bizarre. So I gave this issue an 8.5 and can't wait for Tuesday to see what happens next. It sounded fun. It sounded like, it sounded like a fun, stupid yeah, issue. Yeah, it was. You know? I actually am really enjoying this uh, year five a little more. Uh, it started off pretty slow. I'm enjoying it. I kind of settled into what I think it's going on. There's not a lot of shocking deaths, even though Trickster was just falling into the mountains. That was that pretty shocking. Hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think anybody's going to be able to fix him, but who knows? Maybe Lex will grab him and make him into some fucking crazy-ass thing because he is collecting people to make like a Frankenstein's monster or something. Oh, yeah. He went to a German dude, Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah, well, the, it's funny uh-huh. because that was kind of the way they played it off at the beginning when that guy took him in. You kind of I don't even think... I think he was a cobbler. I don't even think he's really a scientist, but he took him in, gave him some soup. He's going to cobble some pieces together. That's right, he's cobbling so. shit all right but yeah that is digital spotlight uh the only thing before before we leave i do want to say that i was pretty pumped up that uh the legends of wonder woman which i was trying to get desperately trying to get caught up to i will eventually again but uh that it's up for an eisner for best digital book so i hope it wins i looked at all the others and i tried to even find some of the others like any sort of reviews or anything i really can't so hopefully that one is more high profile and they get it because i think they deserve it i really enjoy it but that yep. is Digital Spotlight. Eric, what would you order if you went to uh, Salads or Us? Nothing. <laughs> I want a triple with cheese. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Reggie. And uh, thank you, Robot Eric. And we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Don't be so
like this one a little better. All right, we're starting up. Let me make sure. We're doing books two, books three, boom. All right. And we're almost done, Eric. Yes, we're we almost are. done. We just had the digital, but before that, boy, a lot of uh, meatballs talk out of the way. <laughs> and uh, Paul will be very happy. His favorite series. Um, what is the best sequel in the Big Trouble in Little China uh, movie series? There is none. Exactly. Why are there this many meatballs? You have so <laughs> many movies that deserve because a they're sequel. cheap. Yeah, but you could have done that. I I think and. I no, know because that, you have to spend a lot of money just well, for Kurt Russell alone. I know that the big thing that they said, well, that's what they probably thought about Chris Makepeace and Bill Murray. You just get rid of them. I, I know that you would say, How boy, they would have sucked anyway, but why weren't they made? I'm not saying they would have been good. Why weren't they made? Because John, John Carpenter, Carpenter wouldn't allow it. Didn't allow it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. There's so many movies that deserve sequels. Oh, wait, actually, too? It didn't do well. Well, I know Meatballs probably did okay. Meatballs yeah. 2 couldn't have done well. There was still two more after that. Well, then you had direct the video yeah, I don't know. Just, I, I'm I don't guessing know. the one that seems early came for that. Out, yeah. you know? uh, why was there not a Buckaroo Banzai sequel, Eric? Why? Why wasn't there a Yahoo Serious uh, fucking little... Young what, Einstein Young too? Einstein or whatever that. And why wasn't there... I don't know. There's so many movies that did... You know, you thought that with they dude. Would have I have those. seen so many series of where is Crawl so you're, Two? You're, you're kind of happy that these movies didn't get sequels. Yeah, I'm saying I'm not saying that they should have. Been, uh, well, I'm saying why weren't they? Because people would just scoop up shit. War Games it. Two: The Death Code. Yeah, they made. I think that. that's what it's called. Something like that. But yeah, that was even like later. That's like sure oh, there's a Tron sequel. Yeah, yes, there is, but it was so much later. Where is Willow Two? Willow Nobody wanted Willow 2. It's Willow 2 uh, Electric Boogaloo. That exactly. Would go very good with that, but yeah. there's a lot Still of Mad Mardigan. <laughs> Still. Where, yeah, there's a lot of movies that Princess Bride 2. There was spo- right. Actually, there, was not, there wasn't supposed to be. There was talk about it. It was in the, in the uh, credits. They had a joke where the freaking sequel or the next one was going to be written by Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. So ridiculous. Ridiculous. What are you telling me? This you ready for books? Yes, let's get this done. Let's get Martian, this done. Martian Manhunter number 11, written by Rob Williams, with art by Ben Oliver, Gabe Altieb, and Tom Napolitano. Yes. Martian Manhunter is winding down, and in this issue, it's really apparent because not much goes down here. That doesn't mean, though, that this wasn't enjoyable because here we find out, at least in my mind, that we don't have to understand everything that happened from this book because our human minds couldn't comprehend it. I, I hope that's the case because a lot <laughs> of the shit I'm like, I don't know what just happened. Well, that, and I think it doesn't have enough time to really explore everything that Rob Williams wanted to do with the book. Maybe. Anyway, the barrier around Mars is let down, and Martian Manhunter and Pearl, wrapped around some mess, war mechs, start making the, uh, the fucking Martian refugees way to Earth. Yes. You want to hear what else was let down? That would have been a good segue, actually. If I, <laughs> But, yeah, I didn't mind this issue. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I got the idea that all the baby, you know, little Martian baby, all he needed to know was that people were good. Boom. People weren't Portal assholes. Down. Yeah. Oh, you're not assholes? Like Malafalango is going to fucking do all this crazy stuff, <laughs> but yet I'm there. Oh, okay. But yeah, I got that. I did like the whole thing with Mr. Biscuits. It was I, really I have good. not been a, a big fan of Mr. Biscuits because I think it's a bunch of nonsense after a while, and I think it was a one-trick pony. I think it continues now. I'm happy he's dead. I'm glad. That's my favorite, favorite part of the week. No, How I, dare I don't you. mind. But I, I, I've been saying it all along. I like Mr. Biscuits at first. I think it was just there was no substance at the it end. It was a fun character. Uh, it was okay. 
I, it was okay. And he I hope we see him fun. more. Fuck you. You're never seeing him again. You <laughs> fucking can sit in your bed and dream about Mr. Biscuits because he's not coming back. Uh, you know how much I like hand puppets. But uh, it was funny because a lot of people are, do you think Mr. Biscuits is dead? Yes. I got the idea when he was talking. It's like, no, Martians are a little different than what you comprehend. I don't no, honestly, dead. that I think he was still dead. Yeah, I don't think he's dead. I don't think Malfalex dead. You know he's not dead. I don't and, know that. He put, not fucking dead. Wesson put that spear right through his goddamn yeah, brain. I, I don't think that that's how it works. I, I don't know. Apparently putting a spear through a fucking heart does it because Mr. Biscuits yeah. is dead. I don't think he's dead. I don't think any of them are dead. I think that they are dead in this kind of reality port deal. But I, if you told me that, no, uh, you know, he thought of this ahead of time. And he even has another guy. I, I just he separated himself I really into another get person. That. I get that he's, we're not going to see him because we're not going to have Martian Manhunter around for a while. But, yeah, I think that when Martian Manhunter comes back, you, you can tell me, oh, it won't be the same continuity or whatever. Even if it is, Malfalax coming back. That's his villain. And yeah. he'll be back. And they'll be blood. They'll explain. Oh, that's the blood magic that happened in some. Oh, Mr. that blood Mr. magic. Mr. Biscuits and Malfleck combining into a blood magic. Oh, that's the that sacrifice. Martian child brought Mr. Biscuits back because of how much he cared. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't think that I. And because of that, I really because of how goofy is and how I don't understand anything. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I think he's back, is there? He's supposed to be dead already, but he's doing hand puppets. He's fucking making a fucking rabbit behind with the shadow puppets going on. He's working his fucking magic. He's fucking, he's got a little uh, goddamn flower that squirts water, probably. I don't know. He just seemed, it seemed like, uh, to me, it was overdone, and it was just a one-trick pony to me, and I, I really did. I'm one of the it's a few. Martian biscuits. I'm one of the few guys, it seems, that kind of got bored with that character. Um, but yeah, because you do not care for joy. No, it's not even that. I just I I got the joke joy. before. I got the joke <laughs> before. Once they left Earth and got on Mars, I was I already had enough of him. I I saw him, and the stuff that I liked was when he was this crazy fucking looked like a goddamn locust or something running around, and it was funny why people didn't notice and all this stuff. Once he was on Mars, I, I did. I I lost a little bit. It lost zeal for me. Um, well, the and, thing that lost deal for me is writing. Like we start out with this, Pearl's just thrown in. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, narration going on about Pearl and how Martian are like, look, you got to become this mech the way I did with this one over here. You got to embrace your Martian side. Blah blah blah. Do all this. I'm like, yeah, Pearl is the least interesting character in this book. You have to make her do something. You know what I was also thinking is that I think that this a series could have become. One of those where you didn't want to admit you didn't know what was going on. Oh, yeah, It does seem that way, even so, but not as much because it didn't go on long enough. Like Firefly. I didn't have time to suck. Half of the time in this book, I really did not. If you really tied me to, hey, tell me what happened. I don't know that I could tell you anything. I have notes here. (laughs) I have shit that I read it. I read notes The moon Phobos came down and shot a beam, and then somehow Mars was brought back to life. Even the stuff with... uh, you had now I get that I get that there's Mars that's going to crash and if they don't do this and change it up it's going to oh boy I, I'm no, a it's lost, a lot but to also, swallow then you throw in Constantine you talk about a lot to swallow Constantine yeah, Dr. Constantine, Fate Sargon the Sorceress Satana and, and then, if you said like what are they doing all I know is I could say well they were kind of shielding the planet for a they're bit they're creating a barrier but I don't even really get the idea and we said before way back it seems like five years ago that we were talking before this podcast and we love 
that we love Dr. Fate in this because you see him for like one goddamn <laughs> yeah, panel. Nothing happens, but and yet it I is like him better than this yeah, entire series. I like series. him more than this in the series because he just looks cool. He's just it, hanging it, out. He's not fucking. Ooh. You, you would think that in the normal series he would have been running around, fucking shitting his pants like fucking a Benny Hill scene, nah, 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 yeah. running around, fucking people chasing him. And How no, do I use my powers? He oh, just no. stood there like a badass and combined in with all of them. They, and hey, talk tell shit. Me what to do? We'll do it. And the whole thing that people hated the hoodie fucking look bad I look great here oh i hate goodness, the cartoony style great. that dr fate does as an own series loved it here i'm looking at it now he looks badass i Damn, want that hoodie i want to look that badass i want I him to be on the there. team titans yeah well he's gonna be with blue beetle and we we don't have a lot of uh yeah even, i'm looking at it he's just sitting there with his hands in his pockets like yeah. hey tell me what the fuck to do he's like shut up constantly yeah, i'm here dressed like an australian's nightmare Oh, Australia. He doesn't like Australia either. Who does? He's yelling. But yeah, it's even funny. I like that scene, though. It, it means nothing. But yeah, Etcher, that's the, that's the worst rhyme, mate. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, they're there to protect. But really, again, maybe this was. Maybe you're right. Maybe we were right all along that a lot of these books are just ending too quick and haven't yeah. been able to expand on what they were going to do. So you have to end it. And yeah, this the stuff we've had Constantine before. Yeah, I just don't get the whole thing of going on because at one point, I in my mind, I thought that once Mars came back, Earth was gone. I don't know. No, the thing I is too know. that the, the rest of the Earth doesn't see this. The magical people that can yeah, like they can ha- see it. They can see it, and I like. I'm telling you, I like the fact that we see these characters doing stuff because I always appreciate when you see the rest of the DCU doing stuff that like you know in other titles. Yeah, because it makes sense to me. Yeah, that other people would be trying to help out somewhere. Yeah. So. I'm sorry, we don't get much here. They create a barrier. They I'm good. A barrier. I'm, I will tell you. Dr. That Fate the, looks cool. Awesome. Dr. Fate looks cool, and probably the most hero, you know, heroic thing that Constantine has done in fucking 10 years. No, dude, the most heroic thing that Dr. Fate has done yeah, in entire all series. Of these, uh, what is Constantine just goes around and fucks out, you know, fucks people and fucks them. And yeah, yeah and there's Etrigan. They're all, yeah, they're going to save. And you get the idea that expanded wise, it would have been like, hey, Etrigan, help us. No, I don't want to help. Yeah, well, you're going to die too. Okay. You know what I mean? Then he'd come up with a fucking yeah. knock-knock joke, a rhyme. The other thing we get in this issue that I thought was ridiculous, Agent Wessel is an idiot, or he just wants everything to end because he's like, look, the cave is crashing in, and he looks yeah, happy he as the rocks too. are falling. And he's like, I'm dead. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm dead. But you're dead, too. I'm just a hand puppet. Oh, you, you know what? You're a shapeshifter. You're not dead. Okay. Exactly. And I'm telling you, I use this whole thing with Mr. Biscuits with the hand puppet because in my mind, Biscuits is dead. Agent Wessel's just laying there thinking... Okay, I'm going to die now. And then this whole connection he has with the other versions of himself, he is opening up to this Martian stuff, and it's almost the subconscious inside him telling him, yeah. look, you're a shapeshifter. We, uh, we don't think about things the way humans do, and everything here is not going to make a lot of sense, but we're Martian. The way our, we work is different, so it's okay. Just go with it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, Rob Williams, I will just go with it because you don't have enough time to do what you wanted. Yeah, I, That's I, how I took it I personally. Just, I just took it that he's really And it gave Wessel the confidence to stay alive and go yeah, on and fucking – yeah, Shove a goddamn spear in Malflack's head. Uh, yeah, and like we said, then he kills Malflack, and there's the baby. Oh, there is good here. Okay. We'll, well, we'll the open thing. the portal. We have this, like, do-sex machina with the goddamn cave-ins, because they keep doing stuff. Out of nowhere, another cave-in, and it's going to kill the Martian child, and Alicia jumps out of the way, and the Martian oh, you are going to sacrifice yourself for me. I guess there is good. I will release the barriers, and then Martian Manhunter and Pearl in their giant mech suits filled with Martians are going to go to Earth. Yeah. As Phobo shoots a gigantic fucking beam down, like it did when they brought like it, it did when they were in yeah. Africa when they went back, yeah. Uh, very odd. 
Uh, it's a very yeah. odd issue, but I we'll still enjoyed it a lot. I like the art a lot. And, oh, that's yeah. the thing. Eddie Barrows isn't on this issue, but Ben Oliver does a great-looking yeah, book does. here. I like it. I like it, it. Actually, I'm telling you, it and, is very reminiscent of Eddie Barrows' work. And like I said, I think my favorite part is the magical characters on Earth. I think I like that the most. Uh, but yeah, I liked it enough. I was confused a bit. And this yeah, is going to be one of those... Pearl, it's going to be one of those series, like you said, where people are going to say, oh, yeah, I don't want to look like a dummy. I understood what happened to Martian Manhunter. Yeah. I don't think anybody does. No. But I even said before, too, when we were talking with Reggie before we started all this, I said to you guys, like, this is one of the books. You hear it all the time. Oh, it'll read better in trade. I really do think that this will. Oh, I definitely uh, think only so. Only because it's, it's one of the – I said to you, I, it's hard for me to explain. It's not that I don't remember the last issue, but these, these, this book – you kind of need to be in a state of mind. Oh, for definitely. It. And I don't get that right away. Like I start reading. I'm you gotta like, work oh, yourself into on? it. Oh, okay, all right, I, I'm in. But yet, if you're reading it all as one big trader, you have two, you know, volume one and yeah. two, whatever it'll end up, uh, and read them all together. I think that you're in that mode, and you'll be, and you will, you'll probably pick up on a couple of things that you would have missed because you waited a month. I Especially if they back. add stuff in to make sure it makes sense more. Yeah, well, they're not. Shit, that would cost them money. They're just gonna shove these fucking issues together. That's fucking. Wild. I'm saying they added that bit in freaking Batman and Robin Eternal. No, they didn't. That was already released. That oh, was, yeah, that never was, mind. That. that was in a preview that I that me or you never read that came out before. <laughs> yes, I think it was Chisanga or somebody told us. They're like, nope that that was in a preview. Oh, then never I mind. That, yeah, no. I, and we I, did. Now I remember we did talk yeah, about. Yeah, that they're too. not adding shit. They're, yeah. You're gonna get this, and that's what. I, I still think it'll read better. Yeah, it'll read better. I think it will. I think that you'll read it right as in one. And you'll say, boy, that really ties into that. It's a we got weird that. book to wrap your head around, but I still it enjoy is. it every month. And I'm going to miss it when it's gone. But I think, like we talk about all the time, 12 issues is just right for this. Yeah, it is. I said to you what was really going to make me like worry about it is when Earth came back. And what is he going to do then? When he becomes actual Martian Manhunter again. Which he seems to be already thing. anyway. And he's there, the one character, though, of Martian Man. Is he going to go and join him with the Justice League? Because he's not. They're not going to have the, every no. issue with the Justice League. Is he just going to go and save people? It seemed like because of how mind-bending this all was, for him to just go back into a, or to start up even, a superhero comic that where he, like this issue, for three issues, he's going to fight this guy. And it seems odd. It seems odd. The only way I would have seen it happening is 12 issues, Rob Williams leaves. He's like, okay, I got my story. Boom. Somebody comes in fresh, starts it all new with, okay, this is just a superhero comic now. This is Martian Manhunter. But Martian Manhunter to me, somebody knows this is the truth because they keep doing it. He does play better on a team. Oh, yeah, definitely. The funny thing is. In his solo book, he's been a team. He's a team <laughs> of one, and it really does play that way where he's not as interesting just a guy by himself. And, yeah, I would have thought maybe you could even – I don't know. I don't know who you would team up with again. Uh, he was on, like, Stormwatch. He For a little bit. Justice League. Until that was a race from yeah, history. Yeah. And uh, – but yeah, he, he. I don't know how it would have. Then went. he was on the JLA. Yeah, yeah. The, that's what I'm, he's always in a team. I don't know how this book would have played out, um, and 
maintained that good equality if he was actual just Martian Manhunter going around. But we'll never know, Eric. We'll never know. We'll see Martian Manhunter again. Out of ten. I would love that if this Martian Manhunter would have went in there and went onto the Justice League. Yeah, like they added right. Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz and that. We need I a really, heavy hitter. I really would have liked if they really changed up the team, which they have over history all the time. They seem to not want to do that anymore. No. They do not want to mess with that because that's one of the books that sells and they're not experimenting with that book. That's why you get a JLI, JLA. You get all these other Justice Leagues. JLU. JLU. You get all these ones that that's going to be the one. And they don't sell, but it's, that's not. JL3000. Yeah, and it, to <laughs> me it's not that, uh, like, they use that as an excuse. Like, oh, that's why we don't do it. But it, it's because it's like a half-assed version. You know, yeah. you still have the Justice League out there that people are, they want the Justice League. They're going to buy the Justice League. They're not going to buy JLU. Uh, but I Obviously. think that I think that if Je- Justice League would change up, you put Martian Manhunter. I think that would be fun. But I think it would be fun as well. All right. I what did you say you gave it? Eight point five uh, out of ten. I, I have seven. Seven out of okay. ten. Uh, I really enjoyed this, I even did. with it the just, off the wall nonsense. Just had some nonsense. And throwing I'm pearl really in there at the at the whole thing when I tried to wrap my mind around what was going on and try to explain it. I really only got the magical characters made a barrier and. The baby Martian was really seemed to me like he ended up being the villain because if he just didn't realize people were good, he would have let everything happen. It's, well, it's honestly, people happen. suck, so he is actually yeah. doing right by us. Yeah, but yeah, it's weird. Uh, but yes, we're going to end the podcast with what? Wonder Woman number 51, written by Meredith Finch, with art by Miguel Mandanka, Dexter Vines, Diana Igia. Igia? Igia? Iggy. <laughs> Steven Dowder. Ulysses Ariola and Rob Lee. Yep. Wonder Woman continues her, her tasks given to her by Hecate to save baby Zeke in this issue and makes her way to Tartarus. This just leads to nonsense, though, Why, with Wonder Woman being confronted by fears, which are ridiculous, that she shouldn't be affected by because she knows that everything here is fake. Yeah. Eventually, though, Hera shows up, forgives Diana out of nowhere, and the two make their way out of Tartarus to confront Hecate, but the goddess of witchcraft and necromancy has hightailed it, and for some reason, Zola might be dead. Now, I, uh, how would anybody have thought that Hecate was better? Um, how would you think that she was the villain? Dude, dude, this... Um, if you've been following the story arc, we have been told over and over again certain things like don't judge a book by its cover. Do not like you know the gods might be your friends now, but do not tra- yeah, but like transgress against the gods. Are trans- fickle, exactly. If you trespass against them, they will smite yeah, they you. They will smite you. Yeah. But yeah, everything we get, we get this in this issue is you judge a book by its motherfucking cover. Is you what judge I understand it by the now. Cover and then also wonder what happened to the goddess of peace because yeah. where's she? She's out there trying to she sex up Ares. She was always trying to Ares. sex up Ares, but then yeah. Ares just kind of died. Things were ditched. Uh, I said to you, number one, it's so funny because it was mentioned earlier in, uh, again, it might be J-Man's mail, uh, where he said about all oh, these people who uh, delays, and he did mention David Finch. And I thought to myself, that's odd. I've never really heard it. But now I realize. Yeah. I always just, I don't know why I assume that he wasn't on this book all the time. I, I just, I don't know. I never thought of it as him not being able to get it done. I just always thought that he was up to something else. Like, I never thought, like, right. we'll yell about Brian Hitch. We'll yell about Jim Lee. I never, oh, that David Finch, he can't finish. Well, 
but he has it's like every three issues. Oh, say, I know Miguel was on goddamn wife. Miguel was on Wonder Woman forty seven, and now this issue yeah. uh, doing pencil duty. Keep, so he keeps ending up delayed. He did the cover. The cover's fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, though it's that fucking thing from last issue that fucking has nothing to do with this one. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with it. So Eric, I would tell you do not judge a book by its cover my friend but it starts off I really, and then the book tells you to judge a book yeah, by its i really cover. do like the way it started i like the whole oh, thing so where I. she's walking down that that fucking it looks like the walk of shame she's going maybe superman just did her she's the walk of shame down with all those bodies i really like that and i'm like okay you get a little recap from when yeah, she was there last with that stroke i don't mind that but then it led into what i said to you i've now pinned i put a thumb fucking my thumb on why i don't like meredith finch and where she's giving this narration in the beginning, I like. It's telling you what's going on, but it never ends. This is a book, and Meredith Finch's writing, I'm not, I hate to badmouth people like this, but it almost seems like these other, like a Jeff Johns has now graduated um, fucking graduate school. Meredith Finch is still in second grade, Eric, because yeah. the, the way she writes things is all like she'll walk into a room. And see, somebody will say, Diana, like Hera will be there and say, Diana, you shouldn't have trusted me. And then Diana will think to herself, that's Hera. I shouldn't have trusted her. It's, <laughs> everything is repeated in the narration of what you see. She always wants to tell you instead of showing you. And I just think because she's writing up the script and she's like, and then Diana's going to say that. And, then the, and yes, the, the art is telling you a lot of this. Like you go and there's Zola. Zola is a zombie. With zombie a baby Zola. zombie. Yeah, yeah. She has, this isn't real. You just said you were afraid of losing Zeke. It's the Tartarus pit turning your fear against you. Yes, we know that. We know from the we've whole already, thing we've already that this is going this. on, and it just continues because then they're like, well, here, just... Zeke, take him. Move, Diana. Zeke's not dead yet, but he will be if you don't get out of here. This is actually the uh, – yeah, yeah, we, we do know this. We know this marriage. As much as I've wanted Wonder Woman to pick up and actually be good, this is like the nail in the coffin for yeah, me. It, it really and is. And I'm sorry, it's, it's not that far off. We'll but, we get a rebirth, well, like rebirth coming, but still. Boy, uh, uh, Greg Rocca is walking into this in the perfect situation. Oh, he yeah. Is, this is Wally Pip. He's fucking Lou Gehrig. He's going to come <laughs> in, and he is going to nail it. And it probably would have always been great. But, boy, after this, people are going to be like, this is the one. Ten out of ten. The weird thing about this is that this isn't like Superman truth. This isn't like I'm saying to you, boy, this isn't my Wonder Woman. Like a lot of people we said, we found out, they said that about Azarello. Oh, yeah. That this isn't what I want. I'm sick of it. I don't don't see anybody saying – Oh, man, this one, she is butch. No, you know what they're saying? This is awful. It's yeah. the whole thing. It's not that she doesn't understand Wonder Woman. I just, I, it's just her writing. And the writing is just, it's amateurish to me in this. And all you get is her repeating herself, seeing this. Yeah. And, yeah, you get an issue where this happened in Superman. It happened in The Truth where uh, fucking Vandal Savage was giving visions to Superman about, here we are, you're going to be my general, and we're going to do this. And the whole time we're yelling like, Superman, you've said a hundred times this isn't real. Why no, are no, you getting affected? fucking Vandal Savage has told him it's not yeah, real. and yet in this it's almost the same thing. It is. She's going to see things. And, yeah, she even goes back to where she, uh, the 
when she was a girl and the girls were calling her clay yeah clay and oh you're just a you're the princess who wants to be what she is and then you're this and yet you would think to yourself like boy she she should have been uh, over this by now i really thought she was this is one of the most powerful women and superheroes of all time and yet this is what she she still has hang-ups about this and to me it's then superman wants to put a button around it's like meredith just sitting there and thinking like what else would she be mad at she'd be mad that they didn't like her as a girl and we're gonna go with that you could have went with all this where you could have just went down the line of the gods and Mm. and centered on that yeah and i thought it was like here's you know there's zola i wouldn't have went with the zola as a zombie i would have went that it was zola that said we don't want your help we never did we fucking used you like shit like that that would or even you know saying like the god of war thing she's afraid that she's gonna lose control and and whatever happened to bleeding through her fucking eyes and yeah and do that shit like this is where it's almost it's hecate is playing with her greatest fears but yet yeah yes she's worried that zola and zeke are gonna die but like i said to me i think her biggest fear more than that would be that they don't like her like that. Yeah. And that, yes, you would see, like, Ares would show up, and she'd be like, I know, uh, Ares, you want... No, I don't want to be God of War, because I don't mind, because you're going to destroy the world, and that's yeah. all I ever wanted. No, I can't. You know, shit like that. And her eyes start fucking bleeding for some reason. Yeah, do that. And then you have, like, Hera. Hera's whole thing should just be, well, I, I never liked you. The best vision of fear that we get in this whole thing is where Hera shows up, and, you know, like Wonder Woman has been told over and over again by the ghost of her mother that you yep. cannot trespass against yeah, the God. She might be your friend me. now. You cannot do something and to fuck that up. Because, and that's a very common thing in mythology. And it, yeah, it is. And that's I'm what telling it you, is. that is a great vision. Yeah. But then we find out this isn't a vision. And Hera is actually there because for some reason Hecate has magically trapped her in Tartarus. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what the fucked up part is? She is initially pissed off, which makes sense because Wonder Woman has fucked her over yeah. royally. And tried, and, and Hera's mind is trying to steal her power. And yeah, yeah. you just want to be the, the god of, goddess of war isn't enough. You want to be the goddess of Olympus. You this fucking. is huge. Fucking Hera should smite the shit or yeah. try. Yeah. Immediately forgives her. It starts crying. I'm, but this goes against everything that we have learned up to this point. You keep shoving it down our throats that you cannot trespass you know, against the gods. Even that, what this seems to be, because this happened. And this is what happened in Azarello's run where Hera was made mortal. She was not a god anymore. Yeah. And she, because of that, she started to be nice. And yeah. she went with Zola and Wonder Woman. And yeah, at the beginning, she's like, I'm a goddess. And she's like, oh, I'm fancy. And she had to learn different things and whatever. But the whole thing was always spelled out like when she becomes a god, if she becomes a goddess again, she's just going to go back to how she was. And Azarello played with that where she did get she got it back. And you thought that she went against them, but she didn't. No. This is just like black and white. Like, you know what I mean? And, and Completely. There's not, a, there's not a twist to it where it's just she's no like. No gray at all. And she, the, the turn was just like, oh, you, you were being good? Okay. Okay, there's my bad. There's nothing like where you get like anything. I don't know. You don't even get like, oh, my God, they were right. And oh, no. She, it's like it's a flip-flop. Complete. It's terrible. And, and yeah, it goes against everything that Meredith Finch has told us leading but, up to this like over I, and over again. What I'm saying, even if it did that, even if you go against everything you were told, it's not clever the way it happens. It just happens. Yeah. It just is like, nope, they were lying. Like, that's what you end up. Like, if in the end, she does, oh, and she and says, like, she has learned guy. something. Or even if oh. she said, why, like, she should call out, why would you think this? After all we've been through, when I was a mortal, and yet, like, there's no, like, this is out of nowhere, 
and it it doesn't even tie into anything. It's just what she's been told all the time. And yeah, and Hecate, there you go. Hecate is bad. Oh, really? The, really? the whole thing, uh, fucking Hera should be like, you fucking moron. You're a goddess of witchcraft and nonsense. Oh, she looks like think, a monster. And yeah, like, but what about? And I like too. She's like, but but they showed me. What about Asphestus and the Cyclops? And the explanation is, well, you know what? They could have been used against us. So you know what? We shouldn't have done it, but we, we did. We oh, did okay. some bad shit. We might okay. not. We should have so, maybe not done it, but and shit's like, gonna oh. happen. And the, the worst is to me. The ending part where, like, huh, this is a place of lies and deception. Well, I know what I can use against it. My no, no, lasso. The, what, what does she do? What does no, she no. use the lasso on? That's the best part to me because Hera has to remind her that she has well, a yeah, lasso she has of to truth. Remind her, but, like, to me, is she lassoing Tartarus to make it tell the truth? The, the way it shows here, I think she's going to hold it out in front of her and walk until actually, she finds the exit. To me, I would have thought that what they would have done possibly is to put it around themselves yeah. so that they see the truth. I don't know. I yeah, she's looking through it. But even so, we I forgot about that thing at the beginning. At the beginning, it was funny because she's like, I don't know. You know, Hecate showed me the, all of the horrors of, of what's happening, like asbestos and the Cyclops and what Hecate Hera's doing to Zola. Yeah, Hera didn't do all shit. All Hera was doing was telling Zola that she looked tired and she had to go to bed. And she, Zola she was panicked, sleep. wasn't sleeping. She put her to sleep. And that was, she manipulated her. That's, my wife thinks that. My wife thinks I'm trying to control her because she's exhausted. And I say, you should go to sleep. To her, that means I'm up to something. No, you, you need some sleep. My wife goes days without sleeping. You need some sleep right now. She's up right now. It is now 4.04. She's up Jesus. walking around. And I'm like, I'm here. I'm forced to do this by these freaking bloodsuckers <laughs> that listen to this. But, yeah, I'm doing this. And I, but, yeah, she's walking around. But yeah, it just everything was odd. And you got that constant, like, I know this isn't true, but I don't like it. Oh, this isn't true. and But this is true. Oh, this book nonsense. is fucking nonsense. Yeah. Nonsense. And then they escape Tartarus. Uh, Wonder Woman goes back to the Temple of Gaia. Oh, Hecate's gone. Of course she is. Yeah, she must oh, have been watching somehow. Oh, she's gone. She knew this was happening. Oh, my goodness. What she, could she be doing? And then Wonder Woman returns to Olympus where, for some reason, Zola is now Snow White, laying yeah, her goddamn Snow glass White, coffin. Sleeping Beauty. She's everything. She's just there. And they're like, oh, my God. We were too late, and that's Harris saying it to one of them, but yet you don't know what's going but on. Baby Zeke was the one sick. What are you talking yeah, about? And the weird, where is Baby Zeke? I don't not know. shown at all. Yeah, no, he's not there. Uh, is, that sh- is that supposed to be strife there? I, I would think it is, or is that Pete? I don't, you know what the one, because then you even get the Apollo is over there. Yeah. But yeah, is that supposed to be strife there? Because that's awful. Uh, I didn't mind the art. Oh, I love the art in the book. I, I'm telling you, if you go back, if you're looking at it, you go back a couple pages, there's a couple times Wonder Woman's face looks really bizarre to me. But overall, the only thing that I'll say is that her boobs are really done weird in her costume. If you look, they are really – like they don't even look like they could possibly be real the way they are. I, I, they're very – I can't even explain it. They look like two fucking grapefruits or something. <laughs> it's not even like I'm not even saying like boy they're sexy they they come across as like sexy ass very odd very, it, there's the one it's when she first sees Zola I'm looking at it now and they actually look big and small at the same time it doesn't make any sense what I'm saying but they don't seem like they're real to me I think she's had work done Eric I think she said well, they're very odd. Even I really hope page. to see Miguel Mondanka do way more stuff in the future because yeah. I really like the way this book uh, looked. Yeah, I liked it. I just but fuck this weird. book though. 
Yeah. Hopefully Greg Rucker can make something worth Oh, he will. And, and I was going to say to you, um, it came to me uh, this, while I was reading this and writing the notes. We'll talk about this, but I'll just mention on the podcast. I don't know if it wouldn't be that bad an idea for me and you to take the, uh, one of the stories each. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, the yeah. one is a full-out like a, a origin thing and the one's current. I, I think that might be pretty cool that we could both deal with, you know, we'll both get Wonder Woman then. Yeah. And it, it works out that way. I think we should do that. Uh, okay. I was just thinking of that, but we'll decide which one we want, which one, you know, the deal is. But I thought that would be a pretty cool thing that we could both do Wonder Woman then. Yeah, but, cool. yeah that, that's the podcast. I gave this a 3.5 out of 10. I'm looking at it. Zola's dead. Is she in a coma? I put it. She is uh. the last. I'm looking at all the. Here's my one. Hecate is bad. Who knew? Four question marks. Everybody knew. <laughs> I'm telling you, my last freaking note. Zola's dead? Question mark. <laughs> is she in a coma? I put. Actually, it's funny. I put Zola's dead. Four question. I'm big on four question. Now that <laughs> had, that had five question marks. I had uh, three point five. What did you say? Three point five. Yeah, I, same thing. I'll agree with you. I, we agree when the shit is terrible. What are other people giving this? Are people? I'm a little off on this That's one curious. because I really don't know what other people are giving this book. I have not really looked. I haven't cared too much. People uh, are giving this. Yeah, it's I don't noting. even it up anymore. Uh, we got a eight point eight, a seven. Uh, yep, an eight point eight, a seven, a five point five. A five okay. and a three point five, which is me. Okay, the guy who gave it an eight point eight is that freaking Yahoo that I said that fucking makes me laugh. That guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you want to see who I, I laugh at, just look under Wonder Woman on the comic book roundup. He's right on time. <laughs> Check out that guy's reviews. If I wrote those reviews, I'd have seven million reviews done a day. They're like three sentences long. Uh, I'm hey, looking. Jim, yeah. the Wonder Woman 51 is the Wonder Woman we've been longing yeah, for. Oh, no, yeah. Strong, I, compassionate. I and can overcome fear in order to meet the challenge of the gods. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? She, 8.8 8 out of 10. What, what challenge possible. did she overcome except getting out of a, a fucking jam she threw herself in from, from being dumb? Oh, my God. I'm looking. The, the other thing that really spells out things to me are how many people review an issue. And boy, Legends of Tomorrow number two has three reviews. You and Reggie are one of them. That yeah. is going to be you and Reggie really soon. Just you guys uh, looking also. Dr. Fate, two reviews. All these motherfuckers. Oh, it's the greatest. No, it's not. And that is, uh, that's getting bad reviews. A, a five and a five. You, what did you say that to you? That's like a 3.5. 3.5 as well. But even like a, um, a Titans Hunt, three reviews. That's all. That, yeah. And yeah, and that took, well, I think they just came up yesterday. Yeah, it's it's so odd sometimes where you look at things, but then you get like an American Alien twelve, twelve people reviewed it. You get Action Comics fifteen. That's where you get Flash nine, and stuff like that. But yeah, I I take oh I'm sorry, Doctor Fate. I would give a three out of ten. Okay, yeah, I take a lot of uh, it's worse than this. Book. I, I do take a lot from how many people are reviewing it because most of we review everything. We try to yeah. get everything up, so it has nothing to do. If you did Doctor Fate tomorrow, you reviewed that, and two people read that review on the site, you would still be doing the next. We do not go by. Oh man, that's not you know that's not worth it. Whatever we're doing, all of them. The other sites aren't like that. They will do a review. No, no, if, I'm actually I really behind. I know on you. Fate. Yeah, even so, like if I did Flash and. Uh, one person read it. I'm not going to say, oh, God, you know, only one person. I'm not going to do the next one. We do them all. Actually, and, uh, I might tell you not to do it. Yeah, then I don't know. I think we still would because it's Flash. <laughs> but, yeah, these other sites, I think they're like, nope, nobody cares. And that's what that's what 
it means to me when not a lot of people review a book where yeah. the Titans Hunt, they're just not getting a lot of people coming to see their reviews of Titans Hunt, so they, they've stopped. They, they stop. And, yeah, it's a luxury of other sites that do every comic. Oh, dude, Superman, Lewis, review. and Clark, two reviews. Yeah, two reviews. One's mine. That's so weird. It's a great book. And I give it an 8-1. I give it a 6-5. I gave it that one. I said it was a bridge issue, Eric. A bridge issue. You know why I said that? Because I don't like to say it's a, a, a freaking setup issue because that has negative connotations. So I made up my own term. I'm sorry, using it. Nice. A bridge issue. A bridge. And really, it's funny because I did have somebody, I, Brett Booth might have actually yelled at me one time even about that. Like, he said, when you have a comic, every issue is a setup issue, you fucking asshole. I'm like, you know what, Brett? You're right. You're right. It is. It sets up the next issue. So I hate saying filler issue when I don't think it's filler, though. Yeah. Uh, bridge issue. And that's it. That's the podcast. It is fucking late. And oh, God, I'm, I'm going to get yelled at. I'm going to go to my thing now. What's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is Flash. Bat Flash. My, mine is a tie, actually. I, between... I keep saying Bat Flash because I listened to that one where I heard the mail of Little Eric, the yeah. uh, a kid who may, and he liked Batman and Flash and wanted to make a site in a podcast, and I told him Bat Flash. He didn't go with Bat Flash. No. He hated it. He actually mailed in the next uh, podcast and said he hated that name. Also yep. hated 80s movies. And yep. everything that we told him, we never heard from him again. Ever. <laughs> nope. Good he's, times. He's dead. Now, my, my pick of the week would be a cross between Martian Manhunter and American Alien because I both gave him 8.5. Oh. But I'm leaning more towards American Alien. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like it that much, this issue. Next week, we are going to have Batgirl 51, Batman 51, Black Canary 11, Cyborg number 10, Eric. Possibly Dark Knight 3, the Master Race number 4, but that seems odd to me and seems yeah. like that would be delayed and it's still showing up. Uh, Deathstroke number 17. I'll enjoy that. Grayson yes. number 19. Um, that continues that Lansing and Kelly. I, I didn't really like it, but it is. I didn't understand it a goddamn there. thing. So um, Harley Quinn 27. Justice League 49, Eric. Nice. Justice League 49. I have a feeling that's not coming out as well. I, I heard some <laughs> crazy deal. Uh, that that is actually going to come out also on the same day, 50. I, uh, I think that's Brandon's. Oh, no, I think Pistol told me that. Uh, Justice League 3001, number 11. Sinestro, number 22. Sinestro is a weird book. We've liked it pretty much. Yeah. But yet I always forget about it. And then it shows up, hey, there's Sinestro. I heard so, a bad book. Uh, Suicide Squad's Most Wanted, Deadshot, and Katana, number four. That's still a thing? Yeah. I don't even think we'll even talk about that in Flash Reviews. Superman Wonder Woman, number 28. Looking forward to that. Teen Titans, number 19, uh, which to me has proven that Greg Pak is not infallible, and he cannot make this mess into a good book because it's not very good. Omega Men, number 11. That's good. We'll probably talk about that. Uh, Secret Six, number 13. Another one. That is so far off the radar. Dude, I have and not especially read that even book just so with long. us, because Reggie reviews it, but even just in general, nobody's talking about that. No. And uh, We Are Robin number 11, which is a weird one to me because I could not tell you what I think is going to happen in that book. <laughs> I really don't. There's been, it, it, because of the Duke and all other books and all this stuff, I don't even remember what really happens in. Uh, we're Robin, except they seem to be getting back together for Smiley, right? That's what's oh, happening. Oh, yeah, right? there's a, a they, Smiley in the school. It's almost the them uh, bringing back the team. They're getting the band back together, Eric, and they have a, they're on a mission from God to stop Smiley. <laughs> That's what you get. But, yeah, other than that, I... I love that book. I can't wait. I'm telling you, of all of those, I'm looking forward to Superman, Wonder Woman, and we're Robin. I say Batman, but it's weird. That, that even seems like let's just get to Rebirth by now. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just seems like, you know, what are we going to get? But we'll see. We'll I'm actually curious to see what we're going to get for the last couple of uh, issues. I thought that it was already announced what was I'm going sh- on. I'm I sure it will. I, I don't look to solicit, I so. can't remember. I thought that, well, we'll just wait. By uh, Tuesday, uh, fucking Scott Snyder will be on the fucking press junket telling you all of Tuesday, what Tuesday, Monday, get out of here. Yeah, really. I'm surprised there isn't already. And then he'll say, listen, this is going to tie back into Batman 44. Where's that motherfucking Eric? Fuck fucking that. asshole. Yeah, that's it. I am fucking tired. I'm hungry. Oh, right. I'm going to go make some hot dogs. I'm going to have a combo of two hot dogs. Okay? You like that? Yeah. Two hot dogs and then a bowl of Cocoa Pebbles. You know what? I was actually mad as shit because when I was shopping at Walmart earlier, yeah. I thought, you know what? I'm going to try to get my monster cereal. And I really do think that's just a seasonal thing now and that bothers me because there was really, no there was monster none. cereal, but there was a shit ton of fucking Rice Krispie Treat cereal. I, yeah, that's that's full out in Quakertown now. You want the rice? I have two shirt. boxes. Brandon, yeah. you want it? You come to Quakertown. You eat it up. Uh, my kids. I actually we got the bag bag cereal, Eric, but it is bagged legitimate cocoa pebbles. Okay, I was gonna say they better. Your kids better be Man. throwing that out. This in the isn't wall. like cocoa rocks. This is cocoa pebbles, and they picked it out. Logan, cocoa stones. Logan loves the cocoa pebbles, and me and him were shot. And out of nowhere, he ended up getting a bike today. And tomorrow I gotta go bike shopping for everyone else. They have, uh, four other kids or three other kids because yeah, Alex does not need a bike. Zach he, don't need a bike. Yeah, he's getting a bike. He's gonna actually buy his own bike with the money he made from landscaping stuff. Nice. He's gonna get it because he is sick of me not wanting to drive him to the fucking gym. Then you walk to the gym. <laughs> uh, the gym's a little far away for him to walk. That's the goddamn why from here. It'll take him probably forty minutes each way. Then he's there's no workout. There's just walking. <laughs> so he's gonna get a bike to do that. And uh, Ethan is gonna get a bike though. He's like, I don't really want a bike, but I guess I'll get one. No. And uh, he's gonna buy it. He went. Well, I'm he, just saying though. He he's never gonna ride. Well, no, he'll end up riding with Logan. Logan got the bike today. I said, listen. You're the only one who has a bike. He's nine. Tanya will not let him go out and ride on a by himself. So I said, why don't you wait till tomorrow when Rafe gets the bike? Because him and Rafe play, you know, together. Yeah. And he, no, no, I'll get it today. But I, I won't ride it. I promise. I won't say yeah, it. The minute right. we got home, well, he starts yelling at Tanya. Oh, can I ride the bike? And I got so angry. Oh, yeah. And I was yelling at him. And she took it as like she didn't know what was going on so out of the blue it really did look like i just blew up and <laughs> i had said a hundred times to him do not and also he is and again it's it's sad for me to yell about he always wants to go out and play no <laughs> nobody else does they really don't want to go out all the like he they'll go out but also he is the worst because they'll go out and play for an hour and a half, he's mad that it wasn't an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> he always complains. Or you'll go, well, the one day uh, this week, me, him, and Rafe, we're going to go play football. 1v1, as they were calling it. But it was Rafe against Logan. If I throw, you know, I'm just throwing the ball. Sometimes yeah. I throw, you know, you overthrow somebody or whatever. It's not like, but oh, it was all a plan in his mind that I was trying to screw him. and not. De- <laughs> so he got mad. He quit. I'm not playing anymore. Said, well, we're playing one, uh, you know, one-on-one. You, you can't quit. You, you kind of ruined the game. So I'm like, okay, we're going home then. And then we got home. He started complaining that we didn't play a long, long enough. Oh, we weren't hardly out. We weren't hardly out. You quit, motherfucker. quit. I was so angry. I was so mad. I, I almost threw the football at him then when he said <laughs> quit. And the whole thing was he quit because I threw, Rafe was covering him. I threw an interception. God forbid. You know what? Fucking all the, even the greats throw interceptions, Eric. Like, like uh, 
freaking, I think that Brett Favre may have thrown one or two interceptions <laughs> in his career. Maybe. I'm not sure he may have. Or like such greats as Jeff George. <laughs> Jeff George. Jeff George, huh? Jeff George. But, yeah, that is it. I, uh, I am starving, and I'm tired. And I want to get the hell out of here. But, yeah, this is going to be a long podcast anyway. Seriously. So let's end it so you can go get yelled at. Uh, what do we say? Everybody have a great week. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, That's the right. two, baby. That's the clean two. Oh, there it is.